Hi, Robbie here and I am programmed to tell you that Jim and Eric are going to spoil all of the DC comics that came out this week. You have been warned and enjoy the show. Jim say when Boston Brand slept with his sexy mama? Well, he looked that acrobat son of a bitch right in the eye and said, you're a dead man. Welcome back, all you DC Fright fans, to the special Halloween edition of Weird Out Wild, which is going to be exactly like any other edition, besides for the fact that we're recording on Halloween, which sucks balls. I'm America's sweetheart, Eric Shea. And I'm Jim Warner. And this is episode number 43. 43. Yeah, it's, it's Halloween, Eric. God damn it. We're not talking about it, though, are we? Not at all. You know why? Why is that? Because we're talking comics, and there's uh, plenty of those to be talking about tonight. Oh, my goodness. Is it uh, Daylight Savings tonight or tomorrow night? I never I know when it starts. You. Well, it's supposed to be Saturday night and the Sunday. Okay, well, then we'll actually I thought it was have... next week, though. No, I think it's tonight. I, I have don't no know. idea. I never know either. I keep... My clocks automatically do it. I keep being told to, to do it, and, and then I end up waking up late or early, whichever one it is. But, Eric, we are the official, unofficial podcast of Weird Science, dccomicsblog.blogspot.com. How'd that meeting go last week with what Mr. Meeting? Weird Science? Remember the, I, I the, skipped it. You skipped? That's why I skipped it. That's why we're still the official, unofficial podcast. I can't deal with him, man. He's, he always looks at me like I, I, I'm the devil. He gave you knee pads, though. Oh, God. Uh, we're also proud members of the Comics Podcast Network at comicspodcast.com. We are on Twitter, Eric. Are we? Yeah, we are. And that is at Weird Science DC. And I'm going to mention to you, we are also on iTunes, Stitcher. Beyond Pod, Podcast Attic, Laserdisc, Betamax. Holy shit. What else are we on? VHS? VHS. Uh, what else? Other formats? Uh, 8-Track. Phonograph, 8-Track. And that we're always as Weird Science DC Comics Podcast. And you know what, Eric? We do not have ads on this podcast. No, we do not. We don't. Even though We should really about, start. <laughs> well, you talk about Imaginex enough that I would hope that they pass you a couple bucks or maybe one or two Parasite figures. You know I what wish. I like Parasite? If God he had a balloon on the outside, and when he absorbed powers, you blow up the balloon. That would balloon be not. so good. Balloon not. Uh, yeah, do we, we don't have much of a business model or plan either, do we? What's a plan? I don't know. You know what we want, though? What's that? Acceptance, Eric. We want acceptance. And the way we can get upset, uh, acceptance in this podcast is for people to rate and review this podcast. And usually, we, we don't beg too much, but uh, hey, I ain't too proud to beg, Eric. I heard that. too proud to beg. I would love people to rate or review the podcast wherever they get it uh, because that helps us rise in the rankings. And you know I love rankings. I love lists, <laughs> all that. And, boy, I hate it when we, we start slipping. And, in fact, this week I, I messaged you and a, a fellow by the name, I'm thinking it's a fellow, Ken 1111 reviewed the podcast, Eric. And I think when I told you what he said, it made you a little hard with his words. Is that true? I don't remember. I think you got hard with his words, Eric. I'm telling you, that's what you did. But, uh, yeah, thanks, J. Ken. And, hey, I might even shout out to anybody or reviews or things. I, although all I see is iTunes. I don't really check those others. Uh, Stitcher, we had a, a couple ratings and reviews. They disappeared. 
Yeah, I don't understand how that works. I don't, I don't either. Who knows? We Who had knows a rating there, things. and then it disappeared. Then some guy's like, hey, I, I rated, but it's not there no more. Yeah, I have I, no idea. I know Pistol at one point said something weird, or just he's lonely there on the international iTunes. Just him <laughs> uh, shouting out loud. But Eric, we're going to get with this because, boy, this is going to be a long podcast. This might be one of the another marathon. I don't want another marathon. And I'm you a know, lazy man. Hey, we're going to start now with the news. The news, Eric. Such mouth. Where are these sound effects? I Shut do not mouth. hear. I... Day, I got you some ice cream. I want a friend. Dang, ice cream. <laughs> there we go. Uh, all you you planned this all week. You want to uh, force Forrest Gump quotes into this news for your job. I don't want to force anything. You People never, need to know. You're never ice cream, Lieutenant it's, Dan. It's like a, it surprised Lieutenant you. Dan, ice we're cream. Talking about news. Boy, it's it's getting off to a bad start, Eric. It's, it's not all, that bad. It's already having problems. Well, later on, people will yell at you, so I don't care because I'm happy then. I am very tired already. But the first news, Eric, I know you you won't like this news. <laughs> it's not DC news, but it's our favorite ginger. And I'm not talking about ginger from uh, Gilgan's, Gilgan's Island. Island. Yeah. I'm not talking about uh, Courtney Gaines. What about Pete and Pete? Pete and Pete, I love both those guys. Uh, yeah. Not them. We're talking no. about Rupert Grint, Eric. What didn't Rupert Grint? Didn't I say one time I broke that story? He's going to be playing Guy Gardner in the movie. I don't believe you broke that story. I think you just came up with it and went with it. Isn't that what people do? I think that's what Bleeding, Possibly. Bleeding Cool might do. That that next thing I know, they're going to report that. But Rupert Grint's working on comic a comic book pilot for NBC, Eric. That sounds terrible. Former Harry Potter star Rupert Grint is headed to the small screen with a new pilot for NBC. According to Deadline, the as-yet-unnamed show tells the story of a young man, played by Grint, who discovers that a comic book... not that young anymore. Yeah. ...comic book created by his father called Imperial City may have strange connections to the real world. Shows reportedly created by Grint, alongside producers Silvio Horta and Aaron Kaplan. No release date or further information about the pilot has been released, Eric. Do you think this will ever see the small screen? Yes. Do you think that Krypton will on the Sci-Fi Network? Sadly, yes. Yeah, yeah. I do not want to see that. Which would you rather watch? Rupert Krypton. Grant or Krypton? <laughs> see, you say sadly, but you would still rather watch Krypton than Rupert Grant. You don't like Rupert Grant. Not really. I, like I don't him. like Ron's jerk-off face. I like Rupert Grant. It's I like everybody else who played in the Harry Potter movies, they will always be Harry Potter characters to yeah. me. So if I hated their character, I'm going to hate then them. you hate them. You hate it, Ron? Yes, he was a jerk-off in every goddamn movie. Great character. Next bit of news. We're going to keep on the small screen. Uh, they cast Go uh, Gotham cast Mr. Freeze this week, Eric. Did they now? Mr. Freeze. Fox has cast actor Nathan Darrow as Victor Freeze. Nathan Darrow? A.K.A. Mr. Freeze. For the current season of Gotham, according to Deadline, according to these reports, Freeze's character story arc will follow much of the revised origin seen in Batman the Animated Series and later replicated in comic books. Darrow is best known for playing Secret Service agent Edward Meacham opposite Kevin Spacey in Network's House of Cards. You, you watch that show, right? I've never watched it. I haven't either. He's currently filming HBO's Wizard that's of like Lies. That's like something Tanya would watch. No, that's something yeah. that Sean would watch. I think he did. He used to tell me at work that I should watch that. Uh, he's currently filming HBO's Wizard of Lies, playing Bernie Madoff, and is scheduled to be a recurring actor in Showtime's Wall Street drama Billions. Deadlight doesn't say when exactly in Gotham season Daryl would debut as Freeze. I'm looking at him right now. I had no idea who this guy was, and 
I'm not really sure how I feel about this. Oh, really? I, I don't like his jerk off face, but it's Mr. Freeze. I don't really have to you like his like jerk off face. You don't like everybody's jerk off face. Yeah, you don't like really jerk need, off you, face. You really don't need to. Care well, he's not going to be Mr. Freeze. He's going to be Doctor Freeze in this. Yeah. yeah. And it's you know I can see him in a lab coat walking around doing his thing and playing no real big part except for being Mr. Oh, Freeze. Oh, his lab coat. And his lab coach, Oh, Jim. well, let's get on the next bit of news, Eric, because you can look her up, because Nora Freeze was cast for Gotham oh, as shit. well. Just days after casting Nathan Darrow as Victor Freeze, it appears that Gotham has found his loving and sometimes cryogenically frozen wife Nora in being human actress Kristen Hager. According to Zap To It. Zap To It. Is that um, like the next sequel to Zap? I thought that's a- actually, yeah. It went, well, they're zapped again, so you can't really have <laughs> Zap To It. Uh, Zap 3 it. Fox Zap describes Hager's Nora Freeze as the only person who's managed to connect with the otherwise emotionally cold Zap's company too. Fox's description goes on to describe Nora's role in the Mr. Freeze plotline, saying, as her condition worsens and her husband becomes more desperate to save her life, Nora must make the ultimate choice, play the willing participant in Victor's mad plan or sacrifice herself to stop the monster inside him, Eric. Of course, there's no... Well, I guess that really puts... Uh... Yeah. A downer on my whole with this lab coat thing. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, he's going to be trying to save her. He'll have the lab coat on. I guess. Don't worry. He'll have um, it on. I'm looking at Kristen Hager now, and I can totally see her as Nora Freeze. Yeah? She looks good for the part. She looks good for the part. She uh, looks good in general. Ooh. You like ooh. her, huh? You yeah, like, I don't know what like she'd be doing with fucking uh, Nathan Darrow's jerk-off face. Well, he's probably rich. He's a cryogenicist. I would think they get paid the big bucks there. The ladies like the money, don't they? You want to hear something else? Who's <laughs> How good? would we know? I don't know, because yeah, <laughs> they're not with us. That's why I know. Uh, speaking of good-looking, Eric, the next bit of news. Chris Pine confirms he will. He confirmed he will be in the Wonder Woman movie. I can't uh, wait to see what he's going to look like when he grows up. Yeah, but who is he playing? Who is he playing, Eric? Who is I have he no playing? idea. Nah, well, he won't tell us. Chris Pine has been rumored to be part of the upcoming Wonder Woman film for months, and he's now confirmed his involvement in an interview with French entertainment website Premier. Premier. <laughs> However, he stopped short of saying who he would be playing That's in the film. That's because it's French. You can say it right. <laughs> Premier. I do not really know what I'm allowed to tell you. I'm super excited. Of course, Gal Gadot is super talented. He says super a lot. Patty Jenkins will direct, <laughs> and boy, she's super. And we will shoot in a traditional super film, said the Star Trek star. What excites me the most is to work on a movie that's so super with a female superhero, with a woman in the super lead role. I'm part of a super team with this intelligent, beautiful, and strong woman to destroy the wicked and save humanity. It's super. That's what he said. Premier. So I'm guessing Steve Trevor. Premier speculates that Pine will play Wonder Woman's longtime partner and love interest, Steve Trevor, though this remains unconfirmed, Eric. You would think he would. Yeah. I, I really, though. Why I don't wouldn't know. You, why wouldn't you let him announce this? Why? It's so I, I don't, stupid. I don't have a business plan. I don't understand it's how these so, things work. It's so stupid to not announce it. You would think that they would let that, you know, you'd want to start the, the hype. I mean, if you're going to talk to Premier, Premier. then you'd <laughs> hey, Premier. I know. I think that what they told me, this Premier magazine, or like they say in France, Premier, uh, there's a bunch of mimes that actually interview these people. That's why he seemed very um, off on this this interview. He didn't know what to say. How do you talk to mimes? All right, the last bit. What are you typing? I'm trying to. Find, I'm telling you. We looked at this before when we talked about Chris Pratt. I need to. I needed to know how tall he yeah, was again. I think we looked at it before. He we was, did. He was three foot eight. That's what I'm telling you. Whenever I see him, that's what he looks like to me. Motherfucker is six foot tall. He does not look like it. He's very thin. And he wears really tight clothes. 
Not, he doesn't even come off that really thin to me. I don't know. He, he doesn't leave a lot. Gal Gadot was 5'10". Gal Gadot was 5'10", and Chris Pine is 6 foot. 6 foot. I think the last time we looked this up, you started screaming. 6 foot. <laughs> he doesn't look That's a what? goddamn... Yeah, every he looks time like a think, little kid. Every time I, I think of him in this interview, he's actually sitting on an adult's lap. <laughs> he looks like a little <laughs> kid with a beard every rocking, goddamn time I see him. him on one, one leg. Uh, Chris Pine. And then they put him in the car seat and take him off, Eric. That's he's got Frankenstein he shoes. He's yelling as the car's pulling out. I'm a man. He's yelling. As he straps the brick, Shut the up, brick Chris shoes Pine. to his feet so he can reach the pedals. <laughs> oh yes, yes, yes. That'll continue tonight as well. All right, Eric. And this is flying along because we are on our last uh, story, and this is very personal to you. No, it's not. Um, you a friend? Of, I have no involvement in the story. You you a friend of Cullen Bunn? You like that Cullen Bunn guy? I do like Cullen Bunn. Oh, do you? You love him, right? Why do you hate his Aquaman, Eric? Because We're it talk sucks about balls. It later. What'd you give? Just a sneak peek. What did you give that this new Aquaman under a five? Yes. Oh yes, yeah, under a four maybe. Yes. Oh oh well, Cullen Bunn's leaving Aquaman over negative reviews from Eric Shea. He does I am not say that. This. Yes, it does. Colin Bunn has announced that he's leaving DC's Aquaman with January's <laughs> issue number 48. The announcement came during Bunn's Reddit a- a- AMA. I cannot talk. AMA. Ask me anything that means. Did you uh, know that? AMA. I I'm reading this earlier. Abbreviations are not Cullen, for me. Colin Bunn's Reddit AMA. The hell's an AMA? In which he confesses relationship with Aquaman ended some time ago. <laughs> that's such a stupid <laughs> sentence. His relationship with Aquaman ended some time ago. That's when Aquaman really came to know himself. On his and, face, and yeah, and did not dating, like it. He started dating Mara then. It really upset him. Thanks to negative reaction from fans and reviewers. Uh-huh. I added the that. Reviewers. I added that reviewers. Yeah, but you're you're leading the pack. There are a number of reasons. No, I, I'm not. And anything. Are, you shut your mouth. I'm, I'm the newsman. You shut up. There are a number of reasons I left Aquaman, Bud told Reddit user when asked about his Aquaman run. I actually quit the book before my first issue even came out. Unfortunately, that's not my fault. That is not my fault. The reaction from fans was brutal and disheartening, even before they read my first issue. Um, I'm going to stop right there, Eric, because I think that's bullshit. I never saw anything. When we saw Colin Bunn was on, even Trevor McCarthy on our... Excited. We were excited. We thought it was going to be good. The only thing that anybody could say... Was that boy? I didn't like his Lobo. That at that point was like his only blemish to me. Yeah. Uh, because obviously at that point, uh, Lost Army hadn't come out. Nope. Se- second blemish, Eric. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, I didn't see anybody upset. There was no reason for anybody to call anything about Cullen Bunn on Aquaman. Uh, I only have ever heard a lot of positive stuff about him. But and at most, if we got a preview before the first issue came out, like you know that week of. Yeah. Yeah. It would be that they didn't, people didn't like Trevor McCarthy's well, art. And you know what? Uh, probably got a June preview. You know, those June previews. Sneak peek, yeah. Sneak peeks. I, I don't remember, but yeah, if anything, it was that art. But I don't even th- – I think that might have been one that didn't. I don't want to say – I don't even I'm remember that one having because, a sneak peek. Because I remember when June hit and we first saw it because I kept telling you, man, I love Trevor McCarthy. And at that point, he Did had just come off a of clarion. And I said the only thing good about that book was him. And then you saw that art, and you're like, holy crap, what, what were you fucking pulling What is there? this guy going to yeah, fucking why quit already? Li- why were you lying to me? All right, Cullen Bunn goes on. My editor, who was great, asked me to stick with it, so I did. It's kind of weird. This is kind of a, I, I, this whole thing. People need to me, fluff him here? What me the, the fuck? Wrong way. That's what I'm saying. He seems like, you know, he's now saying, listen, you hate my run, but boy, I, I was going to quit anyway, but they made me do it. 
The fan reaction didn't improve. This was such a different take on the character, a lot of diehard Aquaman fans couldn't accept it. I was accused of not talking about the book, but every time I did, I got hate tweets and hate mail. I don't need that. I ain't got time for that. And it kind of made me loathe the character. In the end, I think that it wasn't the right story to tell with Aquaman, so I felt it was time for me to move on. Someone else can come on and be a hero. (laughs) Basically, he's like, okay, uh, Eric Shea, uh, is this on? Eric Shea, go fuck yourself. Button then at it. Button then at it. There's a bunch of other stuff too, but it's best we don't dwell on that. And I'm saying he doesn't want to dwell on that because that now that I read it and read the whole thing again, that's all DC shit. He yeah. wants to badmouth them, but he also he still has Sinestro. Believe me, when Sinestro gets canceled or he leaves that book and it's he a goes good book. and he goes uh, exclusive with Marvel, we'll hear the tale. We'll hear the tales of well because in another bit I saw there was things about Lost Army where they kind of jerked him around. They said, "Listen, again, this is weird because as he's saying it, it was always going to be a limited series, though it was going to be a twelve issue or a thirteen issue at one point." I never, you know, we never heard that originally, and then it got switched to six. Well, it's not like Arkham Matter to agree. How far can you take this story? I know, I know. Well, yeah, eventually you would uh, have them find their way, but um, yeah. Yeah, it was going to be a 12 issue, then down to a 6, then back up to a uh, 13, and then back to the 6, and then just cancel. So, yeah, he's he's a, a, a bald and angry man, Eric. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. And, that, and it's not my fault. I think it's part of it. It's not your fault. He's, he seems like, I don't know that he ever liked Aquaman. And this story... That it's got awful. It, it is bad. And again, this is like one of those things, and he, he's right. The next person who comes on, if they can do a half-decent job, people will love him. And I really hope that it gets back to the fun Aquaman, or any good Aquaman. Yeah. I don't know what he was thinking. I really don't. Well, uh, I'm telling you, it's the whole problem with the DC June books, because we just jump in the shit yeah. in the middle of it, and there's no explanation. We just have to deal with it and go from there. And it's, it's a tough sell, especially when every character is doing this. Uh, you know what? Now that I'm thinking you're saying that, I think there might have been a sneak peek. But that because the reveal of the sneak peek was that Mara was against him. And I kind of do remember that. I don't, I'm saying I'm yeah. sure it had a sneak peek. I don't recall yeah. it, though. Research, Eric. We do not mm-hmm. research. <laughs> uh, but that is the news. That's quick Keep news. it real. Yeah, we're keeping it real, all right. We just, like you said, we make up shit and we go with it. I told you, just be confident when you say it, people believe you. All right, but we're gonna move on, Eric. We're gonna go to the mail. I'm not oh, playing yeah? it. I'm not playing any stupid sound effect like you. I'm no no motherfucker. Far, no scum. You have mail, and the only way you're gonna get on the mail is to email us at weirdsciencedccomics at gmail dot com, and we'll read anything. Correct? You didn't have it ready, did you? No, I. I it yeah. sounded like shit. No, last week I listened to it. it sounded like okay. shit. I don't know why my sound effect didn't come through. Plus, I hit it twice. I'm not gonna mess up this time, <laughs> Eric. You know what? My wife this week she had me join the bridge club. I jump off on Tuesday. Thank you. All right, let's that for a while. Yes, I I heard that on a uh, commercial for a car dealership today on the way home from fucking cars. After I I, uh, dropped you off, I heard that and I thought, boy, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell that joke tonight. That's a classy joke. That Sounds is, like bad comedian that's Eli. Old time. Oh, I, it seems like I'm at the fucking Friars Club telling that one. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. Eric, take my wife, please. All right. We're going to go to the mail. And like I said, you will read anything, correct? Mm-hmm. Well, even if they badmouth me? I think so. Are you drinking there? Yes, I you am. have a good drink? Are you drinking that iced tea of yours? Yes, I am. All right. It's very good. How, how about this? Well, this that's a crazy segue because... 
How about if they also badmouth you? Because that's what we're going to get, Eric. Uh, and the first one is Mr. It's T. all you want. Mr. T, T-E-A. You're, yes. That's crazy. I like this because he goes, what up, Jim? He's not talking to you. This is Not me. at all. Does Eric even enjoy doing the podcast? Jesus Christ. At least you tell us you hate it. Eric just sits there and acts like an ass and shoots down everything. I try to be the positive voice of situations half the time. Know. Already you, you said jerk off face twice. You, you freaking, I, I agree, Mr. T. I pity the fool. The last, latest example is the ending of last podcast when he just cuts you off with his goddamn CU and 7 sign-off. He's like the retarded Edward R. Murrow. What a dick. Team Jim all the way. I just want to explain for a second. Sign going, Mr. T. We were going on for a little bit, and I really had to take a piss. Yep, you couldn't just stop. I don't know. You had to take I, a I'm telling you, the off. one time one time we were going on for a while with something, and I couldn't hold it anymore, and I just muted my mic and got up and went, yeah. you disconnected the whole call because I'm like, well, either I stop him here and we have to do the whole thing again. Well, didn't or- you when we talked to Ryan about the Star Wars book a, a while back, the couple podcasts where he was on live? Didn't you get up and leave it then too? Not I not think, during recording. Not no, the I stuff thought that you said on. that. I thought you said you paused because at one point we were talking. You were not saying anything. Then you came up to so, cashish and every the fucking thing went off the rails. No, that was well afterwards. Bullshit. Okay. And I had to take a leak. I just wanted to remember when you said that, you know, started saying things and nobody responded. Said, well, good night and good luck, Mr. T. Yes. Uh, the next one's from Hollow Man. You like that movie, Hollow Man. I actually just watched it last week. Did I saw you? it in the theater. It's not a great movie, but I... Uh, I didn't mind watching it, like, you know, whatever, 15 years after it came out again. Okay. Well, nobody cares. Uh, Hollow Man says, thanks a lot, Eric. I listen to your podcast every week and can't wait to hear the end. When things get weird in here, that's when you guys are so tired. It's like a crazy sleepover, and I love it. Last week, you just ended the party, threw out the snacks, and made everyone go home. Your sleepovers suck. Worse than sleepaway (laughs) camp's ending. Boo to you, sir. Love Hollow Man. Of course, everybody's talking. Yeah, well, I started getting a little goofy, and you just freaking cut me off. And uh, like I, I, said, I didn't even get a chance to sign off there. You know what ruins the sleepover more than, like, you know, kicking everybody out? Pissing your pants in front of everybody. I was going to say, actually pissing the bed. Actually <laughs> shitting the bed. You ever shit your bed? No. Haven't you? Really? No. You might be the only one, because I know everybody out there, everybody shit the bed, right? Actually, this guy... <laughs> I never shit the bed. Actually, that uh, was a big expression of a guy I used to know. He's like, oh, now we shit the bed. And it's my step really, big expression. I, yeah, and I wonder if those people who say that, if they have shit the bed, because how would you know how bad it was? I mean, it is bad. You shit the bed. You can imagine. You start blaming the dog, <laughs> and you don't have a dog, Eric. You have a cat. doesn't make sense. Uh, yes, we're going to move on, because we're going to have an email from a new fellow, a new writer, J-Man. All right. J-Man writes him, what's up, Eric? Hey, All right, what's up, J-Man? Hey, Jim. Uh, that that comes off strange to me. He <laughs> seems like he's really happy to see you with that exclamation point after the what's up, Eric, and then, like, I'm a second, you know, hey, Jim. Hey, Jim. I'm just there. I'm the guy standing next to you. Like, I'm always there. and nobody, like, like, he walks up to me, likes me, and then you step out from behind me? Oh, oh yeah. Hey, Jim. I, and actually, I think that what's up, Eric, high five. <laughs> oh, hey, Jim. A Thanks. little secret high five, too, that takes, like, a minute and a half to That's do. A, one of those with a bird. You have the bird going up. That's the best. What's end like the the slide the palm? 
Yeah. All right. Thanks for doing this podcast. I used to listen to other comics-related podcasts, Comic Vine, Flashback Podcast, Blog of Oa, but their format sucked, and they all felt like they were trying to be funny when they weren't, just to kill time. I, I want to mention, I, I was, I'm a big Comic Vine fan. I still listen to them occasionally. Uh, I used to listen to Blog of Oa. I haven't listened to them in a while, but I was not aware of the Flashback Podcast, so I looked it up before the podcast just to be aware of uh, what they are, and they are on Podbean. They're uh, fellow Podbeaners. And you know how they're form- called? Yeah, their format, they talk the flash books each month. So usually they have one or two podcasts a month, and they're about 60 minutes long, Eric. They have the dream. Sounds they're li- amazing. They're living the dream. I bet you they're not recording the night on Halloween. For now on? Actually, they be might a- be, because there is a flash, flash book. book they, better, yeah. they better get off their asses and start recording, because <laughs> they have not done this new flash book, I don't think. Boy, they have. What are we going to do? We For know, now on, we're just going to be a We Are Robin podcast. We Are Robin podcast. And then when that book gets canceled in like four months, we just... And that's the end of that chapter. And scene. <laughs> then we go to bed. Ah, uh, he goes on. Two years ago, I was a Scott Snyder fanboy. I was collecting everything written or co-written by Snyder. I was reluctant to pick up Batman after he supposedly killed up Bruce after Endgame. I gave the super shitty Robo Gordon arc a three-issue try. Yeah, a lot of people do that. Give yeah. that three-issue. You give like 18... I agree with Eric. Look, I say three issue, and then my curiosity gets peaked. I'm like, it's it, going to get good. It's going to get good. And the, I'm gonna, when, I, when I continue with this, do you realize that we could do this podcast for 10 more years, have the site for 100 more years, and the only thing you'll ever be known for is that fucking Batman 44? Because he says, I agree with Eric on how shitty issue Hold on 44 a was. Hold on a second. What, are you having a, a stroke? No, I'm trying to find my gun so I can kill myself. Do this for ten more years. <laughs> hey, you need me? I'll come over right now. Just go out in the freaking street. I'll run you over. Now uh. Snyder <laughs> is dead to me. The only Snyder-related material I now read is Batman and Robin Eternal, which is a big improvement so far over Batman Eternal. It's funny because it's gone down. I still agree with what he's saying. Oh yeah, I'm so telling do I. you, in the middle of Batman Eternal, I was so upset that I had to review that. Well, I'm saying I jumped in at the end and I really liked the ending because I missed out on all that nonsense so i got right to the good shit yeah 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 and yeah it was it was better i have an i have an issue with the way batman and robin is set up though that i'll talk about when we go on that book uh he continues you guys crack me the fuck up i can't listen to your podcast around my wife who hates comic books i can't do the podcast around my wife she gets mad at me with my headphones on because she would think i was on drugs that made me laugh hysterically now that bruce is a memoryless hippie dc is pushing dick on us (laughs) I'm telling you, there's a lot of di- there's a lot of dick going around this week. I love Grayson, but come on, DC. Dick is in Batgirl. Dick is gonna be in Starfire. Dick is all over Titans Hunt and Batman and Robin Eternal. After Robin Wars, Dick will probably be in Robin <laughs> Dick FOB. Is be in I'm predicting a future monthly event where Dick invades all the ongoing series. That's just way too much dick. If I if I see a crossover where Dick is in space with Hal Jordan, I'm canceling my DC pull altogether. Whew, yeah, there is a lot of dick going around. We were actually talking about this earlier this week. Uh, well, oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't. It, Grayson, you're talking about. No, I'm just talking about the amount of no, dick. No, we were. We were talking about the amount of dick in, in our lives as well. Yes. There's just too much. But, yeah, they really are this week especially. He's in every book. I love it. Hey, Jim. Yeah. Want a sword fight? I, I wouldn't mind sword fighting with you. I freaking, you know, I don't know about you. Freaking toothpick versus a sword. Bring a freaking dagger to a broadsword <laughs> fight. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, know what you're talking about. Have you guys read any books? I was Valley talking about books? me. Oh. Quality wise, they're what I imagined DC Comics was before its shared universe became so convoluted with too many superior characters in a parallel universe and crisis events. 
I've not read any Valiant books. Neither have I, but that's the thing. I like the superhero parallel universe crisis event kind of shit. I don't. I just do this to freaking <laughs> just pass the time. Keep up the good work. I'm loving the You're Batman. You're waiting to die. I'm loving the Batman and Robin eternal poppy jokes. Oh. I was so upset. Poppy. Poppy wasn't in this week. No. Give me a poppy. Ooh, poppy. <laughs> Ooh. J-Man from Santa Barbara. Thank right. you, J-Man. We're about to get real, Eric. Matt from Calgary. Shit. Matt from Calgary wrote in next, and he's going to give you a lesson because this is all about you, not about me. <sighs> let me he, Matt goes, let me explain why Starfire is such a fantastic book since you didn't get it when you reviewed it. Uh, put it on the comments. We're good with The it. main problem you seem to have with it is Starfire's previous experience on Earth. As someone who just started reading comics during Convergence, Starfire makes perfect sense. The number one issue of Starfire makes no reference to her previous experience on Earth and implies that she is, in fact, just arrived. Bullshit! Therefore, therefore, Convergence should be regarded as a soft reboot for the character, and you can shed your hang-ups about her new 52 stories and limit yourself to her DCU incarnation. The appeal of Starfire for me is her straightforwardness, her outgoingness, and her tremendous empathy. She doesn't hide anything and is doing her best to fit in on a new world. As for your criticism that the Marine staff would think she's crazy for being able to talk to dolphins, I think you're forgetting the world they live in. This is a world where Superman, Wonder Woman, The Flash, and all kinds of others with superhuman powers live and people know about these heroes. Yeah, because people love aliens. That's true, though, yeah. It's not that much of a stretch for them to think there may be someone out there with the ability to communicate with dolphins. She was doing a little more than communicate. And up to this point, people just think she's an exotic-looking woman with orange no, skin. Yeah, no one really or, seems to think that she's an alien. And, and hair on fire. I'm just saying, this it's woman the hair walks that up, blows it for me. and she has a job interview, and no one's saying, hey... What's wrong with you? No, Do you I, need help? I think what You're happened, fucking orange. The way she was dressed in Get the fuck out of my point, office, they're alien. Not it, they're not looking at anything but her bosom. It's bad. Huh. Add to that her bright orange skin, green eyes, and flaming hair, and it'd be pretty clear to anyone in that world that she isn't an ordinary person that may quite possibly have Nobody powers. Nobody else is making these freaking claims, people though. people don't have. Are you going to interrupt? Starfire yes. is one of the best books of the DCU, along with the Justice League and Justice League 3000 for me. And if you get past your hang-ups about her being a newcomer on Earth and evaluate her on her arrival only after Convergence, it may be easier for you. Eric, to understand why. Matt from Calgary. And I know Matt was the first one to trumpet the demise of the Flash Review. Uh, get ready for Starfire to be on Flash Review. And unfortunately, Just League 3001 will be there tonight. Even though Starfire? I did, even though I did like the... No, Just League 3001 is there tonight. Starfire okay. will, will start being... We, we threw her in the regular rotation the last episode that book came out. Right. It's going to be hit or mess. I know that he got mad because he also liked Prez. Yeah, that, that's going to be. And, uh, you know, he doesn't mention Prez now. I think he fell off that as well. Yeah. I'm still waiting to see when this fucking Prez is supposed to come back. Well, Everybody keeps pushing this week out. Oh, Nate, Prez is coming back. I was going to say that in the news, and then I was going to leave it for when I talk in the um, the Flash reviews when we do that. Uh, Joel reviewed it, must have mentioned in there, hey, it's only six issues. And the, the writer... Um, now I can't. I know Ben Caldwell is the artist. It's I can't remember. God darn it. But yeah, Good he times. Came, he got on Twitter. I'll remember it later. I'll just yell it out. He uh, <laughs> uh, Mark Russell. He got he got on uh, Twitter and like he seemed mad. Like hey, the, it's twelve issues. Uh, twelve issues. This last one I looked it up. It's like eight eight thousand nine hundred. Yeah. Holy moly! I think your Dark One's last concert had more people than that. Sure did. Holy crap. 
Yikes. It's the, uh, how could this book go on? I'm telling you, the next issue of Prez, if it tops 8,000, I'll be shocked, and then it'll go down to six. It's going to be the worst numbered but Oh, my God. Just Getting back to freaking uh, Matthew thing, though, here. Stop it. I didn't do any research because it's the first time I'm reading this email, but um, no I'm preparation. Sure I, I don't have the email address. You don't give me the pass, no, I said, password. I also sent you this outline at two. Yeah, I was busy getting ready for the podcast all day. Freaking but anyway, eight hours ago. I have no idea when you sent it, but um, I'm pretty sure in the first issue of Starfire, she like refers to like references to her time with the Outlaws, and I know in Red Hood Arsenal they reference her time with Starfire before she left to go in her own book. No, that's a different one. That's no, a different, different Starfire soft reboot. Anyway, I know. I know. I'm if you're a fan you. of seeing somebody who joins, t- like uh, you know, comes into the town and who happens to be retarded, I can see why you bring this book. Here we go. I I don't mind the character Starfire. I know that, I. like Matt really it gets me mad about what the books turn into because I just don't like it. I don't like I don't like the writing. I don't like the story. Do Nothing's happening. It's just her going around me. Oh, I'm a goofy girl who doesn't understand things. Oh, you got oh my your, clothes I got, fell off. I have my head on my ass. Oh, let's make a little emoji or something with it there that pops up a little cartoon that has a head up an ass. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's just nonsense. <laughs> Matt likes it, though. Matt's going to yes. stop. I'm surprised Matt still listens to us, because every book he likes, it, but besides Justice League. I'm happy Matt likes it. Yeah. I don't think I'll ever be able to get into this book, though, the way it's written right now. And I love Justice League 3001, unfortunately for Matt and anybody else who loves it. I did not like the last issue, so when we had so many books, there were tons of books this week. Shit time. And because of last issue, actually, that's why I said, hey, Justice League 3001, we're going to have to put in flash reviews. I, and I liked it. I liked this issue. It was a lot better. All right, we're gonna go with Brenda, Brandon. Why do I won't? I always want to say Brendan with Brandon, but we'll go Brandon. And Brandon wants me to read this in one of my best damn voices. Hello, weird science. There we go. I made it through my books this week. Jim raging on me. I was so afraid that, it was the entire email he wanted. Oh no, no, I was just doing that. I made it through my books this week. Also, he made it through me uh, ragging on him about his Buffalo Bills. I sent him an email. <laughs> hey, nice game those Bills play. And almost made it through the entire backlog of your very early podcast. I'm so sorry. All I can say is enjoyable, but man, that audio quality at the beginning made my ears bleed. This makes me glad I started listening just a few weeks ago with the more current ones first. Having to listen to Eric with that microphone, well, actually without the microphone. The lack of microphone. You use that freaking little microphone in your uh, laptop. And the I always joke, laptop, every yeah. time I would joke that the first thing you see, if you look at recording a podcast, you just look that up, and almost the first thing they'll say is buy a mic. You cannot use that microphone in your laptop. Hey. That lasted how many episodes? I have no idea off the top of my head. It seemed like 19. It was um, a lot. I'm sorry, I use this mic, though, for the, on the bottom of my laptop for the Evine Live, and that's sounded fine. Yeah, it sounded okay. I think that's what stretched your face on that. No, oh, yeah, the mic stretched my face? Yeah, it was all those No, that's triples. my face, Jim. Fuck you. cheeseburgers. <laughs> Having to listen to Eric with that microphone the first few episodes sounded like he was underwater trying to give Aquaman a BJ while simultaneously smoking like a badass. Trust me, it wasn't yeah. as enjoyable as I'm making it sound. However... If I didn't cut out those early days of the podcast this week, I would have never had the pleasure of a full-blown gridlock explosion coming out of my nose, all over my keyboard and computer screen, all from Eric's herpes story. <laughs> you remember? I remember it was so funny. I'd never heard that story. And you got to the end, and I knew where it was coming. He had herpes, didn't he? he got, oh, my God, that guy got herpes, Eric. You, you would have had herpes. I believe the younger listeners you've scared out there should all find that episode, listen to it, and take the life lesson you're preaching to them. 
go to bed now. Don't chase that girl you like because you may get herpes or have five kids like Jim. And frankly, I don't know which is worse. Just don't pick up fucking bar skanks is the moral of the story. Yeah. yeah. She, didn't she come back to your apartment and yes. then she left all of a sudden with a guy and had sex with him in the parking no, lot? No, this other guy showed porn. up at the apartment as well. We had like a, like, a, every, like a come back to the fucking our place after the yeah. bar closed. Yeah. And this guy I never knew showed up because I guess he heard us. I don't know. He thought it was an open which, invitation. And if that was the case, then he was downstairs at the porn shop because you were above an adult world. Yes. Yeah. So but no, just... like every, everybody showed up at the at the parking lot at the same time. Okay. You know what I'm, I'm saying? saying if you upstairs. Said, if you're like, oh, he heard us. Where where else is he gonna hear you from? No, when we're at the bar. Oh, okay. So you're saying you heard him like, hey, everybody, let's go. I let's go he back heard to our partying place. Partying it up, playing the Bee Gees. No, no. You guys used to play. I've actually had scary stories from when that happened. Oh, jeez. Okay. Well, trannies we and shit. Yeah, we don't need that. Well, that's for another podcast here. But anyway, guy... he fucked her, fucking ran out the car with his pants down, and I had a wedding the next day where I was a groomsman. I just went to bed. Yeah. And then did you know this guy? How did you find out he had herpes? No, I'm saying this guy, I found out that the, the girl had herpes. Oh, okay, so you, that's what it was. The girl you found out had herpes. Yeah. That then, the, okay. So he may, he may have lucked out. I doubt it. Usually guys who have uh, sex with women in the porn shop parking lot usually are very, uh, they, they have protection. They're very safe. Those guys are very safe with their sexual escapades. Oh, that guy who came up to me when I was talking to my grandmother on the phone in the parking lot yeah, and asked yeah. if I wanted a blowjob? Yeah. Yeah, actually, yeah. He asked you if you wanted him to blow you. It's a very yes. convoluted story. And that Eric, you, did you, you didn't know then that we would meet three years later. I know. It's weird, right? <laughs> I love your backstory, Eric, but why do you attract so many weirdos? Because I hang out in weird places. Yeah, you used to. You don't anymore, really. No, I don't do anything anymore. I don't drink. I don't fucking leave. I'm telling you, all my friends are having this big Halloween party tonight. I'm stuck here doing the podcast. I've never gone to a Halloween party in my life. It's because you don't have any friends. That is true. I have friends, all right. I have Brandon. I have Man Chip, and I have Reggie. So tell you, ne- next year, tell, next year, tell your kids to throw a Halloween party. You'll no, finally be invited to your first year, one. Brandon, Man Chip, and Reggie and me, we're gonna get on like a Skype or something. Dance around in our underwear. <sighs> I also yeah, found out. Like party, I huh? also found out why Brendan Fletcher hates you guys so very, very much. Another uh-huh. golden nugget in your backlog. To which I have to say, good riddance. Who wants to read Veronica Betty parading around as Batgirl for two Seriously? panels an issue? Keep fighting the good fight and calling those butt hurt bastards out when they try to sell us that crap. Every email, yeah, it's gonna happen. She's in the Bat family. There's no rainbows and butterflies. Only dead parents and man bats. <laughs> Speaking of suck, what is up with Superman book? I'm talking Superman 45 specifically this week because now Soups is an underground wrestler. Yeah, Where is the story sense. going? I've read about 16 issues of Superman story since June. All I can say is my head hurts from all the stupid, stupid involved in that truth arc, and I have to tap out till it's done or at least improves. Keep making us all retarded with your nonsense. Till next week, Brandon, and he's at BMUR3660 on Twitter. And we're going to finish with Manship. Manship uh, had some issues. He had some medical issues this week. I did not think he was going to send in an email. I told, He told me he was on drugs. I said, well, get uh, send in an email when you all know those goofballs. Because we want to see it. <laughs> goofballs, everybody. I, I want to hear, that term I wanna hear I some that. crazy shit that he would say. And he says, thanks to Reggie for finally having a sh- short Reggie's recklessness. 
I had time to look up all the fancy words that I don't know the meaning of and understood his second. <laughs> oh, <for> Reggie. <laughs> also, thanks for finally letting the cat out of the bag on Reggie's last name sign-offs. I know that Jurgens was a reference to, or I know what Jurgens was a reference to. I'm in on the joke for once. As a fellow last name guy, I now have one thing in common with Reggie. Once again, the guys prove why their Weird Science podcast is the gold standard for comics podcasts. Us listeners, all five of us, get the inside scoop due to Shay's knowledge or from Warner's research. I'm not familiar with the stuff in Titans. Did you do research? Nope. So it was great to learn that the Weird Twister board panels actually meant something. Keep on edumacating us, guys. As far as Alicia from the Martian Manhunter series, I'm going with that Alicia is the last little bit of the Manhunter left just in case everything goes to shit. And she has a big-ass bag of biscuits, cookies, so Marsha Man or Alicia should be fine for and a couple jewels, of months. And jewels, it looks like. Yeah, I have a lot of money. I think she is as well. That's what you were saying last week, yeah. wasn't it? Yep, and that is signed Nuclear Manship, Eric. Uh, and that is what I like to call nuclear. the mail. Nuclear. <laughs> nuclear. Uh, that's the mail. That's it, Eric. The podcast nice. is flying. I am so fucking tired. Oh, I'm, I'm going to start right now before we get on the Reggie's Recklessness, which I believe is a Halloween edition. I am going to drink a five-hour energy before we take our break because I like to waste some time. Uh, other podcasts, as we learn, like to waste time with stupid jokes and pretend they're funny. I like to do it by drinking drinks, Eric, and you light your cigarettes because you're a badass. <laughs> mm. I don't want to smoke right now. <laughs> Stop <sighs> trying to give me cancer. Ah, uh, yes. I, oh, God. Oh, I just did like that crazy, like... The head bob, whatever you would call it when you drink something awful. Holy crap. Tony, you're 46. One of these days you'll learn how to drink something correctly. Maybe, maybe. But yeah, Reggie has a very special recklessness. He's been working on it for a while. Sent me an email today with it and said that he worked on it a lot, that he's he hopes it goes over well. He He's never happy with when he records them, though. He always has some. He's, like, I don't he's like a true this. artiste. He is. He's an artiste. He might be in Premier Magazine. <laughs> he uh, he said that the audio quality might be a little down. But, yeah, it's, it's going to be a uh, shout-out to some old fella on the podcast and some co- sort of crazy thing. I don't know, but we're going to take it away to Reggie. Go get him, Reggie. Enthusiasts, and welcome to Reggie's Recklessness. I'm your host, Reggie Wrightson. For this special Halloween edition of Reggie's Recklessness, I decided to take the show on the road and visit what is considered to be one of the most haunted places in America, and it's right in Jim and Eric's home state of Pennsylvania. I've been given free reign to tour the Eastern State Penitentiary alone the night before Halloween, and you'll be with me every step of the way as I try to debunk all the claims of ghosts and mummies or what have you that are said to populate this facility. So here we are inside the walls of the penitentiary, and we're going to walk right into one of the original blocks of cells, which will lead us down a long hallway into a central area from which we can see down every corridor. Got my flashlight? In we go. 
Eastern State Penitentiary was opened in 1829 and is considered the first true penitentiary because it provided solitary confinement and not forced labor through which prisoners would be penitent. This concept was even called the Pennsylvania system due to Eastern State's originality. Here I'm walking past rows on either side of heavy wooden doors that were placed over steel doors in order to muffle any sounds from the hallway. Prisoners stayed in their cells 23 hours a day, 7 days a week, with an hour per day allotted to a minuscule fresh air courtyard walled off from any contact with other prisoners. Prisoners were also allowed to see bishops once per day for religious instruction, and many jumped at the chance in an effort to fight back the crushing loneliness. The concept of penitence has a decidedly Christian bent, and indeed this does look somewhat like a church or chapel, with strategically placed skylights and low doorways that would force most people to bow their heads as they pass through. As we come to the central area... Did you hear that? Sounded like a whisper. The air does pass through these prison walls, creating ominous, echoing... There it is again. Hello? Is anyone in here with me? I think the penitentiary is getting to me. Uh, here in the in the central area, I can fairly well look down each hallway, though it's a little too dark to... Hello? Hello? Is anyone there? I think I see something down one of these wings. I'm going to go investigate. I definitely see something moving over there. Maybe a raccoon or... No, it's definitely a person. Hello? Hello? I'm recording for the Weird Science DC Comics blog.blogspot.com podcast here. Can you identify yourself? Hey, I'm talking to you. Hey. Oh my god. Hello, it's Dan Stransky, former host Hello, of Dan's Science. Geek News. Hello, Dan, Science. what are you doing here? I thought you lived in Baltimore. Why are you walking towards me like that? Dan, it's me, Reggie Wrightson. Dan, I'm sorry, Dan. I didn't mean to take your spot on the podcast. It wasn't my fault, Dan. Not the watch, Dan. Not the Apple Watch. All right, Eric, and we're back. Are we? Still are ha- we back, Jim? Still Halloween. We got, Shut your mouth. We got a half hour of Halloween left. Uh, we're going to get to the meat and cheese, the podcast, though, uh, which are the books. That's the. Books. I don't know, man. Meat I'm going to put an end to this right now. I'm going to go back and watch Ash vs. Evil Dead again, because that show is amazing. Putting, that's what you're throwing out there? I went that's trick what I'm throwing out. Tonight. <laughs> I went trick-or-treating. Aren't and, you a little old, Jim? No, I'm not. And you, well, you said your sister went trick-or-treating, got like 10 pounds of candy. You know what I'm saying? Just at the break, I checked Facebook. My sister's talking about her and her boyfriend just went trick-or-treating. This got, uh, well, I guess they've been back for a little while, but they got 10 pounds of candy between them. I'm like, you fucking assholes. You're 18 years old. You're going trick-or-treating. What we the hell is this We saw a lot of sh-? people. We saw some old people. Like, I'm talking like 50, 60-year-olds going around. Dressed. You're lying. No. Going door to door. No, they weren't going for candy. Okay. They were just walking around. Just walking well, that's around fine. The you could do that shit. And then through the whole time we were walking around, this one person was dressed up as like a, an old time prisoner with the stripes. Yeah, yeah. And just kept walking and had a weird smile. And well, that's because and he was a child molester no, and a doctor. I, I think it was a girl. And we had okay. we had they this still discussion. Can be. But I'm telling you, this person was probably like 15. But looked like they were so out of it and just had this weird smile and then would walk away. And then two streets down, we'd see or him or her again. 
very odd. But well, what I'm saying, when I was younger, Halloween meant drug use. Yeah, well, not me, Eric. Not me. That meant candy, 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 candy. And we're gonna get on with this because the books. If you wanna, well, I don't. If you wanna read the reviews, anybody read anymore? People need us to talk about it so they don't have to read. But go to the website. It's weirdsciencedccomicsblog.blogspot.com. Read all our reviews. Also reviews by Reggie, Joel, Jody. Jody does lists. Oh, God. It's a freaking advertisement. Jody did Dark Knight as well, though. It's an advertisement for the website, Eric. But, yeah, we're going to go with the books. And the first one is the big book of the week. And, again, you said that the weekly always gets the big book. So, again, I'll be talking Batman and Robin Eternal. Batman and Robin Eternal number four. Story by James Tynan IV and Scott Snyder. Script by Steve Orlando. Art by Scott Eaton, Wayne Foucher, Gabe Altieb, and Saida, Saida Tamafonte. Tamafonte. I don't know. After this first issue... Or after I laugh the, at you. Mine's going to be terrible. Yeah, after the first issue blew me away, I've been far from impressed with this book since. After the book starts with Bruce in a little different position than last week's cliffhanger, Steve Orlando gives us some good action mixed with god-awful dialogue. While I'm all for special guests, the We Are Robin team and Batgirl showing up to help Bruce was a bit odd, but so di- so was most of the issue. The book ends with an interesting cliffhanger that may or not make any real sense. By the way, Dick was in the circus, and man, he lives life without a net, Eric. <laughs> he lives life without a net. I get it, DC. Dick's everywhere, and you got to keep right. reminding people, you know, right. he used to be an acrobat. Every issue he's in, too, they have to bring something up about the circus. And I, oh, I can't wait to talk about Grayson. Oh, yeah. Well, we start off, and there's Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne's now got stuff. The last issue ended, he was just almost looked like he was in a cramped quarter thing. N- no food in his hand. Now, all of a sudden, he's got, like, appetizers. He's going to town. He's got all that shit, Eric, and now they're going to... And each panel, it seems to change what he has. Yeah, they're going to attack him. I I think the Hatchet Gang is going after him because now that he's a poor guy, he's just going around grabbing food and shoving his goddamn pockets. He's grabbing those little wieners. He's putting (laughs) those in his pockets. Shrimp cocktail. Some amuse-bouche. Shrimp dip. He's putting it all in his pockets. (laughs) The Hatchet Gang's attacking. Dick shows up. Fucking mooches? Up, said. I will say that I would have rather had him beat him up and look at his hands, like I said last week. That I really thought happen. that was going to happen. Yeah, Dick shows up, shoves Bruce in what appeared to be a closet. It, it uh, actually, this whole thing confused cover? me anyway. I didn't, I'm telling you, the first time I read it, I didn't even think anything of it. I thought that he could, because I don't know. Even, luckily, Bruce has a beard because they look exactly the same. And he shoves him, then Dick is going to fight the hatchet gang. In the meantime, he's trying to get a hold of Tim, and that starts the one of the things that annoyed me in this whole issue <laughs> is that Tim Drake seems to be having problems contacting, keeping in contact with Dick, and Dick is just furious with him, and I, I don't get it. But Goddamn, kids never answer the phone. Yeah, and again, if, if you didn't know, Dick was in the circus, Eric, and his babysitters were knife throwers. So yes, they were. That's going to help him out against the Hatchet Gang. So he's fighting the Hatchet Gang, Trying to get a hold of Tim Drake, they're they're looking, and the big thing that comes about in this is that Tim Drake has got the guest list of this gala, which again, the Bruce Wayne Gotham embraces you re-welcoming gala that we have no idea why they're having this gala. None at and all. I'm with you as well. Now, uh, what 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 is it a re-welcoming to? That he's hungry? I, I don't know. He's he's been in town, you know. Everybody knows that he has amnesia to a degree. You know, he doesn't know who he is. He's starting a new life. He has no money, no business. He Jerry Powers gave him his mansion back. That's about it. Yeah. What are they rewelcoming here? I don't know if it's just like he is now. Again, if we had something where 
uh, Jerry Powers said, "Listen, you're a big, you know, you're a big guy in town. Uh, we're gonna go. You're gonna go back to the mansion, and we want you to be like the figurehead again of Wayne Enterprises, even though we took it over." Yeah. Uh, I could say, "Okay, they're doing that," or say, awesome. yeah. say, "Jerry Powers has hired him to be a big wig." at uh powers international and he's going to do that and he's back on the anything but really i think he's in this tux and he's leaving or this even going if it back was to the rec fun, center or even if it was a fundraiser where bruce's old big wig fucking friends are throwing this fundraiser to try to get him back on his feet yeah yeah or, or yeah. pay the taxes on that mansion yeah but no you have no idea uh, he's in a how's uh, he paying those taxes jim i don't know do people <laughs> pay taxes i don't think he pays taxes uh i don't know i don't where, own property i, I don't know where here comes uh, duke thomas eric and the we are robin crew which we yeah. we are robin uh why did they show up why, why are they anything to do with bruce wayne well i would have to say with uh alfred being the nest which i really don't like that alfred's calling himself the nest and that's yeah, what the yeah. fucking robin red robin goes by yep. but um this has to do with bruce wayne we haven't seen yep. alfred in any of the eternal yet He's got to be doing something, and he's probably just looking out for his boss. Hey, I'm old boss, fucking Bruce. Yeah, but uh, it's, it's like weird, go though, here it... because shit's going down. Yeah. Maybe he hacked in the t- like you know the surveillance in the cave, and he's fucking following what Dick, well, Tim, and Jason and are doing. Legitimately, that is probably the answer because at one point they get a call from the nest that says one of the weirdest messages I've ever seen in my life. Friendly on route, which is Batgirl. Yeah, ophthalmic attack likely, Eric. <laughs> <sighs> Who writes that? Who writes that? Alfred, I'm apparently. You, I'm telling you, this is all Steve Orlando. And I have it in my notes, but I, this was more at the end. I'm going to just say it right now. Uh, Steve Orlando's dialogue and things like this are, in Midnight is awful. It's awful. It, it, Worst part it of the is, book. It has made me hate the book, a book that the first issue I loved. Um, a book, which the second issue I loved. Yeah, and <laughs> what happens now is that now I see it's not just in that book. It's in this one as well. I think he's he's awful. I I don't know what it is. I can't even say that he. You're gonna make him quit a swan. book, dude. I, I I wish. I really do, and I wish uh, because I hate that. I don't like the dialogue. The dialogue in this issue is god awful. It's horrible. Um, Batgirl shows up then with the We Are Robins, and again you have you have these weird comments. What is the Zatuichi maneuver? Have they shown that in uh, We Are Robin? Honestly, I think that is something. Okay. It sounded familiar I just, to me. I, I did not do the research to look to it up. It sounded like something that I have seen in Batman books in Again, the past. I thought it might be. Or something else, pop culture. I don't know, but it just seems so odd. But she comes in and blinds everybody. I think the Zatuichi uh, maneuver is to close your eyes. Am I correct <laughs> there? Because he does close his eyes when they do it. And I don't know. They're like, I, this dialogue, even with Batgirl, is just, it's all just, it's bad. And I'm looking at my notes, too, and you have this stuff in that there's weird interactions with everybody. Everything is, is very weird, And but she does do the ophthalmic attack, Eric, and I was very pleased that she pulled that attack off. But then you get this next thing that I thought was odd. You have the Robins and Batgirl just beating the crap out of everybody. Right. So they have that, and they're, uh, you know, she's talking. She's looking at the, the Robins and think She's kind of impressed with them. So, oh, unconventional, even as Robins go. That's fine. Um but then Dick and Becker have a little interaction. And it again, it's really odd because she busts in. He's like, glad, glad uh, you showed up, those kids. And she starts yelling at him, maybe save your life. If you could for one second get off your high. Wait, you're surprised I came, Red Robin? I'm like, what is, I, I don't even understand what's going on at the time in this. Um, 
then the other it, it pays it off a little bit later with the fucking red robin saying he can't get through to anybody yeah i i know that i get it's just and then in the middle of the whole thing yeah, i'm sorry it is very off-putting because the dialogue is just you know it's very forced yes uh the other thing i really like they're in the middle of fighting we said uh dick throws bruce into this what appeared to be a closet ends up kind of being a side kitchen i don't even know what it is maybe it's a big walk-in closet. it's narnia jim it's, it's something it's narnia and he dick has already talked to bruce he's already shown up he's Mr. already Sparrow. said things and then in the middle of this fight where they hey wayne stay inside Mr. Sparrow? <laughs> Why in the beginning would Steve Orlando not have the, hey, your voice sounds familiar. I can't quite Then you would say, okay, I get it. Out of nowhere, he's already talked to him. Out of nowhere, he just yells Mr. Sparrow. And he had one conversation with him, like, I, I'm going to say weeks ago. Mm. There's no way during all this commotion, I'm picking a voice out from a guy I heard one yeah, time. And, the, and a huge With blonde fight. hair and a freaking Fu Manchu. Yeah, yeah. Or a fucking Van Dyke, whatever the hell it was. Yeah, and then the the other big thing then is for... Dick Grayson to go up to Duke and say, listen, you know what? You guys, you're, you're fighting the good fight, but... You you're going to die, yeah, fuckers. Yeah, basically, you're going to die. And it, again, uh, how have they done? It was, um, was Troy in this uh, issue? No, Troy was not oh, in this issue. Why wasn't Troy in this issue? Because he tried to be a hero and paid the ultimate oh, sacrifice. Well, ultimate he, price. You're saying that he's dead, huh? So Poor when, Troy showed so, a pass. So when, will Dick be Gray, when Dick Grayson says, hey, it's dangerous what you're doing. You're going to make some enemies. you got to watch out. Watch your back, whatever. And and Duke says to him, danger, enemies. That just means we're doing it right. They just, had a, guy, you, they just had a guy die. He would not. That it's it, I'm No, honestly, from like, we'll talk about it and we are Robin, but they are very cavalier about their feelings for fucking Troy. Yeah, well, they do. That. Yeah, they didn't know him, Eric. No, uh, but still, it was shoulder it, pads. Uh, what happens is, and I will tell you what I don't like with this book. I don't, and I don't like about oh, the difference between this and, and uh, Batman Eternal, which I do like this book still better than Batman Eternal. But what you had with Batman Eternal was you would have certain writers would show up, and for their two or three issues, they would have certain characters. Yeah. So you would story have arts. you would have like a Ray Fox show up and have uh, Jim Corrigan and uh, Luke that Fox. Yeah. You'd have Tim Seeley show up and it was Tim Drake Harper that sort of thing. So when you you'd see these, oh, we're gonna have some, t and they had their own individual stories that led into the major story. But you'd always have these things. With this book, they're not doing that. With this book, each uh, different creative team shows up and just continues the story, and that's where I think we're getting these weird things already in issue four. Like I said, it's an art thing even at the yeah. beginning with Bruce Wayne, but I'm telling you, what you're getting is all of a sudden these characters don't feel like the characters that you had in last issue. You're like, you have Tim Drake. I, I said it before, Tim Seeley showed up and all of a sudden freaking Jason Todd was this, uh, you know, over the top <laughs> jokester that I thought came off awful. Uh, I, I do. I'm telling you though, I do like this better because I did not care for like the Tim Drake stuff with fucking the nanobots and yeah, Harper. I yeah. did not care for that story. I didn't care about the fucking Jim Corrigan bowing. I just wanted to get to the main plot. And yeah, that's what yeah. I like. This is a well, straightforward. Well, I do forward. like this. I'm saying what I think where I'm having a problem, and also where you're also having a problem is there's Steve Orlando who doesn't do anything with We Are Robin. Right. And it just, I don't know. He did an okay job. It's yeah. not like I thought, oh, but they just come in. But it just felt odd. It just felt like. Throw these guys in because they're going to be in it later. It just there was no reason for them to be in it. it was this book isn't weird. selling that great right now. Throw them in there, try to yeah. boost sales. I just yeah yeah I just yeah or yeah a little uh, advertisement for We Are Robin. It just felt weird 
for them to it's show up. It's very Bat- odd having Batgirl. them in there. Batgirl makes sense, but the only reason she seemed to show up was just to get involved with the We Are Robin guys. Um, then Honestly, it seemed just like a callback. Hey, check out Bat- Batgirl number 45. Yeah, That's different yeah, sounds too. Was weird Her too, and Dick had an because, interaction. Because you've read Bat- Batgirl 45 for Sadly. this podcast. And... You didn't need to go see Batman. That's such Not a bad. It's such a bad editor's note. He's, hey, remember what I said? And I'm like, no, I, no. I don't remember what you said that was that bad. And I remember she the last. Said, she I remember said the last things four to him. interactions that you've had with fucking Batgirl yeah. since you've been back in town. Really? Was, he's like, hey, sorry for what I said. No, she was the one who said bad shit. That will get you know. I said some things. What What did you say? All you said was you you still had feelings for. Her. Jesus Christ. Pretty much. Stop stalking me, dick. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah but she, I don't know. Uh, but what I got. You go back to the Batcave, and it's so funny. I laugh when I first read this because I had said all along, hey, they, they shouldn't have let Cassandra Kane. I yelled at you last uh, episode of our podcast about <laughs> this. You yelled me every day about and, it. Um, up until you read this issue, did you think that Cassandra was up to anything bad? No. Neither did I. Even though I said to you, she, she walked off, Eric. They wouldn't let her. But I never thought that it was something that seemed on the, the bed. You said, oh, she's just, you know, they trust her. She's doing this. All of a sudden, Harper does act like, hey, I have to follow her because she she's up to no good. We don't know her. Uh, and also, what, what happened to Harper in the last couple of issues? Oh, uh, she was on the verge of death from getting oh, the shit kicked the out of, of her. Uh, how did we leave her last issue? Uh, in stitches? Yeah, in stitches, and uh, not for Bloody on a table? Yeah, on the table. When, when did she get dressed? When, she uh, when get did dressed she get a costume? As, yeah, when did she get the costume? All of a and sudden, a fucking big ass electro gun. And that gun. crazy electro gun that she did use to hit Orphan in that second <laughs> issue. Um, but yeah, she just shows up in costume, and it's again, it's such a Fine. weird interaction, and it's also mainly because Cassandra doesn't talk, <laughs> so Harper just keeps on talking, and just weird though. It's like Aquaman later on. And, yeah, well, yeah. And she mentioned she has stitches. This keeps going. You have to be reminded because now she's in her full uniform. But she says, here's my favorite. These stitches are screaming at my trigger finger. <laughs> what? Because she's gonna. She's like, I'm going to shoot you. Cause, you know, you don't stop. Steve Orlando. I'm, I'm going to shoot you. I'm going to shoot you. And then you have Stephanie who seems to not have paid attention when they walked off but now is in full contact with them. Give her the zap. She was checking her phone, Jim. Give her the zap, Eric. <laughs> Give her the zap. The Want to feel the hotness? The girl's dangerous. She can't just leave. What? what? Up until this point, I thought that Stephanie was there to just make sure Harper didn't die. Yeah. I never got an idea because, remember, it was in that the second or third issue where they were all there talking is when Cassandra walked away. Because, remember, she said, you, you want me to come with you? I can't do that. And right now, it away. just feels like a boys club. All the guys are just fucking ignoring the girls, and they're like, just just take care of Cassandra. We're yeah. going to go do our shit. Where, where's St- Stephanie been? Uh, like, I told you, every issue, she has one line to make you, oh, yeah, she's there. She's just been hanging out. They do call around on that. But, yeah, then she yells at Harper. They should just have her hanging out with Catwoman and fucking yeah. get trained. They don't yeah. need her here. Yeah, an echo. Uh, she says, hey, you're being held together by cross-stitch. Okay, we get it. We Thank you. We fucking get it. Uh, again, then then she said, hey, I, I, I think you're on the up and up. I'm going to follow you. And then out of the Stephanie just starts kicking over Bruce's expensive machinery. Like, you're insane. So then we go. And I don't want to go bit by bit. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. the next part, though, I love because it's when Dick goes to see uh, Bruce. And this, to me, is the worst dialogue <laughs> of it because he shows up now. 
the guy has a swirly face. Grayson has his hip nose going. He's swirly face. Nobody says Hey there, Mr. Sparrow. Why ain't you got no face? Yeah, he goes, that's your voice. But your face is strange. My eyes won't focus. Should I see a doctor? Could be a concussion. And then, Dick, oh, and then Dick's like, yeah, couldn't hurt. Bruce, I'm sorry about tonight. It's connected to my work. Uh, hey, don't apologize. It's not the first time someone attacked me thanks to my previous life. I went, what? Just shut the fuck. Get off this book, Steve Orlando. I, I don't like you. I don't like, <laughs> I don't like his dialogue. I, I don't know him personally, obviously. Old Stevie boy. But boy, he does not write uh, natural Steve-o. sound. He does not write natural sounding, organic uh, freaking dialogue. It's all just awful. And then, again, it continues. But tell me again, why is Dick so mad at Tim? The guy was trying to get really a hold of him. He's, and he's basically like, hey, thanks for showing up, buddy. Supposed to be this big genius. You can't even get a hold of me. Screw you. Yeah. Then they go. Dude, man, they had some kind of freaking jammer around the place. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's hey, what it is. Fuck I, off, Tim. Oh, whoa. Hey, whoa. Yeah, hey, fuck off. Oh, Things but have Dick, escalated, but buddy. Dick, these people are so big on tech that they can just control people with that. Hey, I don't want to hear that. I want you to get my call. I, I might have wanted to order a pizza, you son of a bitch. But then they they show up, Tim and uh, oh, Jason. Why are you always nice to me when no yeah, one's around? Yeah, really. Tim and Jason show up and then start yelling at Stephanie, and, and the bad dialogue continues. They're like, oh, yeah, actually, I'm actually the one with the least physical training. You both thought it was a good idea for to lock me in here with those two. Those two? What, well, I what like is, it... What's bad with Harper? Yeah, well, I'm telling you, Harper freaking you know threatens her from time to time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but still. And then Tim's like, "Hey, maybe we should dial back your role." What is her role? I, are you, you got the book open at this point? Yeah, I'm looking right at it now. What happened to uh, Tim's hair? <laughs> it looks it's like he had spiky. a bucket of water thrown yeah, on top of him at this one panel like out of nowhere. And then out of there, it is down. It is off. It oh looks like he was goodness. wearing Red Hood's helmet for like an hour without yeah, telling and it's anybody. Funny because then you continue later when Dick gets old him, it's spiky again. Yeah. But really, can you dial it down anymore? Oh, that's the best part because she's all like, dial back. Punching is not the only way that someone can be uh, useful here. And then freaking Red Hood's right next to her. That how you sign your yearbook? With his hand held up like he expects her to high five. <laughs> That'd be great if she did. I mean, that's how you send your yearbook. And she's like, yes. And she pulls out the yearbook and it actually says, dial back. Punching is not the only way someone it was, can be useful here. It was actually my senior quote. Yeah, it's the senior quote. And then uh, go Go fish. I don't know what her fucking... Go knights. Go knights. Oh, that'd be good. Oh, yes. I, I, it's terrible. Then uh, we talked about this. Dick ends up... The big the big reveal here, that it's a two-part reveal. Uh, Dick says, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get shit. I'm going to go dark. I'm going to get shit, check shit out, and shows up at the Drake residence. And you had informed me that that makes no goddamn sense. To a degree, I'm telling you, shit changes all the time. But like the whole point of like in Teen Titans uh, number zero for the backstory of Tim Drake for the New Fifty Two, mm-hmm. it was the whole thing is that Tim Drake is not his actual name; it's his like uh, prote- like witness protection, witness protection name. Yeah. And I'm wondering to myself if you have the Drakes moving away, they have to move away from Gotham because Penguin's after him now, and their name like you know. Tim is stay, has to stay behind. He's with Bruce. He's being protected by Bruce, and his new name is Tim Drake. In my mind, if Tim is staying in Gotham, why would the parents have the same like witness protection name somewhere yeah. else? Yeah, it doesn't. It it doesn't. Now this, this could all just be retcon. Tim Drake could be his regular right name now. They have to have that so that when you have you know that what's panel going on exactly of the, uh, of the the mailbox, you're like, oh my god. So yeah, he's gonna go talk to Tim's parents. Obviously, to me. 
he wants to find out how Tim got involved with Batman. That's like the one where he could go and check out. Uh, why didn't he go to his parents and ask Eric? Ooh. <laughs> but yeah, you know what I mean? Everybody else's parents seem to be dead. So yes. he can go to the Drakes. He's going to probably like, you know, how did, why did he get involved with Batman or whatever? And um, uh, by then you go to Red Hood, who then calls Cassandra the Quiet Fist. He's got, he's Mr. Nicknames. Oh, Jesus And then Christ. the worst thing, here's where uh, Stephanie becomes a piece of shit. It's one of the last things. She goes, hey, Cassandra's barely a person. <laughs> what a jerk. First Honestly, all, at this point, she is barely ass. a person. Saved her ass, though. She, she is barely. She's a goddamn death machine. Yeah. And uh, something happens in that panel that we wouldn't like. It looks like the uh, the Jason Todd puts the visor up again or something. I hate that. It's very odd. You don't see it. It's from the back. I just uh, hate it so but much. But then uh, looks like Robin, uh, Tim Drake, uh, something activates. And either he is becoming uh, taken over by mother or his mommy called Eric. Yeah, it is such a weird thing, though, that we have the freaking Drake residence that Dick's going to, yep. and then Tim, out of nowhere, I gotta call my mom. Yeah, no, I think I think he gets the call, because the, the phone lights up. Yeah. He gets, like, an alarm, boom. I don't know where the phone seems to shoot out of his, his uh... Yeah, it's a hard hologram type of shit. Yeah, and, uh, Hard light hologram to fucking dial and shit. Yeah, yeah. And he, uh, yeah, it's like, hello, mother. And the the thing about it is the those white eyes, but they always had. They always I, have, yeah. I just think his mom's calling and telling him that you know that he left his uh, laundry at the house and she wants him to come over and pick it up. <laughs> That's what I think. Or like, hey, uh, Thanksgiving's coming up. Are we gonna have it at your house? Yeah, I I'm guessing he's not being activated by mother, even though because that's that's what it uh, seems like. It well, really does. Again, though, it's it's like a two two pronged thing. Either she's calling and like, hey. I told you not to let that Dick Grayson over here, or you know, it's, it's he's being activated. It'd be awesome if he's activated this soon, and they have to deal with that. It just seems Hell too yeah, soon man. for that. But yeah, that would be okay. I didn't like this issue. I'll tell you, um, I don't. I know liked it enough. The dialogue is terrible, but you expect that from Steve Orlando at this point if you've been reading Midnighter. Yeah. Well, again, I don't want to just because I expect it to be shitty. Oh, agreed. Doesn't mean I'm going to accept it. I did like the ending though. I really, I know you said, and we just were making fun of it. I do like that idea of I want to know what exactly is going on. It's a great cliffhanger. Yeah, it's a great cliffhanger. But I didn't, there were a little bit of uh, things off with the art as well. Though in general, I like the art. Like a spiky hair going all flat on Yeah, that was, it just, I (laughs) love that. And again, you know what? That stood out to me more than anything. But it started off real strong. It's weird. The art to me started off real strong and the story did not. And then it kind of reversed, where at the end, I didn't really enjoy the art, but the story was catching up. And like I said, I liked the, the cliffhanger. It's just, I, I couldn't get past the dialogue. It was awful. And if you I, look at it, though, freaking that whole thing, saving Bruce, Dick, We Are Robin, Batgirl showing up, yeah. that was filler. That was all yeah, just it was. filler. So that's what I'm saying, the, the whole thing. But then by the end, it, it got a little interesting, even though the dialogue stayed bad. I gave it a 5.5. I would give it a 5.5 as well. Yeah. Oh, God, we're going to start agreeing right away. Oh, that is not uh, good, but we're going to keep on with the uh, Gotham and Robins, and we're going to talk about uh, guys who are in this book. Yes, we are. We are Robin number five, written by written by Lieber Mayho, with art by Jorge Corona, Trish Mulville, Mulvihill, Christ, uh, Christine Dewart. There we go. You laugh at me. I, I know. I'm, I'm telling you, I put commas in weird places for this. I'm actually sitting back. I was sitting back with my hands behind my head, just listening in. Alan Pasquela. Jared Fletcher, and I just have this one, Peter. 
So there might be a Peter in oh, this. Oh, Peter. Peter's on this book? Or no, is it Christine Duart Peter? Maybe that Peter, was what Peter it was. Peter Pumpkin Eater? <laughs> you done now? Yeah. It's Peter Parker. We're going to talk about Spider-Man from now on. Yeah. Peter Porker? You ever read that? No. I We're don't. finally getting the reaction issue to Troy's death that I was waiting for, and the reaction is just what you'd expect. After having the robots disapproval of what they're doing, Troy dying and the nest going silent, these kids are at the end of their ropes, and it's going to take more than a semi-truck full of robbing gear to make things right. But it's a start. Hopefully Alfred will be able to get to these kids to trust will get these kids to trust him before they get in a nest with another bird because that one has talons, Jim. Talons. 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 You get me? I talons. Get talons. Now, as much as I complained about, you know, in my review about the last issue and how much I disliked it, mm. and I actually got more on the trolley with it when we talked about it on the podcast, but this is the issue I was waiting for, to yeah. see what, how the freaking death of Troy and everything else, how these kids are just going to react to it, really. Yeah. I didn't really like this issue. I might no? be the only one. Yeah. I, I, it was okay. I just thought that it was a lot of, again, there was a, some backstory that I really didn't care about. And I love the talent. Even though you tried to get a hold of Lee Barhamo. Yes, I did. Yeah, I wanted to find out if this was a new talent or one that we've seen in other titles in the past. Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, like I said, I'm saying when new. I first saw him, I was like, Butcher. But it, it doesn't look it wasn't like big it. enough to be the yeah, Butcher. And the big thing is that that sickle. Yeah. So that and I had not seen that, I don't think. So I think it is a new one. But yeah, I don't know. I just we get that whole thing with uh what's her name and Hector, her brother Hector. Is he? Yeah, Izzy and he- Hector is a piece of shit, Eric. Yes, he is. He is awful. Um, he got his, though, I guess. Was was he one of the ones that yes. seemed to, to got killed? He, he got killed yeah. by the freaking talent. And she did not seem upset about that at all, did she? She's well, kind of just there. He got killed. and they, they Her piece of shit brother just got killed, but then her friend Duke got a full brunt of a goddamn drive yeah, really? He's in trouble. I was hoping that that goddamn killer uh, leather jacket he had uh, maybe had some more. I'm saying it better be bad issued. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just this issue was not as strong to me as the others. There was a lot of there. The whole thing with Izzy and Hector, I, I really didn't need to see. Well, I'm actually the complete opposite. I love seeing that because now we're finally going to get the backstories to these Robins. You get like it. we got a little bit with Raiko in the last issue. Like yeah. you know, she's a little bit out there. But here, like, I like the idea because we got Duke is the one that we connect with in this book, and pretty much he has a connection to yeah. Batman from the past. His parents are missing due to what a criminal did, the Joker, during Endgame, mm. and it's it's so much like Batman. I want to see the rest of these people because it's not all freaking you know death of the parents well, that inspired again, them to is, pick uh, up masks. What was her with uh, Batgirl? Was that last issue? Or that the was right going. That was the last issue. Yeah, and that I we even said I think we're going to start getting more of these backstories of these people and a little uh, rendition of them each thing and we did we kind of got two this time i'm sad i liked it because izzy yeah. you know she she is not like you know she hasn't lost anybody her brother's a piece of shit and she got yeah. the shit beat out of her and this is really fucked up because she ended up in the hospital for not joining a gang and then her mother begged her not to press charges because she didn't want to see her little yeah, boy, boy it's a fucked up situation it but this is. is where the emotion comes and that's what i like about this book fucking lee bermejo can bring the emotions from these goddamn kids and i never thought i'd like this book yeah but yeah. out of nowhere man bam yeah, I, I just I thought that the, I, the dialogue just it it wasn't on with me for some reason I just didn't like even when like hey don't you remember what they used to tell us in school back in San Juan your hands gonna turn into wood good that way it'll hurt even more like, that's the what? thing though no, I, I don't have like I don't it. know how schools were back in San Juan I just so don't, I had no I didn't, frame of reference and then they're, they're fighting and then even the time like she's like uh, hey you gonna chuck 
ooh, and then he throws up, which actually I thought was funny. <laughs> and she keeps saying, reminds me of when we were kids in <laughs> She's oh, Now we're in Jose. Yeah, they're really forcing it down your throat yeah, that they have a past. That's what I'm saying. That, that it kind of threw me off there because twice then she's like, don't you remember what they said when we were kids? Reminds me of when we were kids. She keeps just yelling at the guy. Remember and, that Easter seven years ago? Yeah, remember that? We had to watch The Wizard of Oz, and you said you didn't like the Wicked Witch of the West, and I said, you better stop it. She's the hero of this movie. Ooh, I'm telling Mama on you. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, I don't know. I, I, di- I, didn't, I didn't hate this issue, uh, but again, that, that part I thought was a little forced. Uh, right. To have her like, oh, her brother wanted her to join the gang with him, beat the crap out of him. I don't know. He I like it. It's different. The weird thing about it, though, he doesn't seem to really respect her at all. Why does he want her in that gang? I don't even know why. He seems to like hate her anyway. I wouldn't. I think he hates her because he, she disrespects yeah. the gang and what he considers weird. his real family. God. I know. And he has to be this big tough guy persona. Uh, then there, did you like the part there in that factory, the toy factory where Batman and Joker had fought in the past? I did. I was actually I when they're talking that. when she Ryko was bringing this up about how her father told her stories about how this fucking lunatic yeah. built toys that explode. I'm like, oh, they're gonna talk about Toy Man, and then I saw that we see the little like uh, shadow flashbacks, or whatever the freaking see through things. Yep. I'm like. Oh, it's just the Joker. Okay, yeah. I, that's cool, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And then, the, but again, you get the idea. Of this whole I don't, issue. I don't know why. What a toy man. Yeah, so I did too. But you get the whole issue. This or the whole thing that this issue is all about family. And like I said, Hector and uh, Izzy. That's a weird dynamic there. But then you also have it with the Robins, where you had Troy die, and before you thought that they were all broken up or whatever, they kind of sit back and say like, "Hey, uh, uh, we we didn't really know him." Yeah, and they're the, kind of the saying it about each other, but I think I I did like that part because they're they are kind of forced. And when Troy died, you thought it was going to bring them together, and yeah. it still might. But they're almost like, hey, why are we upset? I, it, it, we don't even know him, and then that that gets reinforced when you find out that uh, is it uh, Dre? Yeah, Dre is his dad's a mob guy, and I don't know. Did, He's I killed by the mob. I, I I didn't like the reaction though of all the others. It seemed. I, I, I don't know. I'm telling you, like I was telling you about, I want emotion in this book. I wanted that reaction yeah. to Troy's death, but as much as I wanted that, I like what we got here because I never, it never really crossed my mind. Yeah, these kids are working together. They don't really know each other. It looks like Dax and Dre might have some kind of yeah, kinship it seems like or like do, bond, or because but, they got together now, they kind, you know, you get a group yeah. like that and you kind of hang out with one of the guys. You talk a lot, but like I, get, I never really thought that they didn't really know each other going into this book. Yeah. And the thing that they're really broken up about, yeah, Troy died. This actually puts their own mortality like in perspective. But they, it's like they feel used. They have Batman, who they thought they were working for, and now Robo Bats fucking uh, is like, go home. You're, I'm not, I don't approve of yeah. what you're doing. And then the freaking nest, you know, they go, it goes silent on them for how long this has been since Troy died. Yeah. They just feel abandoned and used. And I'm like, you know what? This is better than if them just reaction to Troy died. It is. It's a. It's a pretty good. I mean, it's a natural thing. And again, if you were going to call out and say, well, "Why would these kids hang out?" You know, they and they do really show it. They don't really know each other, and they no. realize that. I think they were having a lot of fun, and it was like a lot of goofiness and stuff like that until Troy died, and then they're like, "Whoa, you know, we don't even know what the." Uh, crap's going on, like you said. I have a problem with the nest, I, and then that's when that semi pulls up. And the semi pulls Cra- up. Crazy man. looking semi has the a big, big semi R with a big R. R. Yeah. But I'm telling you, what I got most from this issue is that Alfred is a dick. Yeah. Because the semi comes up, the doors open, all the robins get in. There's the fucking disguised Alfred talking to them, like you know, I'm gonna be here for you. Here's some toys. Don't mm-hmm. like you know, 
don't go and do your own thing. We're still a fucking family here. We're going to do our shit. Yeah. But like he brings up the Troy's past about his family's connection to the mob. Yeah, and I'm Trace. like, why? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah Trace. Trace. Um, and I'm like, why would you bring that up? I know. He's, uh, I'm looking That's at it right now. That's a fucking dick move, He's Alfred. like, hey, I ain't time for anybody's cause. They're like, oh, Mr. Cipriani, especially after the fit of your father suffered the hands that he trusted. He, you were, he was like the Maronis. I'm like, oh, God. But and, yeah, and it must worse, be all part of a plan. And But even worse than that, though, fucking Duke is the biggest dick. Yeah. Here he is. He's a J- Tommy John come lately, and now he's going to keep bringing him. Oh, you fucking mob kid. How can we trust a mob yeah, kid? That, and again, it, I thought that was very forced, that whole thing, because I don't think that what they've been through together, even though they don't know each other, I think that these guys have at least proven to each other. That, and really, he's like, he's probably working for both sides. What, what sides? What sides? I don't know the size. You know what I mean? Saying, though, but I can I can see where Duke is coming from from a a, a bit because, like I said, we they don't know each they other. They don't and... know each other, but that's part of the thing that I think brings them. You know what I mean? It's not like if this was we were in the Marines and all of a sudden I found out that I don't know. It just this is such a loose thing that they're doing, and they kind of have gone out on the limb already. I think that they would at least say, "Hey, your dad might be mom," and you know what's going on with that. Yeah, I'm gonna get back at those guys that killed my dad. I, you know, I never liked my dad. Well, you get it something, but instead it's just this, you know, back and forth of like, hey man, and he keeps saying it, and it did. <laughs> I was then, so angry at Duke yeah. this whole time because I'm telling you, he is in my mind our connection to this book. We're supposed yeah. to see the book through him. He's almost the main character, but the best part is he's not. But he comes off in here like he showed. He just showed up and he's gonna be the alpha dog. He's gonna be the leader. Yeah. And Dre's pissed. Like fuck you, dude. You just showed up. You're gonna fucking be this dick to me. You don't even know me. Yeah, really. I'm out. Dax, come with me. Like, Dax's like, yeah, man, I'm with you. Fuck him. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, Duke's whole thing is his parents disappeared in, in Endgame. Yeah. And, I mean, you anybody can twist shit around like, oh, yeah, you're just doing this to find your parents. And when you find them, you're going to bail. You're going to bail but, on yeah, us, Yeah, they can say that. But then you go back to Izzy telling her, her, well, brother, saying, I, her brother beat the shit out of her. That's right. Yeah. But I'm saying that you can kind of see where he's coming because the whole point of this is that the Robins are getting together. They're going to fight crime. And what's worse in, in Gotham than the fucking mob? And here we got a kid who has connections to it. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, but one again, of the, it's a black and white scenario where, oh, my God, mob. Mob equals bad. Dre, yeah. like, you know, like it's a whole you know connection down the line. You know what else might equal bad? The Latin kings that it seems that his <laughs> brother's in. And they don't – they feel sorry for her. Well, they, they don't they feel sorry that the shit beat out yeah, of her. Yeah, but they don't feel sorry that the, kid, that the poor kid's dad died. I don't. You don't know what that's like, Eric. Uh, I do so much. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, then all of a sudden, so okay. Did a, <gasps> did the mob show up then and Dad? shoot at them? Did the mob shoot them? No, no. I'm sorry. I, oh, I who shot another... them? Her so brother, <laughs> the piece of shit brother. So that you know what I'm saying. That's that's the point that I'm saying. And they they have this talent in here, and really. There's not much use for him in this issue. Not at all. I we see hope. that he was the guy behind the freaking homeless brigade in the first couple yeah, issues. Yeah, that set the bomb that killed Troy. And then he shows up. Now again, he's showing up at a time when these Robins are very vulnerable to try to find somebody to help them. Yeah. I don't know that they know what a talent is. If he talks about the court of the owls, they everybody knows that rhyme in Gotham and yeah. stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, I'm wondering how they're really going to react to him. Um, but yeah, he shows up and pretty much it looks like if that's Izzy's brother, he's in he's in a couple pieces. Oh yeah, he's dead. Yeah. But I'm saying that I, at this point, like I don't think Duke, Izzy, or R- Ryko would go with the freaking talent. No, but I don't. Like either. I think Dre and Dax might. 
I might, but it's weird that they show up. You think that they'll be like, no, man, you get away. And then they go to, to Dre and Dax. I, I don't know. Maybe. Um, then you get the epilogue, which is like really confirms the whole thing that, that I think that uh, Alfred's insane. But he's, you know, did you like the epilogue deal? I didn't really care for it. I don't even talk about the epilogue in my reviews for the most part because it's something that we're not dealing with now. There's not a lot of information going on. I'll deal with it when we actually get back to it. Mm, you know why I think he's insane? Who does he look like there? He, he looks like Eggman from Sonic. I, th- I actually think he looks like Bruce. I think he's think trying so? to look like Bruce. He's got that beard. It's a little shaggier than it was, but he's got that. I think he's like, okay, I'm going to be Bruce now. He's like playing a game. He's an old man. He's senile. He lost I, that hand. I don't know how it's going to work out, though, but I'm saying the way that we left uh, Dre and Dax, it seems like we're going to talk about Dre's background next. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know how it's going to work into this whole talent thing if we're just going to go back and forth. The characters, I guess that does make sense, but... I just like seeing these different backgrounds. Like, sorry, Dax Chill. Somehow he's related to Joe Chill. I want to know how. Yeah. I was going to say son, but after reading Dark Side War, uh, Batman this week, I'm saying that well, he's been in jail for 20 plus years, so he's not having any kids. Conjugal visits here. I don't know if they have them, but I don't know either. I want to find out what's going on with Dax. And I love the town in this book because what better? Like, you know, we have Robins and now we have fucking owls. It's a fucking bird on bird wars here. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I, like, I love the talent. There's no way, talent. though, that the Robins could ever take on a talent. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. I'm like, I, start them off slow. Put them up against Penguin. There's a I'm bird you, they you, can I take down. I think that they're either going to be, like, they're jaded with the whole thing already. I think that maybe they're uh, ill-advised and, and join up with this talent. And you know what? Who's to say this talent isn't going to be on the up and up and try just, you know, obviously he, he, he murders he, folks. Well, obviously he goes a little uh, above and beyond the normal deal in Gotham by killing people. He got people. homeless to blow up buildings. Yeah, yeah. There's no up and up going yeah, on. He's up and up. Yeah, I don't know if it's going to be one of those that they do join him thinking that he's what they need. And, honestly, and right now it feels like Teen Titans really and the Elite. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I love Jorge Corona's art and I'm happy the hell he's back on this issue. Yeah. We Are Robin Remains, one of my favorite new books since June. I gave this one an 8 out of 10. Yeah, I would have probably given it a 7. I put in my thing. I did like it. I just said uh, it just seems some of that backstory of this. I really like last issue. Uh, with that, this one seemed a little forced and nonsense, like I said, with Duke yelling, you know, you're in the mob. Yeah, but, he was uh, a dick bag in this. Yeah, he is a dick. Well, we'll go on with uh, another dick, Grayson. Grayson number 13. Segways. Yes, written by <laughs> Tim Seeley. Art by Michael Yannon. Hugo Petrus, Jeremy Cox, and Carlos M. Manguel. Grayson's my favorite book, and issue number 12 was one of my favorite single issues in a very long time. However, since then, we've gotten both an annual and this issue scripted by Tim Seeley instead of Tom King, and there is a difference. Yes, there While is. this book had the right pieces and instructions, Eric, when Seeley put them together, something went wrong. It's like <laughs> when you build something from Ikea and end up with two boards and a screw and a nail left afterwards, Eric. That stinks. You didn't follow that instructions. That stinks, doesn't it? Well, you had the instructions. You had all the pieces. Just shit didn't go together right. Well, Michael Yannon's art is great. This book actually felt overlong and even a bit boring. Please, Tom King, come back to us. Please. Dude, dude, this felt like an annual when I I was reading it. I told you at work. I said to you, when you read this, please just remember what I say here. And I told you I was reading it. And and I did not remember it. And I was reading it. And I, do you remember me saying it now? Because I do. Yeah. And I said, while I was reading it, I thought 
what's this, an oversized issue? Because, boy, it's never ending. It just isn't ending. It, it was actually boring, and that's something that's really this great. Boring. This Grayson book has not been boring. Anytime you have Grayson, you have crazy shit. You have, like, I'm telling you, you're delivering babies in a, a crashing helicopter in the one <laughs> issue. You have all this stuff, and then yet it's so ridiculous but it was always good because the the thing it always had was zippy dialogue, cool dialogue, funny dialogue, uh, thing, and everything was fast paced. It really went, and even when things got ridiculous, it seemed to make sense in this book. This issue did not have that, and it starts off even. I was thrown off right away because boy, there is a lot of dialogue in this <laughs> issue, and it starts off with Helena. Basically, what happened is Dick quit spiral he left and the, the reason he left is because he was mad because it looked like those hypnos were able to be controlled and, he, and by luther by yeah all by luther and then even spiral and he kind of opened his eyes and said listen i, I don't need this what the fuck i don't want to be controlled I got and top they, of that. this first panel deal first page you have to have helena almost like a retro deal to say like hey, Dick really laid it on the line that he didn't want this, so she has to really convince him? <laughs> why, why would he believe her? Why no would reason. you believe anything that she says? And then in She's the meantime, hot. Yeah, she is. Uh, in the meantime, they're giving him a full physical because he may have picked something up in Gotham. That was unneeded. And then, uh, what's her name? The uh, Nets. Dr. The, Nets. Dr. Nets says, oh, I have a subdermal biotracker. Oh, no, just a mole. Wh what is that there? It's what a mole. It, what it what? It's it looks like I don't know what it looks like. Oh, I don't know what she's talking about. I mean, like no, I I'm she's looking, talking she's about a mole. You're talking at, about the fucking yeah, page. Yeah, what is she looking at? It looks like a <laughs> finger. I don't know what she's like. Is it his cock? I don't know. It's so weird. And she's looking at it. It looks like she is she's not I, I it's so I don't know. I it got me so off there. But yeah, they go, and then you go, and you get to the point where you go. What is that? I, do you I'm see looking this? at it now. What is it? Is it a slug? It, I don't know. And she's like, oh, no, it's just a mole. I, I, I don't know. It's so weird. <laughs> I think it might be his penis. I didn't even think about yeah. it. Once. I didn't even look at that little bit, I, bit on I, the corner it, of the panel. It bothered me the whole time I was reading it. It bothered me so much. It now bothers me. God damn it. But yeah. no, this, this whole issue, I'm telling you. I think they had to hurry up something, and they had to compress three story arcs yeah, into this one it's issue. It's so weird because then you go and you have this tiger. You have Tiger Shark. Yeah, I, Tiger Shark. Why not? I love Tiger Shark. Do you? He's so funny. He was hilarious in Eternal. And I think by the time you start oh, reading see, Eternal, yeah. he was done. But he would always show up, and it's always his what he's wearing. He's always this guy. He's like this collector of things. So that continues here. And I said when I'm reading it. The, the dialogue that his guys are yelling sounds like Mr. Burns in The Simpsons with that see my vest. Yeah. Because he's just yelling out, he's got a jacket made of Maltese tigers. That's what I thought he's of. Right like, why are they yelling this? But again, I'm like, okay, Tiger Shark always equals fun. Here we go. It's not fun. No. It's not fun at all. He figures out that you, you have this thing where he's like, hey, the Duff in it. And then there's Duff, which actually made me laugh as well while I was reading it because I thought of the Simpsons. Simpsons, yeah. He's like, the Duff <laughs> International Shipping. Oh, why would the uh, Tiger Shark uh, Tiger Shark knows? Why would the captain or the owner be on the ship? And it also reminded me of that was like Darth Vader when he invaded with the, the counselor, the fucking that beginning, whatever, the consulate. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, I'm, this the issue had me all over the place. Yeah, I'm it, telling you, it goes on and on with oh just my dialogue. God, again, we have to talk about scotch and then you know fucking yeah. all this other well, shit here's the other thing that i i had to look up so he's like hey aldo you know the owner of, of duff international the skin of robert the bruce's beast the one you so dutifully and personally returning to the 
Oddway tribe. Oh, God damn it. Do you know who Robert the Bruce is? No. Robert the Bruce is a uh, king of the Scots. Isn't Robert Bruce a friggin' uh, a toy collector? Robert the Bruce is the king. He was king of the Scots in 1329. The only thing I can think of, and later Dick says that they had a rug. He's like, oh, you know, it doesn't matter if, you know, it's just a rug. I'm already out of this. I'm telling you. And I'm like, what is this? Robert the Bruce's Beast. Does that mean that, like, his horse, they skinned his horse and made a rug that's now fucking 600 years old? This whole section to me sounds like freaking, who who did this, Tim Seeley? Yeah. Sounds like he was playing Trivial Pursuit and like, ooh, this is interesting. Oh, I like a white rhino cane. Uh. (laughs) What? What the? Then do you have Dick and and, Ty, and Tiger Agent One fight? They they end up and it's funny because that that did make me laugh because the one guy's like, "Hey, these guys don't have any faces." <laughs> what, didn't anybody else notice this? They look like they've been they're working. Like, hey, they these guys don't have faces. Shh, they're really good workers. Yeah, good work's hard to well, find. They, they were planted there to fucking wait for Tiger Shark. Yeah, so. But I'm just saying, hey boss, um, these these guys are like the biggest idiots in the world to me too. They all have. Hey there, boss. Uh, these guys over here, they ain't got no faces. They ain't got, you sound like Forrest Gump again. Yeah, they don't got, yeah, so I don't think you've watched that movie they, in a long they, time. They start fighting, and again, it's like this, supposed to be this funny dialogue because he's got to tell you, Tig, I'm not real keen on using the hypnos. They're just talking to each other. Oh, no, hey. dude, that totally threw me off because we have Tiger Shark here, and yeah, he's talking and, to Agent and One. Tiger. I'm like, whoa, whoa, yeah, whoa. It is. It's it's weird. And then you have out of nowhere a fucking, uh, fucking Tiger Shark. Damn it, bastards move like Batman. What? So stupid. And then the freaking other, like, the dialogue. Hey, that's kind of like a, like, a, what was it? He's, he's, pissed off because he's being compared to a dead guy yeah. he's like hey show a little that. respect yeah. so huh? then he's like then tiger the agent God one goes if you're done performing circus boy perhaps you can do your job and then he's like hey i don't like being called a dumbass all the time uh, then i did you like where it uh, goes on i know on. and then dick lets out like what appears to be brother eye like one of the first that you know what i mean because that it's even the brother eye uh way he talks with the the font there oh right yeah with those it's uh deep eyes which I, I thought, okay, they have some tech. That's cool. Yeah. But then, then you have Tiger Shark out of nowhere. Now, Tiger Shark, to me, he's a classy fellow with that Maltese tiger jacket. <laughs> and he yells, make a one, come in. I repeat, blow this turd out of the water. Classy and, guy. Yeah, he's classy. And then Dick, I'm just actually pissed off because Dick Grayson killed a great white shark in this. Yeah, he did. And he also hit uh, Tiger Shark right uh, in the back, the back of the head. He kicks him in the back of the head. That then they go back and then you you continue this goddamn we do you know Dix was in the circus? <laughs> oh my god! Are you god. aware of this? Because then it really goes and. Dick says he, I used and to own and, a circus. And, and fuck this noise. In every other issue, we're like showing, uh, oh, he likes to operate without a net. And all this other shit to come talking about, oh, like my babysitters used to be knife, knife throwers. Yep. We have this all the time now. This is the worst. Yeah, because then he's like, hey. And it's funny because Dick has no problem. He's just sitting there listening to music, Eric. Yeah. And then there's Tiger. He comes and is like, hey, I know you're probably pissed because the only reason we were here is because the owner, he's a rich father of a St. Hadrian student. Uh, why, you know, and he's oh, like, no. hey, I know, I used to own a circus. I know, no, you gotta it, pay the bills. That's not at the worst. And talking about him owning the circus, I'm still okay with that. When he excuses himself from drinking with Agent One and freaking Duff, so oh, he yeah. can listen to circus music. Yeah, then he wants to listen to circus music. In the meantime, I what, think that no, Duff is, is that? I think Duff is trying to pimp his daughter out yes, to freaking Agent One. He's like, hey, you, you ever see my daughter, Lottie? 
Yeah, I know her. She's quite a lady. Yeah, I just, I'm telling what? you though. She's I want, in a sack. I want you to think, though, if you're, like, you're talking to um, I'm just going to go off here and listen to some circus music. Yeah, circus what do you listen to? I put, uh, Dick wants to listen to circus music. Now I realize he's fucking insane. <laughs> Nobody circus listens music. To that. Then I put this, the Duff is pimping his daughter. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. And then it gets. Is that worse. insane clown posse he's listening to? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, then I'm, I'm out. I'm out. Fucking so circus then, music. Then he's gonna. He's. Do you think that's a phone, or? And I'm. I'm saying I don't think it is. I think he's listening to say an iPod because I do not think that Spiral would, would allow them to have phones like that. They wouldn't want. You well, know, it doesn't they, matter. He's connected with his hypnos anyway well, to uh, Tim. Well, that's what I. No, he's talking through this thing. I think. I think he's talking through his device. Yeah, actually, you know what? He did hack the hypnos. You're right. Yeah. So I actually was thrown off by that. But again, so he's he's got his hypnos. He should not have any reason he's talking to somebody, but yet he has to make up a a fucking spy name for Tim. If if Agent One comes back and just hears Dick like, yeah, do you have any word on Agent Zero, Alvin Draper? There's trouble. It's so... Even Tim kind of calls him on it. Yeah. Even then, the, the, the dialogue becomes so bad and I want to kill somebody because <laughs> Tim starts saying, Hey, they're still dealing with agency or they want to find who that is. They want to find out who it is. They go, Oh, it's Luca Nets. There's no record of her, nothing, whatever. I've gotten this face recognition. That's even better than the government. And do you remember what uh, Dick says back to him? No. Sweet, humble brag, brah. Oh my God. And I, so I put in my, I notes, think I blocked it out. I put my notes. Grayson says, sweet, humble brag, brah. He is no longer my favorite superhero. I'm done. <laughs> I am done, Eric. And any, did, first off, did it take you back to that Grayson annual with Superman at that point? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, what is this? What is going on? But bra, really? Bra. I'm telling you, Tim. Seeley, no, you gotta say it right. Bra. Bra. Tim Seeley is like, what do the kids say now? Bra. <laughs> my my kids even make fun of that. My nine year old goes, nobody says that. And then you know, and I say, no, douchebag still. And I, I, I just... said, fathering done, Eric. I'm saying though, uh, what, yes. what what does Tim use? He's got this facial. Is it swirly face recognition I don't software? Know. No, Cause because she's he's got the hypnos on in every what, single one. But remember, yeah, with that, it's yeah. So then you got that, and then he says too, uh, <clears throat> a facial recognition software to go through every photo it can find on both sides of the internet. Yeah, the dark side. Both sides of the internet. Well, I, you, you got the regular internet, and you got the internet. I, 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 I just what? And then, like you said, then the whole thing. And again, this threw me off a bit because then Tim's there. Hey, we went through all these pictures and she's in every time there was Batman. This is almost the same look as when they found the Joker throughout yeah. history and almost exact. And I'm like, I don't okay. want to deal with that again. Yeah, I'm like, OK, we saw this in Endgame with Joker. I know it's a little different. It's just too close to being that with me. And they're talking and I want to ask you then, too, they're talking about, oh, people have scoured the net and they've been erasing these things. Um, he says then, Miss Howard. Who is Miss Howard? I have no idea. Do you remember this part? Oh, I, I remember. I had no idea what I was reading. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to ask Jim about this. Yeah, and then I forgot. And now you're bringing up and I have no idea. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't I'm, know what's going on. He is says out of nowhere. Zero? Out of nowhere, he says no because they keep you know saying Luca Nets, and then he's like, yeah. oh, uh, 
Seems Miss Howard was also trying to scour them off the net, deleting them anytime they popped up to protect her identity. I guess they're saying that is Agent Zero. Where do they get this Miss Howard? It almost I don't know. seems. I feel like we're missing something. I, that's what I'm saying. It almost seems like there was something else that got out and didn't make it. And is it then, Poppy Howard? <laughs> Poppy, maybe. <laughs> I don't think so, because then they're they're going to go off to a place outside of Berlin. That the, the way they talk is just oh nonsense, and then it's even more it nonsense. Goes on and oh my on. god, this is where again they're like, oh, this facial recognition that, uh, and I'm like, oh, it must be over. Nope, we're going to keep on going. Dude, as much as we're fucking bitching about this, this is my favorite part of the book. What the the part with Helena? Tim, Tim, oh, no, Tim, it's yeah. Tim and okay. Dick talking about yeah. how he's tracked this woman throughout all these pictures whenever Batman's around. Yeah, that was and cool. got a picture. Like I that's said, my, I, this is only, my favorite the part. Only the rest thing that threw me off. It threw me off because of the whole thing with uh, Joker, brah. And then uh, then you get Helena, which another again you completely slam on the brakes. For her to go talk to who appears to be grifter still. That's what and, I saw. Yeah, yeah it's this shat. And I'm telling you, uh, did somebody say it's a shadowy organization? And then Michael Yannon's like, okay, I get you. And everybody's <laughs> in shadows because it's getting annoying to me. And you've only seen them once or twice. Uh, but she basically says, listen, uh, you're with me or you're against me. Fuck you. And leaves and then says, hey, I just told the deadliest clandestine organization to go fuck themselves. You know, you, you listen to me. And then, out of nowhere, you go to the God Garden. And you get this whole thing, I'm telling you, this crazy Ugh. convoluted thing where Dick has to get to Berlin. So to get to Berlin, he contacts Midnighter, who then contacts the God Garden with some false info to lead them to take Lady Tron and take her Lady to Berlin. Tron. Lady Tron. to go to Berlin or outside of Berlin so that Spiral will send Dick to Berlin. It's so I'm like real what the fuck is going on in this book? This is my favorite book, goddammit. Uh they go and to the And then it seems Lady like Tron. he's gonna kick the shit out of Lady Tron. Like yeah, it seems even, that Lady Tron is actually there for no good. Yeah, I and then even like you said, we said with that one part we thought the book was over. After uh Helena talked to the Grifter and these guys, I thought that was the end. And then we go to Berlin, they're fighting Lady Tron, Eric. And Lady Tron, she's not a she's not a uh what do they say? A classy uh, dame? No, no, no. She's not a classy dame either. Uh, he's like, oh, it's, she's a cyborg. Yes, algorithm model, illegal. Uh, <laughs> oh, she's my favorite algorithm model. Uh, and then you, you didn't. Uh, is it better than the Teen Titans one? Uh, yeah, actually. Because they actually had algorithm. I know as you, a they had algorithm. I know. Yeah, I might like Lady Tron better. But then I just don't understand. Point, I'm telling you, the, the dialogue. Lady the, Tron uh, is just talking to the freaking gardener. Well, the gardener and saying like about her, your baby cage. Oh my I god! Like that. sounds legit, except for that was a Gamora Island and Spandau is a place known for ballet. I think yeah, that's a Spandau ballet joke. What the fuck? I I just said, but she's talking about a fucking baby cage. I know. And then you have the. And then, but she's a fucking aerobic, pretty much. Yeah, I know. I I guess that maybe what they're saying is that, you know, when she was a woman before she was turned into a cyborg or an algorithm model. And then they they get there. Then Midnighter sees them and suddenly gets a sweet tooth. (laughs) Yeah. I got to go get some sweets. Some amused boosh. Way to go, Dick Grayson. But I need some chocolate in my belly. And there's Luke and Nets, and she activates the uh, spider deal that we've seen at, in Spiral this whole time. It, it, freaking nonsense, Eric. I hate everything. nonsense. I, again, you liked uh, the annual, and that was Tim Sally yes, as yes well. Yes, I did. I did not. I didn't like it because it was just not up to par with the book. Now that this is garbage, 
and I love the art. Uh, you know, I love the art, and I like bits of it. Like you said, I did like the thing with Tim, even though it got a little dick ridiculous in this bra. Bra. Freaking gets me upset. I gave it a 6.5 out of 10. I think I would have given it a 5.5, yeah, really. Yeah. Other people seem to love it still, but man, this again, this is my favorite book. It's my favorite book that, that's out now, and it I just see it going downhill. <laughs> if Tim Seeley keeps on it, and like they're like, okay, I did the first 12 issues, now you do the next 12, I can't see at issue 24 me being quite so on board because <laughs> this it was just boring, and never it never was ending. It's like no. this podcast. Let's get on with the next one, Eric. It's a book that neither me nor you reviewed. But I said to you, you know what? It's pretty important. And we're going to be doing some of the continuing bits of this in the next couple podcasts. So I said, we better do Batman. And that's Justice League, Dark Side War, Batman number one. Please tell me Reggie sent in something. Maybe. Written by Peter J. Tomasi. Art by Fernando Passerin, Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan, Eric. Isn't he Constantine? Yes, he is. Yeah, I thought Constantine showed up in this book. Gabe Altaeb and Dave Sharp. Batman sits a spell in Metron's fantastical Mobius chair. I think Reggie's going to try to fuck me. (laughs) Reggie wrote this in, and I I think he's going to... Batman sits a a spell in Metron's fantastical Mobius chair and finds it comfy enough to carve a butt groove and become the god of knowledge. He puts his newfound intellect to good use by being an asshole to Commissioner Gordon and stranding two would-be criminals in life-threatening situations. Then Bat turns his attention to the murderer of his parents, Joe Chill, who he bullies and torments for a while before returning Joe to prison with his memories wiped. Spent after a fun evening of pranks, Bruce returns to the Batcave, where, despite bleeding from his orifices due to the Mobius chair's influence, he sets his sights on the Joker. Yeah. What That's an think? interesting cliffhanger, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What, what did you think in general of, of this? It was an okay book. It's, um, I, there, I just have problems with some of the freaking uh, interactions that Batman has with Joe Chill, but for the most part, it was a good book. It was a good look inside of Batman to see how he would act with a fucking Minority Report-type power. I said he's de- it's definitely Minority Report because it goes from the very beginning where uh, – Jim Gordon. Now, again, th- this is the thing that people have spelled out all along that, hey, Batman, you know, he's a vigilante. No- nobody that he sends to the, you know, jail should stick. Yeah. He he doesn't go. He might be the world's greatest detective. He doesn't follow procedure. Uh, but they call him out on this because now he. Well, we need using- is the world's greatest prosecutor. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, really. Now he's using the chair to do a minority report thing yeah. and find out what people Pre-emptive are going to do before crimes. they do it. Uh, and he just, they're just yelling at him. Jim Gordon and him, I don't know. You could probably, uh, Batman's definitely the dick in, yeah. in these two. Gordon's a little off too to me. He's, I guess he's frustrated. Um, what's weird to me is that when you have a book like this and things like this happen, uh, because it's in the past, you wonder why none of this would have come up like when he became Robot Bat. You know what I mean? And it's not going to because it's a new story. But Don't ever dwell past. in the past, Jim. And I know, but it just some of these things like this uh, happen. But yeah, he goes and stops these guys who are going to uh, uh, knock a off a big montage of different shit, you know? Yeah, but this one's weird because that he sends them to fucking Antarctica. They're yep. dead. No, the, no, the he... One guy, no. The one guy has a short sleeve shirt. Now they're, I don't care what he says. All oh, these these freaking things, and it's only minus two. I'm saying I, a submarine's coming soon. They could yeah, freaking use the flares in a glove few box. hours. I and they could use the glove that, box to build a fire. I do not think that's going to warm them enough. I think they're dead. Look, I Batman knows what's going to happen. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Batman yeah, knows what's going to happen. Yeah, I guess you can just go by that. Well, then 
they go in the other montage, uh, Constantine breaks into a house, Eric. <laughs> I actually thought it was him. I'm like, oh, my God, Constantine's in this. It looks just like him with that tie. Until the lights come on. Yeah, and then the lights come on. It looks nothing like what he was earlier. Nope. Uh, it's a guy who's going to kill his wife. Yeah, good time. His tie. ex-wife. His ex-wife. He's going to hide in the, uh, the, what's it called? The closet. closet and kill his wife. Uh, she left him because he beat her, but somehow it's all her fault. It, it, it always is. So he takes her or him to uh, Paradise Island. He goes to Mascara. And basically says, hey, I want him to learn what it's like, you know, to have strong women around. <laughs> He's a dick. The best uh, part of all of this, though, is that. Like, Bruce has a talk with Jim, and he's like, the freaking jails are becoming overcrowded. You're bringing in all these motherfuckers, so we're just going to have to let go because we can't prosecute them on shit they're going to do in the future. So Batman decides, you know what? I'm just going to make these people everybody else's problem. Yeah. Now it's the U.S. Army's problem. Now yep. it's freaking the Amazon's problem. Yeah, the Amazon's. Yeah, he basically like, okay, whatever. I'm just going to make Dick them move, assholes. Batman. Um, then he goes, I don't know much about the Mobius chair. I guess it can do whatever he wants, right? Because then yeah. he goes and watches his mom and dad die. He watches that scene with him and his mom and, and dad and Joe Chill. We, and we get it, Batman. Your parents are dead. Why are you going to keep telling us? I know. It's it's okay. It I is mean, good. The if part he has where the power, tries, why not? Yeah, and he tries to stop the bullets and, or the bullet. It, this would be a different one. Like if, if I was him, maybe I'd be like, you know what? I know how my parents died. I want to see what happened to Barry Allen's because he's my buddy, and I want to see what really <laughs> no, happened. He's the most selfish fuck in the world. I'm telling yeah. you, he gets a chair of ultimate power where he can do pretty much anything. Yeah. I'm going to protect Gotham. What about the world, fucker? Yeah, the world. And he just and he's not and the weird protection but yeah he goes and there's joe chill take me to him they go booms into a cell and there's a cloaking device to make sure that nobody knows he's oh there. yeah he's got it all covered and he just starts yelling at joe and joe chill is just like oh my god oh get away from me oh guards oh my god oh, gonna kill me. and then he gets them and they go into the alley where the his parents were killed by joe chill and all of a sudden joe chill starts talking shit he changes his tune immediately yeah, immediately he like grows it, some brass balls He's even pretending he has, he's like a little kid with the gun. Bang, bang. With his fingers. He's like, I would have yeah. shot that little yeah, fucking like, kid in the how face. Many, how many people did you kill? I killed 40. Why well, would you I'm say that, Joe Chill? And again, it's like all this. And like, why wouldn't you know this Batman? I Ask know, the chair. I, it's so weird. I know. The chair would tell. I guess he just wanted to hear it. And then he shows him that he's Bruce Wayne. Like, basically, you made Batman. And that was a holy shit moment. For me when I was it reading was. this book. Um, the only other thing, though, do you think that if Bruce went and he's like, I'm going to whisper to everybody in jail that you created Batman, do you think that they would even care? Yes. I don't Batman think they put would. them away. I don't think that they'd even believe him. Uh, how are they going to – what the if hell If Batman they... came to them yeah, and, and said – Yeah, and so they think that Batman could just materialize out of nowhere and say that in a jail. Which he can. Yeah, but he can. But they people in jail, they wouldn't believe it's him. They'd think they're fucking insane. They'd be like, I'm not telling anybody. Jesus Christ, I'm going insane. I thought that was weird. I, I really. I don't thought... think they really need much of a reason to kill Joe Chill. Well, I Listen. think that they probably would just kill him anyway, uh, normally. But yeah, I thought actually, I thought he was going to say something like, "I'm going to tell him that you like little boys and you hurt, you know, little kids." Shit got I, darker than normal. No, I'm like, all of a sudden, somebody dressed as Batman who you've heard is dead anyway. Uh, I guess he's, in this, he no, isn't. he's not dead yet. Uh, but still, he just shows up on a chair Hell out yeah, of man. nowhere in a cell and says the to you, guy. "Hey." You know, Joe Chill, he made me. Yeah. See ya. I'm out of here. I I thought that that was stupid. And then he I takes his like mask that. off, shows everybody he's Bruce Wayne. Like, they kill Joe Wayne. Chill, and he goes back, you're going to forget everything I told <laughs> Every, you. Everything. 
And you shut your mouth. You shut your mouth now. Then they go. They he goes to see uh, Alfred in the Batcave. Then and that's where we we both laughed at this, where he's bleeding. <laughs> and and when you saw that, did you think like, oh, Joe Chill punch him or something? What happened? But it's that he's using the chair. Uh, he's misusing. Honestly, the chair. when I when the first scene where you see him winking out the mouth of blood there. Yeah. I thought he bit his fucking lip and how thought he was concentrating like the, is, like yeah. the control of the chair. But he said the chair is doing that because, and he, it's true that he is misusing the yes, chair. Yes, he is. He, and even just the case, like you said, he has the ultimate power and he's just going to hover around Gotham. I'm and, saying yeah. it is all it is meant is to collect knowledge, not to interfere. Yeah. So he's doing that. And again, though, then they show Alfred's worried about him. Like, hey, you're, you're getting a little addicted to this you know what's going on i can stop whenever i I want alfred i don't need you i can stop whenever i want just don't want to stop now all right master bruce get out of the chair it's funny too he's like i don't want it looks like he's gonna get up at that point and then when he all of a sudden the next panel he's at the bat computer and i thought he had gotten out but then i'm like nope he's in that chair that chair went over it's like a jazzy now (laughs) it's taking him around they're showing him at walmart he's just going through (laughs) i don't need this chair but Boy, I hate walking around. That's the thing. Is he, he, talks about, Walmart. he talks about how the chair gives him like nutrients and shit. Like it feeds him and gives him drink and whatever. Yeah, yeah. And it starts overfeeding him, so he's a big fat Batman on this chair going through <laughs> Walmart. Like, Turn the channel. Channel 32. Mobius chair. Put on the weather channel. <laughs> What's the weather going to be? Well, like? I need a bat parking tonight. Oh, my goodness gracious. Get my moo <laughs> But then he's like, uh, now I got to do what I have to do. And they show that he's looking at like, and it's cool. It's a lot of iterations of the Joker. Throughout, I'm telling you, you got Joker fish. And I'm telling you, you got even uh, looks like the Jack Nicholson Joker on the top left hand on the page. You got the Killing Joke yeah. Joker, yep. two of the Killing Joke Jokers. Uh, freaking uh, Death of the Family. Like, oh no, that's they, Endgame they, right there. Why do they all look different? Yeah, that's Endgame. Yeah, yeah. it's, the, it's all the different iterations. You have the Death of the Family though at the point with his face where he's holding. No, that's the Endgame cover. No, I thought that was the uh, Death of the Family cover that I saw. No, because he has the face in his hand. He actually has his face. Okay. Yeah, all these, they have, yeah, they have, the, like you said, the killing joke. They have all that. They have uh, Reggie's favorite, the fish. Joker fish, yeah. He's big with the Joker fish. Uh, yeah. Oh, there it is. Uh, Endgame, he's there. It's like in the middle. It's when he's dancing with the cow. Yeah, it's the Batgirl tie-in. Yeah. But that, I think that's they use that as one of the, the deals for that. But, yeah, it's crazy. I don't know. You know, he's looking at all these iterations of the uh, I like the it. Joker. It almost, to me, seems like the chair is also looking at the multiverse as well. So, And what does it say next? It continues in Justice League 46, which I'm thinking it kind of does. I think all of these will continue in Justice yeah, League 46 well. just because they're all in Justice League 46. But we'll see. Uh, what do you think of it? I really liked it. Yeah, I had a few. I'm telling you, I had issues with Joe Chill's automatic his attitude change. Yeah. We're like, you know what? I'm so scared of Batman. Please don't hurt me. You know what? Now that you asked me, and we're not in a jail cell, we're back in the alley where I killed a little kid's parents. I'm gonna tell you all about my exploits. I would have killed this fucking kid. I killed 40 people. Yeah. What are you gonna do about it, fucko? Whoa, Funko. Joe Chill, yeah. what the hell happened? Like, Joe Chill, what the hell? He's still Batman. He's in a goddamn chair that can do whatever he wants. <laughs> he just teleported you, at least, if not teleported you to that alley, made your fucking cell look like it. Exactly. Yeah, that's I, some power. I would be more afraid than I was originally at that yeah. point. Yeah, he could just scramble his brain. I, I, just, I, I really like the art. The only thing that I thought was, after this thing, he's got, like we even said, he has the Mobius chair, and it's such a small story to have with this mo like he is and i think that's why they had to throw that bleeding part in only because you're like jesus christ batman this is what you're gonna do 
but yeah, it's a, it's a tie-in thing that they can't do much because you can't change up the story in this little thing. But I don't the know. End of, the end of the Dark Side War to me just seems like everybody's going to be okay and they're going to be the, need the combined strength of the Justice League to get Batman off this goddamn chair. Uh, yeah, I think they're going to have that. Uh, yeah, the only other thing I put that Batman is so selfish that of the things he wants to do. But what would you have given it then? Uh, I'm saying a 7.8. No, I probably would have given it a 7.5. Uh, again, only because it was this small, selfish little story. But yeah. I, I liked it. And I like the art a lot. I'm ag- yeah, I did too. And I'm looking forward to uh, what's next, uh, Flash and Superman, I think. Are next. I believe so. Yeah, so I, I mean, I see how it, it's going. I think Reggie is going to do all these. If not, uh, you would be doing the Superman. Probably. Next week, I, we'll, we'll discuss Honestly, that. I'm not looking for. I was not looking forward to any of these one-shots. Yeah. But because of this, I'm still not really looking forward to it because it's going to be more work. But no. uh, I'm, I'm really you. looking forward to the Just League 46 because of this, though. Yeah. Well, we'll see how it goes. But we're going to move on with uh, Batgirl 45, Eric. All right. Batgirl number 45, written by Team Batgirl, written <laughs> by Cameron Stewart and Brendan Fletcher. Art by Babs Tarr, Serge LaPointe, and Steve Wands. I had a lot of Steve Wands uh, this week. The big event's finally here. And instead of getting to see most of that, we get a visit from Dick Grayson, some innuendo from Luke Fox, and Babs the Wedding Whisperer. This issue was a bunch of a little... <laughs> this is a weird sentence I wrote. This issue was a bunch of too little of not much. Thank you. What do you think of that? <laughs> and while it didn't anger me as much as Reggie hoped, he kept messaging me, you're going to hate it. It w- it didn't I it didn't anger me as much as Reggie would hope it would. I didn't like it either. After reading it, I felt like I was on Zoloft, Eric. No <laughs> feelings whatsoever. I am dead inside. I'm Thank dead. you, Team Maybe Batgirl. Maybe Team Batgirl can take some direction from Cullen Bunn and get the hell off this book sometime soon, which I know is not going to happen. Because Start I saw, doing your job like I, I did. S- I saw some interview recently. They were talking about a new direction starting in issue 50. God damn it. Why can't issue 50 be a freaking clean sweep for everyone? Seriously. Yeah, the wedding's here, Eric. The wedding is here. Not much wedding in this, though. I'll say not much planning up to the wedding. All of a sudden, we had freaking, I'm getting married. Next issue, hey, you're doing some planning. Cool. All right, the wedding's here. Okay, and you know what's weird about this? Not weird, but what angers me is you have something that started in Gail Simone's run. And people really wanted this, this wedding. They really wanted it. Well, this and, character, Joe, as far as I'm concerned, came out of nowhere. I do yeah. not remember her until, like, like yeah. what was it, three issues ago? Yeah. Where they just mentioned her but name. Again, we got to see her last issue. Alicia, and yeah. in the meantime, she'd Alicia. been gone a while. Alicia, she'd been gone a while. So you got that idea. Then she started dating. She's going to get married. It's a big thing. And they turned this into the, one of the most filler issues that i've ever read in my goddamn life oh i agree it, there is nothing that happens in this issue that has to if you skip this issue and get on to the next one all you're going to miss is that last panel of a new villain and you don't even get to see who it no. is uh in the meantime you had complained about uh, barbara and luke fox that they were dating you and i said to you no i i don't mind i like no, it and I, also okay. i like luke fox I, I think that you were being a little racist there oh you piece uh, of I, shit i know you're not you just said it just happened too soon like well, all of a sudden where, it when happened. the hell did this happen well i'm telling I, you they they flirted a little bit like yeah. what two issues ago or last issue and all of a sudden no. here are their dates they're Listen. making sexual innuendos to oh, one another well, where, where was this you, innuendo this i'm saying like last issue when they were just at you already now i'm with you because all of a sudden now where you would think that in all of this, 
Barbara's been planning a wedding. You would think that yeah. you're not seeing this issue. She's been busy. Next thing you know, I'm telling you, at one point, I think uh, Luke was pretty much insinuating they're going to get married soon. Yeah. <laughs> it's so fucking nonsense. See you at yeah, the next wedding, huh? Yeah. Uh-huh. They're, yeah, they're all over each what other. What do you want to name our babies, they're making Barbara? Cra- they're making freaking sexual innuendo, and then out of nowhere, Dick Grayson shows up. And he shows up, Eric, like Sam Anders. You know who Sam Anders is? No. Sam Anders is Sam from Clarissa Explains It All. I know Sam Anders. I know. He always came in that window. And I'm telling you, I saw that and I immediately thought of that. But I'm like, hey, Sam Anders. Hold on. You're getting ahead of things. For I just want to bring you back just for a little bit here. Yeah. Help me, help me out, please. Because I don't have anything else to say from before that, but you must know something. What else? I know. I just have a question. I want okay. you to help me out here. We have Barbara coming to help uh, Luke with his yep, bow tie with prop. His bow tie. And I want to know, who, who the fuck is Luke to come to a wedding not dressed yet? Yeah. Also, how about this? You don't know how to tie a bow tie? Then get a fucking regular tie. Seriously. Don't go bow tie. So they go into this back room where she's going to help him tie his bow tie. Now, I'm going to read a little bit of dialogue here. Now, let's address the questionable choice of bow. And then Luke says, too late. I'm already your date. You can't send me home. And then she goes, B O. W, Bo. And then he goes and says, you didn't know the double entendre was my natural superpower. Yeah, it didn't make sense. Is he, he talking about like, you know, a bow as in he, like he's her bow? Yeah, but if it, it, it was, I think that's what it's he not a meant. double entendre really but, to And me. it's not, and it's too far away from what it's going unless the panels go, it doesn't make sense. Not at That'd all. That'd be like me saying like, and then five minutes later going, hey, you didn't. Also, the other big joke. Uh, and a double entendre to me is always sexual. The best is I saw a thing where Brendan Fletcher was talking about this issue and said, hey, uh, most of the dialogue was from Cameron Stewart because he really writes some fun, witty comments or dialogue. Yeah, and I think it was the buck. Yeah, I think it was passing the buck because at that one point, uh, Luke's like, hey, bow tie meltdown in the spare room changing into a T-shirt. And then Barbara shows up. Hmm, strange. You don't look like a T-shirt. Uh, really? That's uh, your joke? And he even calls around. And I was like, that's like my dad's joke. No. Lucius doesn't make stupid jokes like that either. Nobody makes stupid jokes like that. He doesn't have time for jokes. Yeah, so he's a man of science. That's when Sam Andrews comes in, there. and he uh, Dick comes in this window like he is the cat's meow. I mean, <laughs> Jesus Christ, he comes in like, hey there, hey, what's going on? And Barbara's like, why are you? No, I'm talking to Luke. Ooh-wee. <laughs> and this is where I'm gonna say this once. I'll probably say it again. When this book. Babs Tarzart, I don't mind it. I've actually enjoyed it uh, at points. Yes. The problem with this art is it's so cartoony that when there is an actual reaction or some emotion, it is always comes off as goofy and freaking like a Looney Tunes thing. Cause yeah, it's like comes, a DuckTales comic. Yeah, Dick comes in, and the reaction from Luke is, Ooh, I'm, I don't even, I, it's so dumb. And you you get no real emotions. You get a lot of like crazy looks. You get anime shock. Yeah, you get anime. That's all that. And it comes in, and I was thrown off because for some reason I maybe I'm way off. I would have thought Dick Grayson would know Luke Fox. I would have thought he knew him at least from Lucius, but of course he's also Batwing. Luke Luke is Batwing. I would have thought now again this was part of the time when Dick was in Chicago. You can go all now. Yeah, I yeah. think he I think he would have heard about it. I think he would have known. Barbara knows. Barbara's talked to him about it all the time. I think Dick would know. They're they're not keeping this from Dick Grayson, and it just was odd. And yeah, you, you can go either way with it, really. I just it just seemed weird because they don't know each other. 
You know and what's weirder than like, that? My dad knew you. He was talking about, yeah, your dad, Luke Shashay, he's a good guy. Yeah, he's not going to take your phony death. Real guy. And it, it, I'm sorry Luke, to upset your father. Luke is so pissed at this point. And he's like, you're going to leave him? Huh. And he's just sitting there with his arms crossed. He is pissed at this point. Well, you know what so, this is going to be? What? This is where that guy comes over to his house and bangs the girl in the parking lot that he brought home. And he got And they got herpes? Dick's about to well, get herpes. The, and he even goes to the point where he unties the bow tie. That's like his that's that's the, worst the final part. straw. What is that about? Like, yeah. he's just got in a huff. Fuck it. And then, why'd I yep. do that? Yeah. And he does that. Well, then they, Barbara and Dick go on the, the rooftop. And I like the, I actually like the how the scene kind of started and ended because I like that Barbara is yelling, you know, this is a special day. Why the hell did you show up? This is bullshit. And then later says, I want to remember my friends. I want to remember this. I don't want to remember you. But in the meantime, Dick decides that he just wants her to chase him around Gotham for the wedding ring. No, dude, dude. You're even skipping over uh, him putting his finger over her mouth yeah, twice. Yeah, twice. She goes, Who the fuck yeah, does she Dick goes, think he is? Don't dare do that. And slaps her his hand. And then and he does, does it, it again. again. And then again, there, the emotion is goofy anime emotion. And it just it comes off as silly. And then all of a sudden, she dresses up as Batgirl, and they go running around Gotham. And this whole thing also was like, hey, if people didn't read Grayson, number 12, we have to kind of, we're going to throw this in because now they'll know that. We've but, seen it over and so over stupid. now. And again, this is what we got in Batman Eternal of, hey, remember what I said? <laughs> what did you say here? And they go around. Finally, they get there. And then out of nowhere, it's like such an about face. They run. I think Dick got tired. They talk a little about when they met. They're about to kiss. And then she's like, listen, I have a different life. I moved on. He goes, wow, you're right. Okay, here you go. I hope everything goes well. Goes, she goes back to the wedding. Next thing you know, they're, they're, well, they're going to do the wedding. Black Canary is going to be there. Nonsense, Eric. Yeah. Nonsense. Then you get a couple panels of the goddamn wedding. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, Luke Fox, out of all this, all of a sudden, he's fine with everything. It ends with him going, hey, I know how it is. It's cool. You guys got a history. No. And who tied that bow tie again? <laughs> who tied that? Did he listen to that B-O-W? Yeah. He was like everybody else who went on YouTube to look it up. Yeah. All of a sudden, though, out of nowhere, he's fine with everything. He's like, hey, our past don't disappear. He's got, he's got to play it cool. He's going to get in the friend zone. Ah, it's so weird. And then the best part of the issue happens, Eric. Dick is a creeper. He is watching from a rooftop. I'm just going to watch Luke dance with he my old girl. Staring. He's like, I'm, I'm going to get him. Uh, then she goes home, uh, goes to bed, and I know, some fucking villain shows up. Zero, right? zero, four, two, deltas, three, zero. Good, good. Nah, now let's begin. Let's begin. Okay. Stupid. This issue is stupid. I told you my theory of how I would have done this. And I don't know if you agree with me after reading this, but they just got no, rid I of, they just got rid of Velvet Tiger. She just left last issue. Why couldn't they keep her one more issue? She comes to this wedding because she finds out, but whatever the reason. But when she comes with you these don't guys, need she shows up with these tigers. Everybody thinks it's this fancy wedding. Like Michael Jackson just showed up for a <laughs> wedding. There's ti- like somebody be like, oh my god, this is one of them fancy weddings. There's tigers. <laughs> they and got Black Barbara, Canary playing. And, they got and, tigers. Yeah, oh my god! And Barbara would be like, oh no, she'd know who it is, and but, she'd go. And then all of a sudden, you'd see Velvet t- uh, Velvet Tiger come in, and boy, she's dressed crazy. It and makes people perfect like, sense. Oh my so, god! Tell you, me, man. 
it freaking an should be lady. gone yeah. for Joe. Go yeah. after Joe. Yep. And then Joe would be like, oh, no. Then Joe would be worried about the Tigers. You'd have a fight. And I'd even go to the point where Velvet Tiger, she was insane. She's so insane, and she loves weddings, Eric. She doesn't <laughs> want to, like, even though she's a villain, she <laughs> wants to kill Batgirl, get Joe, whatever. She doesn't want to ruin the wedding. So Batgirl has to do one of those. Like, they kind of played with this in this issue, but not enough where well, she Batgirl's fighting. Yeah. Boom, 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 and then has to go back. Oh, where's where's the ring? It's right here. Here's the ring. Ah, then they go back. They're fighting again. Then they're all that, that fun of that. And then at the end, then uh, Velvet Tiger gets arrested and stuff. And then you have an old lady like the the, the nerve of her dressing that way. Or, you know, <laughs> something like that. And then it and then have some anime look. Dude, uh, I thought that would have been great. You Instead, the... you have Dick and her running. It's nonsense. You had a wedding that a lot of people did want. A lot of people wanted to see this wedding. You don't get anything of it. You get a lame Dick Grayson showing up and uh, a upset Luke Fox that isn't upset anymore. He knows that people have histories, Eric. He knows. Well, well, you know what I think is the biggest bullshit of this whole issue? What's that? There's no way... That Barb would go on that roof or even put on that Batgirl cow because obviously she spent a lot of time on her hair. Oh, yeah. And she's not going to muss that hair up to go back to the wedding. It's a wedding. And then the the big joke is she shows up with the boots, which that could have been in the way I said it. Where, again, though, I don't know why she would change out of her thing each time. But you know what I'm saying. And and there would be a lot of cool zippy dialogue. You could even get the freaking Black Canary involved. The weirdest part, though, it seems that Luke brought that bag with her costume in it. Yeah. Why yeah. would he bring that? I don't know. That's what she keeps it in. He's, she slept over. Yeah, I'm it? saying that, but why they, would he bring it? It was a booty it? call. I don't know. Uh. I don't know. And then you look and, you know, there's Black Canary. So nonsense. I'm even looking. It looks like there's a member missing from Black Canary as well. <laughs> Somebody didn't show her. Maybe that's a little spoiler for the book. Uh, uh yes. I, I, I'm i telling you, I, I bet you that you would say that you would give it less. But I gave it a 5 out of 10, uh, mainly because that's right down the middle. And really, I had no feelings of, I didn't have feelings of hate, uh, only because it just, nothing, I'm like, eh, nothing happened. I could have went as low as a 2 on this. And maybe I should have, but I gave it a 5 out of 10. I'd give it a 3.5. Yeah, it, it was not good. Uh, not at all. The last couple issues uh, haven't been great. And half the time, you couldn't tell the difference between Joe and Barbara. No, I told you that. When I saw it, I, I actually was blaming it on my phone because I was looking at it on my phone, and I blamed it on that when I shouldn't have because, yeah, all of a sudden, it looks like Barbara's kissing Joe. I'm like, what the hell kind of wedding is this? Oh, my goodness gracious. But we're going to move on to Ryan Brightest Daycare Clark's Other Side segment, Eric. All right. And you know, it is Halloween. It's not anymore. It's past midnight. It's past Goodbye, Halloween. Hour. Goodbye, Halloween. Once again. You know, uh, my kids, I went and got them their uh, costumes on Thursday, right? Right. Yeah, Thursday night. And my son, Rafe, lost his costume at school. And don't ask me how a person loses a costume. Did, did you hit him? No. I went huh. and got him another one. That's what I do. Father of the year, Eric. Father of the year. But yeah, uh, Ryan's going to be talking about Black Magic, number one. Uh, there's two things I love about this book, Black Magic. One is it's spelt with a K at the end of the Of course Eric. it is. I always love that. It's also written by Greg Rucka. Now, is and... it a K at the end or a CK? Oh, CK. Okay. So it's M-A-G-I-C-K. Yeah, yeah. Um, it should be M-A-J-I-C-K. Oh, and then you're talking to maybe even have an ampersand on the <laughs> Then you're, you're ne- next year uh, the lead singer of Motley Crue. 
Uh, it's written by Greg Rucka. Is that an umlaut? The, uh, yes, the umlaut. The artist, uh, Nicholas Scott. That's what I was getting Oh, nice. To, because you're a big fan. You I am a big fan. You gave your artist of the year in the last uh, year's awards, I believe. Was it last year or 2013? I don't know. It's one of those. One year you gave her artist of the year, Eric. You said you put her on your shoulders and ran around the, the cardboard box factory while she uh, got applause from everyone. Good times. But, yeah, but we're going to take it over to Ryan, and he's going to talk about Black Magic number one. Hello, Weird Science, and welcome back to The Other Side. I am, as always, your host, Ryan Brightest Daycare Clerk. Uh, this week, I am bringing you Black Magic Number 1 from Greg Rucka, Nicholas Scott, Jody Wynn, and Chiari Arena through Image Comics. Uh, this book, I thought, was pretty fitting for... Uh, coming out the week of Halloween, I thought it was kind of strange and occultic, satanic, kind of an adults-only book. The first uh, few pages have some some NSFW stuff in there, so uh, if you see kids trying to pick this book up, if you have comic book reading kids, definitely direct them away from this book. Uh, but for me... Uh, the book really kind of resonated with me. Uh, I liked the way it looked. I liked the uh, sort of spot coloring, how pretty much it was just a black and white comic book that gave it sort of an old school um, 60s horror film vibe, uh, which was really nice. Um, Greg Rucka, being uh, a very experienced comic book writer, doesn't seem to let this book suffer um, under any sort of a heavy info dump here in the first issue, uh, which is really appreciated, being able to just read a story and enjoy it and not have, um, you know, five to seven pages of text-heavy backstory just to get to the, the actual tale that's being told. Uh, this doesn't really have that. Nicholas Scott's artwork is fantastic. She... Um, you know, is an extremely talented artist. Uh, her work on this book, I think, is some of her best. Again, she's working in a more limited medium. There's not a lot of color involved, so everything that has to be um, expressed, everything that you want to get across, has to be done in a very muted color scheme. So a lot of it's done in the pencils and inks to evoke uh, the feeling of this book. Um, I, uh, again, like I said, uh, this book definitely isn't for kids, uh, but is definitely something I, I think is worth checking out. Um, you know, it's a, it's kind of a creepy book and there it opens with some sort of strange ritual that turns into sort of a police procedural in the middle that then comes back to this sort of mystical, magical, satanic thing at the end. And it still leaves you hanging. At the end of the issue, there are still lots of unanswered questions. Um, so it's it's definitely worth checking out. You're, you're going to enjoy reading it. The pacing is great. And by the time you get through, um, if you're anything like me, you're going to want to go back and, and read it again and then already have the second issue out because it's just you're just ready, ready for more. Uh, I finished reading it and was already ready for there to be more of this book um, after one issue. So I think that's a pretty uh, pretty good sign of things to come for this book. Um, Saturday was um, Halloween Comic Fest this week, and I actually uh, was able to pick up the first issue of Doctor Strange's The Oath, 
which is something I'm uh, interested in reading. Uh, anybody who uh, jumped over onto my podcast for my interview with Reggie knows that he had mentioned uh, reading that book uh, to me then, so I had been wanting to check it out, so I have the first issue of that uh, to read. Um, nothing else really new um, added on to my weekly readings uh, as of late, so if you have any uh, suggestions for stuff to read or anything you'd like to see in an upcoming uh, episode, an installment of The Other Side, please feel free to let me know, either via Twitter at BDC Comics or via email directly at brightestdaycare at gmail.com. As always, you can read my written reviews at brightestdaycare.com, and uh, I have a podcast that's available on iTunes and Overcast. If you just search two words for Brightest Daycare, uh, it's the first thing that comes up. And uh, until next week, I hope everybody out there is having a spooky and candy-filled All Hallows' Eve. And until next week, I will see you on the other side. And we're back, Eric. All right, let's get going. Come we're going we're gonna to fly through this shit, you say? Is that what you're saying? Off, yeah, off go, mic? Go. I, I almost said off camera. <laughs> yeah, I, I got to apologize to people. This last week was very goofy, and uh, we were laughing it up. Boy, I had a long day. <laughs> I didn't even tell you. We got home, and my fucking heater had this uh it has like a valve on it that blew off shit all over the place it was the worst so i had to go to lowe's and get shit for that i had to get these books ready i had to go trick-or-treat with my kids manship told us that we could just hang it up this week actually i think he didn't say this week he's like hey you guys are actually recording on halloween night not yeah yeah Yeah. he's like why don't you guys take a break and record tomorrow hey thanks for that break manship Manship's on fucking goofballs. He doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> All right, let's get going because we have a lot of books still, Eric. And what are we yes. going to start with this part of the podcast with? Superman number 45. Oh, Superman 45. Yang <laughs> with art by Howard Porter, Hi-Fi, and Rob Lee. Yes. Now that Superman's identity is out of the bag and his powers have been diminished, there's nothing more for him to do than to start wrestling, Jim. Yes. Well, that's what it is seems like Is he wrestling like anyway. with his feelings? He's wrestling with the idea <laughs> of people having his identity? He's wrestling with his emotions. His emotions. Okay. While on the while on the hunt for a hoarder, Superman gets sidetracked by the sweaty world of myth brawl, where gods fight in the ring so that people will remember them and in turn keep them alive. What's this have to do with Superman? Well, our Man of Steel decides that morals don't pay the bills, and he better put on some tights if he wants to keep eating. Yes. I I don't understand. Fucking Superman from the get go of this whole truth story has been the worst story, like the worst title in this truth story arc. Yeah. And we go from having that to him wrestling now. Yep. I don't get it, especially since I, when we started this issue, I'm like, okay, this is going to be the one that springs Superman back. It's going to redeem the whole thing that we've dealt with so far. And he, and when it starts out, I, I'm going with it. He's going to go after a hoarder. I'm all about it. Yeah, I was, I was kind of with it, yeah. I'm like, it's going to redeem this fucking shitty villain hoarder. Superman's going to go into action. He's going to start kicking some ass, taking some names, and make this a decent book to read again. And he becomes a wrestler. Yeah. And the worst part is he goes, he fucking goes to Oakland to find this other complex that Hoarder's now in. He goes there and he fights a goddamn god, gets knocked out of the building, and never goes back. I mean, he's right outside of the Hoarder complex where there's a big hole in the building where we saw Hoarder Root is at. Yep. And he's like, you know what? These kids, now that I've killed this god somehow, yeah. are talking about this house thousand one. 
Yeah. Which is the worst name ever. So I think you came up with the name for that bar, Eric. And it seemed like a bar, right? Is it a bar? Is it a it's, club? I don't even know what the hell it is. It's an abandoned poultry factory as yeah, far as I know. Yeah, it's House Thousand. What is it again? House Thousand One. Oh, I always hang out there. I watch football there every Sunday. I'm telling it's you. A, it it's reminds, a great bar. I'm telling you, I went to this Adult Swim Film Festival back in like uh, 03. Yeah. And that was being done in like a, a back alley abandoned poultry factory. And this is what it reminded me of yeah. doing it because you had no idea this thing was anything. Was there you a cover suck. charge when you went? Uh, Ten bucks, I think. Okay. Did you count it out and change? Because that's no, why I, I think not. that's why I think they didn't let Superman in because he was a dickhead. He's counting pennies. He's like ninety nine. <laughs> Get out of here, you son of a bitch! Well, I, it's not like they have a dress code because that kid who was yelling at him for killing Apple was it Apple-Acti? Yeah, Apple-Acti. You mean the Filipino god of uh, war and the sun? Yes, who yes. apparently Hoarder is taking control of in this book. Yeah, and Superman has to fight then, where he grabs a. a Random Quarmer head. If you remember the Quarmers, yeah, oh, all these energy-sucking robots. This shit just flows right off the tongue, Eric. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Ap- Apple act. I can't say it. <laughs> say it again. Applesauce. I, I don't know because I'm trying to find it now. Applelacky. It's Applelacky. I would say Applelacky. God damn. I'm calling him Applesauce. Fuck I like it. that he's in an underground fighting ring, and yet there's a 15-year-old with the Rock Me Applelacky shirt. Where, yeah. Where's he getting this hoodie? Superman can't get him a 15-year-old. No yeah, problem. Yeah, it seems like they're, they're well aware of this. These guys just show up. I, it, again, it, I love the art. I, right away before we go on, this is the first issue with Howard Porter fully on art on yes. one of the uh, super books. And I really and I'm so like happy. It. So yeah, I really like it. Because before this, every character looked like a goddamn snub-nosed Italian. Yeah. Here, full-fledged characters. Yeah, great. yeah, I really like it. Uh, I just want to point one thing out that made me laugh, and we talked about it before, even though we want to fly by her. He goes and talks to Condessa earlier. Yeah. He, he does treat Lois kind of like a dick, but he, he just no. leaves. He doesn't want to see her. Exactly. Um, he does though, not... though earlier when he's talking, when they're catching us up to everything, yeah. he doesn't seem to make it seem like Lois is that bad. You know what I mean? When like, oh, he was, uh, he, Hoarder had me hostage with my identity. Lois, in an attempt to free me from Hoarder's grip, revealed my identity. Seems like he's like, he's okay with it now. And then until she's going to show up to have coffee, and he's like, screw that, I'm out of here. But Condessa says, hey, uh, yeah, there's this thing, uh, Sunji Tech in Oakland. Uh, California, you should go there because I think you might be able to find Hoarder Root there. He goes, oh, Oakland, California. Okay, I'm going to go there. Goes to Oakland, California. Is right outside Sunji Tech freaking uh, <laughs> With a big building. Billboard. And he says, so this is Oakland. And according to my phone, that's the company. He is a moron. What, what happened? <laughs> He's in Oakland in front of Sunji Tech. She said, oh, Sunji Tech in Oakland. But yet he has to ask Siri. Siri, where's Sunji Tech? Choop. You're right there, asshole. Hey, thanks. Siri's I don't know why you attitude. got. Yeah, where'd you get this attitude there, Siri? Uh, but like you said, it is weird. He knocks this god out of the building and then doesn't decide to go in. Everybody else just goes back to work in there. They're all yeah. there too. And I'm, I'm looking at it. And they're they building all, quarmers. Yeah, they all have the quarmer masks on. They're all doing this stuff. Uh, you got Hoarder Root in there who can change bodies. I don't now, know why no, no, he would want I'm to change though, said, that lady. I don't know if those masks are quarmer masks. The quarmers are the big robots that suck the energy. Yeah, that's yeah. You're right. I don't know what those masks. I I, I call know. them the hoarder, hoarder masks. Mask. Yeah, yeah, I'm good with that. So there's there. But if you look. There's even a possibility that those Cormers might be there as well. Did you see? There's I did. big guys. I don't know what exactly. Maybe there's some new guy. I don't know. Those are Cormers. Yeah, shit's going on there. And yet, I also like, he's like, hey, I was looking at that guy, and he kind of, uh, 
What did he say? He flickered. That's his thing. The guy flickered. Oh, that's one of those holo doors. <laughs> holo doors. Freaking ridiculous. I saw this guy flicker a bit when he yeah, came out the he men's flickered. room. He flickered. I didn't know what he was talking about at first. I really Neither did. I. I was like, what the hell did that guy just do? What is it? They, hey, you got a license to sell hot dogs there, buddy. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I just flickered you. I'm sorry, Superman. Uh, but, yeah, I, I don't know. Then but he, I'm telling you, the whole thing that got me excited, Superman's going to be proactive in this. He's going to go after the f- people that fucked him so bad in yeah. the last story arc. And he's immediately forgets about it. He immediately forgets about it yeah. to go check out an underground wrestling ring yeah, because and, of a god and people talking shit on him for killing a god. And then at, when he gets into this where he's like, he wants to know where this Apalaki guy, he wants to see, you know, I guess he wants to see what happened and why he would have been there and where it led to. And then just wants a burrito. <laughs> he guy, starts eating the shit hungry. on fucking tacos and burritos. He's fucking hungry. Uh, boy, he's going to town on this burrito, too. And then he finds out he is in an underground wrestling thing. I, it doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, you told me about this during the week, and I said, boy, that sounds awesome. Uh, I, I Yeah, and then when I read it, I'm like, I don't know. It's weird. Uh, it's kind. Here's the deal. I'll tell you this. If this would have been an annual where Superman somehow gets involved in a myth— I keep wanting to call it the Mythbusters, but it's— uh, <laughs> What is it called? Myth Brawl. And yes, Superman has to fight gods, ancient gods. I'd be like, this is awesome. Not in this story, Eric. We just got out of an awful storyline. The other books I have enjoyed a little more because we've gotten some answers and things like that. They're all dealing with big things. Yeah, not this one. Uh, Though it does sound like a lot of fun. It's just, it's a a weird timing for this book. It's not the fun for what we're dealing with right now. No, that's what I'm saying. It's weird We don't got time for fun and games. Um. And he just he wants questions about Apalaki. Why? He wants to know. Um, Ask Quarter. You were right fucking there. Yeah. And what what then? He starts fighting with the other people. He's fighting with another god. Uh, yeah, I don't even know their names. I yeah, didn't fucking bother to remember. I'm looking at him. He looks like he's in a luchador mask. And yep. it all ends up where you have. And again, it, it's funny because Howard Porter's doing this book, and the lady who's in charge of this underground wrestling looks a lot like Lois Lane in Justice League 3001, and it threw me off a little. (laughs) She does. Now, of course, she hasn't been Lois Lane herself in the book, but looks a lot like her. Um, But then, yeah, you go, you get an idea. Now, I said I think you're going to have Apalaki come back in a little bit next issue because you have the thing where they talk about how, and I like this concept, is these, these gods kind of fight it out based on their uh their backstories yes that which is retelling their ancient stories what's weird to me though now i didn't even think of this before what's weird is you're gonna go and you're gonna watch these fights there's obviously gonna be bets involved i would guess you don't but it's pretty much predetermined it seems that's what it seems like to follow the story so what kind of betting is going on it's fucking nonsense oh fuck it's a rerun this week yeah so stupid like oh my god i bet you she's not gonna lose her eye this oh there she goes uh but yeah and then what happens is the the Apolaki's sister, yeah, sister loses her eye, which happens in the story. And in the story, Eric, Apolaki is, is the god of the sun. Um, his sister, who I'm, I'm ashamed I can't find her name right now, uh, is the god of the moon. 
Only after goddess. he puts out her eye. Yeah, it's the goddess of the moon. When she gets her eye put out, she becomes the goddess of the moon because then she doesn't have as bright a light as the sun, whatnot. Uh, it's nonsense. And the funniest they, part to me, though, because the, somehow the eyes are representing the light. Yeah. So when, like, Apalacti has two eyes, so he is the sun. I'm like, is this fucking Tatooine? Yeah, I, I know. It's just, I think it's just the brightness. Yeah, it's, it's mythic. It's like, just made, yeah, it's made of the deal. And it's, it's the true myth of the deal. Yeah. But, yeah, Superman gets involved. Uh, and I only can hope that this turns into the running man where, uh, there's a lot of one liners, like he's going to kill a God of the sun. He's like, settle down, bright face. Is that a good one? Yeah, no, no, that's no, terrible. <laughs> uh, how about if there's the God of diarrhea and he goes, I'll wipe you up. How about that? Uh... One? Is that a good one? I, I'm at a loss. Of it's any never God. a good one. Is diarrhea. there a God of diarrhea? There must be. There has to be a god of diarrhea, and, and whoever it is, I'm going to be like Wonder Woman. I'm going to take that over. I want to be the god of diarrhea. I think you may already be. I, God damn it. I should pray to him every day. I, actually, every freaking twice a day, I'm giving him sacrifice. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> He's like, I don't want peanuts. What? I, I haven't eaten peanuts in weeks, Eric. <laughs> Why favorite, are you always my forcing fa- this joke my on me? My favorite joke. <laughs> hey, I haven't eaten corn. Uh, twice yes. a week twice yeah. a goddamn twice week twice a week I, I should go more every time I have diarrhea now I'm going to say that joke which that means I'm going to say it stop drinking so much coffee goddammit I do drink a lot of coffee oh my goodness but I, I don't know what else it's, Can you it's, say I'm telling you this? it's weird though because like I said in my little synopsis at the beginning throughout this issue Superman's talking about how his daddy taught him how you use your powers for good and how he doesn't like the fact that these gods are using their powers to make money and wrestle and do all this other shit at the end, though, the freaking uh, the promoter uh, woman, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, morals don't really pay the bills now, do they? I got some cold, hard cash right here. And the final page, he comes out, now we're introducing Superman. I'm like, really? You're just going to sell out your morals just like that because you like some goddamn tacos. Yeah, he wants more tacos. And there's there's the uh, crazy, what's it called, in the, uh, in the audience. They already got signs. Yeah. The Man of Steel keeping it real. Now, uh, I want to point out something in this book, Eric, and I'm very upset. Uh, do you remember what they said when Superman first came out? A guy in the audience yelled something out. What was it? Bruh. Uh, Superman came out to fight that luchador guy, that god, and a guy in the, bruh, I think it is him. Like, Uh. what is going on with this? I'm going to kill somebody. Talking like this. I'm telling you, I have teenagers. I have young... My my kids don't even use that word because they think it's ridiculous. It's for older douchebags. It is, and it's funny because you look at the guy. If you if you had the thing and look, the guy who yells it is a big douchebag. <laughs> he's uh, he's also another thing. He yells "bruh," and I think he has like a tribal band tattoo. I had a little bit of an issue though when reading this book initially. I'm, I actually I still do. They could change the story on me at any given time. Yeah. Superman comes in, sees this fight between these gods, yeah. and he determines. Oh, metahumans! Like I just said, he doesn't like the fact that metahumans are using their powers for money. Yeah. He doesn't mind too long. Uh, exactly. But I'm saying, though, then we jump into the fact that these are gods and they're fighting type of thing. Yeah. So uh, now we're away from metahumans. These are actually gods. But then when the promoter fixes that one god's eye and says she's resetting the yep, story, resetting the story, it really felt like something was like machine-like well, to me. Well, that's why I think that's why I think this is, uh, ties in with Hoarder. I don't know. Because I like the idea. I always like the idea of old gods. And this happened. Oh, me I too. What book was it? American that, Gods, Neil Gaiman. Yeah, that that especially. But uh, one of the books we were just doing, one of the comics oh. even dealt with that recently, where these old gods, they're not getting, you know, the, uh, oh, what was it? Was it Wonder Woman? 
I, I can't remember what it was. Um, where, yeah, you, I know if, you're talking if, about. Yeah, yeah, if they're not worshiping you anymore, you kind of lose your power. I really like that. And like you said, American Gods by Neil Gaiman is like the perfect example of that. So I always liked that. But then this threw in that little bit. Like if you just told me these were definitely gods, I'm fine. Uh, yeah, I'm in. I I would really like it. But it was yeah, just you, all these little things, though. Deal. Like you know, metahumans to gods, and then they, this little thing with resetting the story for somehow I don't know why I had it set in my brain. This means machines, yeah, Jim. and um, or even like constructs. So, I uh, I actually even to that point looked up that I thought that Apollocki may have died at some point and turned to sand, and that was like how the uh, Filipinos said how the sand or beaches got sand, and I would have been in. I would have been right. like, that's awesome. Couldn't find anything of the sort. No. I actually did research that. I looked it up. I couldn't find anything. I uh, looked it up. I just looked up Apalachi because I was like, is this an old DC character yeah, that I yeah. just don't know about? Yeah. I still want some running man one-liners, Eric, when he's fighting. I hope he does. He just punches it and, you know, there's two hits. Me hitting you and you hitting the wall. I went off the ground. And and then another hit when you hit the ground, and then a hit when I go and hit that girl up for her number. <laughs> I don't know why Superman talks like that. Well, I also don't uh, know why can't he count. See, he's not very good with that. I, we already saw you. He doesn't have his phone now, and he can't ask Siri. Siri, how many hits before he hits the ground? Boop, that would be three, douchebag. Thanks, brah. <laughs> end. The end. Ay, ay, ay. What did you give this? I'm done. I gave it a six out of ten, and it's mo- mostly because I love the fact that Howard Porter is on this book now. Yeah, I I actually would have given it like a five. I really yeah. it it did get me angry, and I didn't understand where they're going with the story, especially coming out of the truth and with the other stories. Like you said, they seem to be doing something a little bigger, and they all together. The others too, yeah. The others seem like they had that forced way in the beginning to tie it all. Like, hey, all this happened already. It may not have started or ended where we wanted it to, but at least they seem to be off of that. This one, it's all over. You don't know where the powers are uh, at this point. To me, he should be almost powerless in all the books. This, he's obviously fighting gods, and then he's pissed because it's. He's the uh, any other time. He hurt I would, hand, yeah. yeah. He's, so yeah, I was I was confused. Uh, my next book is one of my favorites every month, except this month, Eric. Oh, the no. Flash number forty-five, written by Robert Venditti and Van Jansen, art by Brett Booth, Vincent Cifuentes, Al Garza, Norm Ratmund, Andrew Dollhouse, and Pat Brousseau. And yes, Pat, we put you on there because you complained to me. Well, I've been him. yeah, it was him. Well, I have been one of the biggest supporters of this book and the Zoom Crew arc. So upset. I wanted the new rogues, but I think Didn't Zoom, take off. Zoom yeah. crew is pretty cool. This issue wasn't great. The beginnings seem to be running in place. We are not trendsetters. <laughs> yeah. The beginnings seem to be running in place, I said, Aaron. I got you. I got running you. Running in place. You want an applause, man? Damn. But after some weird science from Wally West, <laughs> things really heat up. Really? You get all these jokes. They are going left and right, Eric, and I cannot find where my rim shot is. <laughs> All right. We don't get much of his crew, but Zoom shows his true colors and gets a, gets a kick-ass glove out of the deal. He wants to be a god, and that means bad news for his rogues, Barry, and everyone in Central City, Eric. Um, what When you put that glove on and you were in a pumpkin patch, what would you say? <laughs> Bitch. Bitch. Yeah, he has a Freddy Krueger glove. You liked that <laughs> glove, didn't you? Yes, I did. Yeah. Uh, 
I did not like this issue as much as I I love The Flash. And I, I'm telling you, I am the first to admit that a lot of times when I talk about this book, I know that I'm a couple points above everybody else in the world because I love it so You're much. You're naturally biased. I just love it. I, I'm, I'm telling you. I'm telling you right now. If if you think that bo- this book's a six, I give it a seven. I love it. I love Barry Allen. I love the way Van Diddy and Van Jensen have given the, this story. I love the Savage Lands of the Speed Force, Eric. I think I was the only Nobody one. likes that. I was the. I loved it. I really thought that they could have done more with it, but I really liked it. But this issue, just not much happens. I it, got a it, bit of blasphemy to tell you what I like. Oh no! Well, you mean from this issue? Yeah. Um, you are gonna say that you like the making out between Sing and Pied Piper. Actually, I did kind of like that. I like That's that. A... I like that a lot. Uh, yeah. What did you like? Um, I like the other artist on this book. Oh my. God, there's there's three artists. The first, the, the initial one. There's the initial starts. one. It's okay. I like that a lot, and, and I actually really hope if Brett Booth's gonna leave that artist, I have no idea what um, is on top of my head. That he comes, he or she comes on. Well, here's the problem: is I actually think that beginning is somewhat a Brett Booth, and Do then you? I think it changes, and it changes right when Flash, when a uh, uh, Fry is like, I don't care what you're doing, you're under arrest, and right. then they have a. Uh, uh, when uh, what's his name comes up, uh, Wally West comes up and he looks like he just jumped out of an anime. <laughs> and do you remember what I'm saying? And even Iris West is the worst looking Iris West ever. Actually, uh, I dig it. You dig it's anime. That's what I'm talking that's about. That's anime. Though. I'm telling you, that's what I like. You, I thought it was awful. It's so goofy looking. It doesn't fit the book. It I'm looks, looking at it right now. It I think actually it looks... looks too much like it looks like Babs Tar. It looks like a little bit more realistic Babs Tar. I think it's ridiculous. It reminds me of Joe Maduria's work a bit. Yeah, I don't know. It looks like it's right out of an anime to me, and I did not like it. And uh, go up and look at Wally West. I think it's Lee from fucking uh, Action Lowry? Comics. Oh, yeah. no, not Lee Rowland. It looks like Lee from uh, yeah. Action Comics. And even like uh, Wally even might have breasts. You can convince me in the one panel where he's trying to talk to Captain Fry that he has boobs. And I don't know what happened. And also, I didn't like that also because why would why would Fry like Wally, right? But <laughs> I know that he's an intern kind of. A, I don't think he would even remember that. There's shit going down here. Wally, right? But in the meantime, like they, they explain Flash is like, listen, I'm not bad. We're stuck here. Uh, we can't do anything. This this block has pretty much frozen the molecules. Uh, we can't do anything. And uh, Singh calls it out and like, hey, it's oxygen. We can burn it. No, no, no. <laughs> it's absolute zero, baby. We can't get it hot enough. And it's such a odd forced way. I'm telling this whole the half this issue feels like Wally trying to get their attention while they try to come up with things and say, Wally. Go go take cover or something. I'm yeah, trying to, the the yeah. big boys are trying to talk. And then Wally's like, "Wait a second. Yeah. For some reason, out of nowhere, that that officer I was working with in my internship did tell me about a magnesium uh, engine, engine block. And when I when you told when he told me that, I thought, "What the fuck is he telling me this? Why? <laughs> now I know he knew this would happen because that we even laughed then was so forced. Now it's forced to get him with that. And he does go." He welds it onto the front of a, uh, a freaking armored car. SWAT van, whatever. And then has to use blocks on his feet to drive the car? Uh, he's not a little kid. I'm saying he's at least 16 years old he's to be an intern 16, with the police department. And, he, yeah, he should. He doesn't appear to be a small kid. I'm like, he is not your size, Jim. I he does not need a freaking blocks or a, a he, phone booth on the it's seat. Just, a it's, phone booth, phone it's, book. Yeah, uh, it's so goofy. That he needs these blocks. 
I, when did he tie these blocks on his feet? Is it that? Panels, is it also that he thinks that that? And again, I don't even know. It looks like almost a brick. It is a brick. Brick don't hit back, Eric. Uh, if you would have told me that it's like some sort of rubber, I don't know. But he starts heading towards the uh, the uh, force field. The force field, which I don't know how this armored car isn't on fire because this is going to ignite something that's absolute zero, but it's on the grill of an armored car. He's going, Flash jumps in, grabs I, I him. I think Wally expected to die here, yeah, too. Yeah, I think he did. I, because if I, the Flash hadn't come when he no, did, he, well, Wally's not about to run out with yeah, a fucking no. bricks tied to his feet. No, I don't think that maybe he thought that it would just make a hole and he'd go out, but it does. It blows up, but it does It does make a hole. Yes. And um, Flash goes, takes him, drops him off with Iris, and he goes, hey, did you see me drive that truck like a boss? Hey, listen, Wally. <laughs> Bruh. Boss does not strap bricks to his feet. That's not a boss move. Like you said, he probably has a phone book underneath. and I don't know. It's so <laughs> but then Flash goes, saves everybody. Gets everybody out of there. Unfortunately, then, the building blows up. And Fry comes off. Captain Fry comes off as the biggest piece of shit. Of God, is Fry going to become the new villain now? I guess. That's, that's what it seems like. And again, it's one of those things because he's very, uh, he's very friendly with uh, Henry and uh, Barry. Yeah. Uh, so... It comes off as, like, it, it's a good kind of thing, like a juxtaposition with I hate Flash, but I love Barry. I've, you know, done all that for him. It just seemed odd. Out of nowhere, he, like, became real dark. Yeah. I, Run all you want, Flash. I'll be seeing you again. Yeah. Trust I'm like, me. I'm like, what's going on? And he blames Flash. This is like all these comics when this happens where the hero, it, it's a forced issue of the Flash has to be the villain, but it, he's not. He no. saved everybody. Everyone. If anything, instead of him saying, God damn it, you got us all out before the explosion, it's, you were the one who ruined the precinct, <laughs> you son of a bitch. But yeah, then you have uh, Singh, who, that was the from last issue where he had already told Pied Piper, listen, yeah. you can't show up. And you thought it was like a thing with a gay thing, but it wasn't. It was like, you're a, a you're an ex-costume uh, vill- villain. And we can't. He doesn't care now. He's making out. They're making out in the streets, Eric. It's a party in the streets, and everybody's coming. But <laughs> boom. But yeah, I I like that. Um, I'm coming. Yeah. Then you go. Then you get um, the deal. Why is Henry making this glove? He's a he's a blood technician. Yes. Where is he getting this thing where he's making the? I know that it's part of getting the blood out. You know what? I never thought about it. To me, he should not be. He's welding and stuff. I don't think he would be the guy. People know how to weld, but no, this is a a freaking high-tech engineering job right here. Fucking putting this glove that transfers blood into energy. Yeah. I can see him being involved and saying, okay, I did the test. Yes. The blood is part of it. If you can get the blood with the iron, and it's a yeah. crazy it thing. It should be a team. It should be Hen- and, Lucius Fox and Henry Allen. Yeah, or uh, what's his name from the Speed Force uh, that was there? Oh, uh, I know what you're talking about. I can't think. Kurt something, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I, I can't remember. It's like Sart. I can't remember. I, God damn I it. I feel like a jerk. It's too late. But yeah, if you had anybody, like and you they said. they brought him in for no reason, too. Yeah, I know. So why not have him there? The other thing I want to point out at the beginning, they had what we like again. They showed the team. And they had the rundown with the placards and things like that. But in this issue, you really didn't need that. Oh, I see. Because you it. didn't see them yet. Well, it didn't you didn't. Do anything. You didn't need them. Uh, finally, though, the one, the one that we uh, never know, uh, Magali, the <laughs> woman who uh, can change time. Yes. And, and actually, we laughed last episode, and we also talked at work that she is so 
it, she's not important anymore Eric. at all she's very expendable because he's in the present now he does not need to keep you know it'd be nice to not age he could keep her with that but i think what his plan is and what he's, now he's got the glove yeah, now he's got the glove so he doesn't need her i did it's funny too because henry's making this glove you and, forgot the power yeah, glove henry has the glove and he thinks that he's going to use it <laughs> And he's like, ah, and I don't know why it doesn't. Oh, that's right. You're fast. Yeah, yeah. It's it's funny. He just gets away. He drains the, actually, uh, what's it called? Magali is already a little wary of uh, Zoom up until now. He, she Earlier, she kind of questioned, like, hey, is this Flash really that bad? He's saving these people. Yeah, I don't know what saving, he's that she's, villain. She's very confused. Well, now, because Zoom just decides after Henry tries to get his speed force to just start yelling shit out to everybody <laughs> like, yeah you know what's gonna happen now i'm gonna kill it you're just a pawn oh my god here's my plan and then there's magali hey uh sorry to interrupt i told you this is off limit now you will die and he gets her with the glove takes her power i don't know at the end she looks like she's just bleeding out like she's still alive but i don't know uh but yeah he says he's gonna be a god he's gonna drain everybody's power Makes sense. Especially the Flash. And that's a great ending to me. I then really I'll be a it. god. Yeah, and I like, I love the glove. I think so it's I. great. And uh, it almost reminds me of Hal's Gauntlet a little, the Green Lantern Gauntlet. Like, it's a different way of doing things. But I do like that. I like the way it ended. But up until then, there's a lot of nothing. They were already stuck in this uh, Thunderdome. so much nothing. And it just... It, it actually kind of upset me because I do love this issue. This cliffhanger is the only half thing half yeah, piece in this book. Uh, but yeah, you like the art. I really like Brett Bussard. Once Brett so Bussard kicks in. And again, I'm not going to say that there was huge um, uh, transition issues. Uh, only because the other two artists, it was very quick. And then once you get to the thing, and it is a quick read, but it just not a lot happens. And everything that happens was kind of tying up. Oh, I got through this four book so goddamn before. fast. Yeah, this is very fast. Um, I I actually gave it a 7 out of 10. I probably should have went a little lower. I'm but again, going 6. I, yeah, I said. I even thought that you would give it a 6. I always am a little higher. Or a little high. I'm a higher. I'm a little high on most of these things because I do Taking like your night a cool again? And, uh, yeah. And I really loved, I loved the, the cliffhanger. Uh, yeah, it was good. Best part of that book, baby. Yeah. Next, we got Cyborg number four, written by David F. Walker, with art by Ivan Rice, Felipe Watanabe, Scott Hanna, Wayne Foucher, Adriana Lucas, Pete Pantanzis, and yeah. Rob Lee. Yes. The Techno Sapien invasion is on, and it's time to hunker down and make a plan. Make a plan. Well, it's time for damning exposition, at least, yeah. naming Dr. Silas Stone as the destroyer of worlds. Yeah, it seems that Cyborg's daddy from another world started messing with technology when him and his wife were hurt instead of Victor, and from all his dabbling, he caught the attention of the Techno-Sapiens, who converted their world, and now the Tech Breakers go from universe to universe in search of the tech to stop them. Hey, hey, hey. You want to talk about a lot of nothing in Flash? There's a lot of nothing in Cyborg. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm just going gonna, gonna to point out something real quick before you tell me a lot about nothing. Um, there's one thing that really sums up how i feel about this book and it's very quick uh i really like uh before i even say it i really like the metal men i think yes. they're funny i like the way they they interact in this book but at the point cyborg at the bottom of the like second page he says and then you show up you don't have to be a genius which i am by the way to see that this is no coincidence and i'm uh -huh. telling you i don't like cyborg i don't like this character in this book I, he annoys me i think he's a dick 
and I just I don't like him. So you have a book, Cyborg, and you don't like the character Starfire. himself. Yeah, and I'm out. I am out. Then you throw in Tech Breakers and Techno Sapiens. I don't even know what the hell they're talking about half the time. I, I, I'm drifting so much in this <laughs> book uh, that I sit there and think like, hey, that's pretty cool that Tin turned himself into a freaking shopping cart. That's like <laughs> that, that's what I love about the issue. And I'm like, hey, that lead is funny. It's just this book and the problems that are going on. And then you throw in the multiverse. Ooh, and, Mercury's got a smart mouth. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Because the multiverse thrown in with the techno sapiens and the tech breakers. And I am out. Oh, I like, it gets better, I like the art, though, Eric. But boy... I do not like this book. I I'm going to raise some like questions it. for you. Oh, you're going to raise... I'm telling you, if it's about this issue, you, you're going to be fishing for no nothing because well, ex- I was so out of this issue. Well, okay. I'm telling you. I, Lay I it think on I, me, baby. I think, well, first off, I think I say this every issue, but this might be the best issue yet. And the only reason that is is because Cyborg is not spouting one-liners yeah. left and right. Yeah. And his daddy issue seems to have stopped for at least here. Yeah. But I just this- don't like him. I don't oh, I know. like him as a character. But he ain't no rapper. No, he ain't no rapper. I know that. Um, yeah, I didn't even know. I guess I'm stupid. I didn't know that all the tech was down because <laughs> I, every time I read this book, because the last issue I could care less while yeah. I'm reading it, that I never retain any of this. I'm like, they're showing these guys. I'm like, when did Station show up in this book? Because there's three of them and they're in jail. Where are they? Where's Bill and Ted? Yeah. I don't even know what. And then they make the joke, what a, hey, what are those Ewoks? I'm like, no, that's Station. That's Station, Eric. Please make it Station. Uh, but, yeah, I didn't know that the tech had gone down. It makes sense. Yeah. But that one girl's there, and she's trying to get on her phone. And she's like, hey, there's nothing. No cell reception, no internet. This is like the 90s. Really? And then she's trying. She, hey, you checked 10 minutes ago. And then she says something. She says, uh. Is the world if the world's ending? I want to be able to update my status. Hashtag I'm too young to die. You feel me? I hate that. And then so she much. says the next one. She goes, I got an idea. How about we keep on keeping on? <laughs> and I said, What? What is she? A weird science reviewer with these phrases? <laughs> Sounds like me and you reviewing. Yes, and it does. I, I'm telling you, I want her. We're gonna get her on Starfire, Harley, maybe Catwoman, all the girl books. Get her. Batgirl. Get her yeah. right now, Batgirl. Yeah, she'd be uh, great on Batgirl. You feel me? Like, really, this is like, I hate when you read a book, and that is such a minor thing, but I yes. hate when you have a book where you can tell that they're just forcing to try to seem hip or try to be like, this is how the kids talk. It's shit like that, and it's, yeah. just, it's nothing to me. And then you get the whole thing with it's Sarah, right? Yes. And it's Sarah from the, the other uh, – it's all a bunch of nonsense to me. Again, and then there's, you know, oh, Dr. Silas, you were bad here, and you were uh, – fuck you. Fuck you, Eric. <laughs> you talk about this. I'm getting a headache. Okay, I'm trying. Are you you like this? this issue. No, no, I like this issue enough because it's, it's not doing – it's not repeating the mistakes that the yeah. previous issues it's have so made. It's so weird, though. That's, this is what we are saying And before. also, it's laying down the exposition, so letting us know what the fuck is going on. Yeah. It's not everything yet, and no. I still have problems with it, but at least we're finding out some shit. But check this out. We have this whole issue where we find out that Dr. Silas Stone of this other Earth is the reason that Techno Sapiens came yeah. and destroyed that Earth. Now, these tech breakers of that world, they're going world to world trying to find tech to destroy him. Yeah. And we saw this in the sneak peek where they came and they killed Cyborg, like, but he came back to life uh, looking for the tech. But they moved on. 
But them coming to this world is what brought the techno sapiens. Are you with me? No. This, does this? <laughs> I am, but again, All right, yeah. I'll say though, why did they come back? I, I don't know. Why are they in this book? Why did they let the freaking Star Labs lock up the majority of them? And like, there's no reason for them to be back here except for the lay down the exposition of the story. Yeah, I know. That's it. It doesn't make any sense. I, I know. I just it this it's it's frustrating me. I, and there's like again, I said I like the metal men. Even that when they're like, hold the line. What line are we holding? Oh, yeah. No. Now you're getting bad. I I love these metal men. Now you're making them terrible. I don't know. Then it ends with uh, freaking Tremor Six. Well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I have my last note. Great art is always in this book, and I can't wait to see Cyborg fight a techno graboid. Yeah, I actually put ends with Tremor Six. Cybernetic Nightmare is the name. <laughs> yeah, of that's the, pretty. That's good. the name of the book I want to go with, or the movie. Oh yeah, yeah, but I do love the art. I I love the art. I just I it all comes down to what I said earlier. I don't like Cyborg as a character in this book. Tremor Six, that, a worm in the in the system. Whoo, that'd be pretty good. Uh, something with virus would be good too. Yeah. Uh, yes, but yeah, anyway. and, and again, if you told me if you stopped me tomorrow and said. Tell me about the tech breakers and tell me why they're not the techno sapiens. I'd probably slap you right in your fucking mouth. Tell I, I you to go tell home you. and make me a pot pie, Eric. I, I, I could couldn't. Tell you. I couldn't. Techno sapiens are bad. Tech breakers are good. There you go. That's all we need. I just, it just is nonsense. We're four issues in. That's the other thing that keeps throwing me off every month. I exactly. Because we're that behind uh, one issue. It just. I, it's nonsense. I don't know. We you wanted the cyborg book for so long. I really did. Are you happy with it? Not at all. No. Uh, to me, this is only a step above that Aquaman, Cullen Bunn's Aquaman. I really do think that it it's better. It's not much better though. Uh, a lot of these June books are really not hitting well for me. Ay ay ay. Um, I'm trying to think what else I got yeah, here. I have know? nothing else. I yeah. have nothing else. All yeah, we're I said we're is, getting closer to find out the sweet song that comes off of Cyborg's body that the Techno Sapiens created. Wait a minute, a sweet song? I thought he wasn't a rapper. I put that in my review. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, again, I, I don't even mind that. That's kind of like a, a, a creepy thing yeah. when it happens. It's okay. But again, it's... We're moving not... along, so I'm telling you, we, we've gotten somewhere in this book. Yeah, the majority of this issue is them hunkering down, just laying out the exposition, but and that's it. Yeah. And but I'm telling you, there's no one-liners... Uh, he's not crying that his daddy's not paying attention to him. These are all pluses in my book. I know. Like, that's, again, besides, that's... besides that, though, there's not much to really root yeah. for. I'm telling you, I am finding excuses to try to like things in this yeah. book. Yeah, well, that's the thing. This is what's getting me so angry listening to your goddamn jerk-off Jesus voice. Jesus Christ. No, what's getting me angry about these uh, books now is that we're actually – we've mentioned it earlier in the podcast yeah, already tonight – that we like a book because it's not as bad as what we've had before. <laughs> Never that it's good. It's that okay. It is. It's the freaking tallest midget in the circus. <laughs> there we go. Dick Grayson's circus. He had a bunch of midgets. What did you What did you give this piece of crap? I gave it a six out of ten because yeah. I love the art. Yeah, and, I know. You know, we're getting rid of the mistakes the previous issues have made, at least in my mind. Yeah, I I give I would give it a four point five out of ten. I really. I, again, this has been weeks and weeks of all these books just not being good. We don't have a lot of good books anymore. I mean, that's the thing. People say we're negative. I think we're right on point. Yeah, of course you would, you pretentious prick. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I uh, want to like the books. I really yeah, I do. Yeah, I know. That's, again, I do too. How bad is it when we have to freaking review a book? Then you got to read it again and write notes and then talk about it. It's Now, again, Reggie loves it when we hate a book. I don't love it. I get no. angry. I, get, I think I'm going to have a stroke again. And it's just going to get worse because again. what's next? 
Next, we have Aquaman number 45, oh, written by God. Cullen Bunn, with art by Trevor Please, McCarthy. Cullen, why didn't you quit after that first issue? John Dell, Art Thibbert, Vincente Fuentes, Guy Major, and Tom Napolitano. Aquaman in space, Jim. Yeah. Well, at least on another world. Yeah. Now that Arthur's teleported to an alien world by mistake, he has to fight for his life to find some water, because obviously that's how you activate the magic trident. <laughs> Along the way, he meets the people of this world and finds out that the Thule have been bleeding over here, too. Meaning that they have, like, in the mirror universe where they have been trapped, they started exploring the stars and colonizing other worlds. But where we're still being attacked by Thule, these people fought them back after Aquaman... Well, I can't even know what it wrote here. These people fought them back, and after Aquaman jumps to some wild conclusions throughout this whole issue, he's shown a Thule statue depicting him as the ruler of Earth. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know how we have in Star Wars how Han Solo talks to Chewbacca, oh, and yeah. we get the we get the whole thing where Chewie doesn't talk, but we, from Han's responses, we understand that like what's going on because we trust that Han knows the Wookiee language. Yep, and then we find out he doesn't, and realize that Chewbacca's yelling at him and trying that never to get happened. out of servitude. No, we love that. We think yeah. that's the biggest, the funniest thing. Now this is like like that to the degree. This is the Star Wars holiday special where there's no translator. No. And, and uh, Aquaman's yeah. just there saying, these people seem to know me. Yeah. Oh, they like me. What's going? Hey, they must have fought off Thule. And you know what? It must have been because he caught him by surprise. Yeah. What the fuck are you talking about, Arthur? Yeah, I, I don't know. I, and that's, I, that's I'm telling you, and he has this big eureka moment when he found out that's how they did it. They caught him by surprise. That's your eureka moment? That's going to be your big plan? Catch them yep. by surprise? Hey, everybody. Let's catch him by surprise. I, I, this whole issue, it starts out he's getting attacked by these hyena-looking things. The one these, bites, these alien one, wolves. One bites him in the shoulder, and yet the thing that he's worried about is that, oh, that, oh where Siren got me still hurts. What about your fucking shoulder? He took well, a big chunk out of it. I don't even know what Siren did because we never saw a knife yeah. in that book. Yeah, and it looked like it went, it didn't, it, I don't know. <laughs> Oh, it's a bunch of nonsense. The art sucks. I uh, that, oh yeah, yeah. I think it's too. You gotta wonder. This is actually what bothered me right off the get go. Here we have these alien wolves, and they're attacking Arthur. Arthur has some damn near impenetrable skin. Mm-hmm. How strong are these alien wolves? Yeah, yeah. I, In uh, my mind, they are just bigger wolves on this other world. But I'm saying they don't have the bite power to fucking start piercing goddamn Aquaman's skin. Yeah, I, I don't know. He I, passes out, wakes up in a hospital. And these people just start showing him around the city, and he's coming. All these conclusions. Okay, Thule started bleeding through. They must have. They must have gone to other worlds while in the mirror universe, and then started bleeding through. And they fought him back because they caught him by surprise. And I'm wondering this entire issue: Why are these aliens being so nice to Aquaman? Yeah. Because in my mind, they have just been attacked by this invading force. Yep. They had to fight him back, and now here we have this outsider who we can see is depicted on one of these freaking invader statues. Why are they trusting him at all? I, I don't know. This entire I, story is awful. I'm actually paging through it as you're talking. I'm like, I, you know, he does he does put that behemoth monster out of his misery, right? Oh, he kills some fucking yeah, alien yeah. wolves. He kills a fucking well, that big, space that whale. Big thing, that big space whale, it looks like he's like, yeah, it's going to hurt, but it'll be over soon. I'm like, well, what just happened? <laughs> and then he's walking around. And then like he passes said. out. And he passes out and he ends up in, in a fucking hospital. 
nothing. This is not Aquaman. That's the worst part because I really wish that English is galactic basic like in Star Wars. Because we'd have these alien people. Blah, 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 blah. Again, again, this is what I would love. Like all of a sudden they talk and they're like, oh, they look at him. Oh, my God. You know what? This is this thing we have this fucking statue of. We know his life. Just I don't need your hooey. With they your fucking language. Just make us have a translator. Just have a translator. Have somebody that Some actually Some robot was, that floats around. I don't even care if it's that. Have somebody, somehow there's an Atlantean. An ancient Atlantean that was there with them. Some guy that somehow did the same thing, got there, they don't know why. And he's like this ambassador. Not even like a... a, a Man, you're making this story. Not, you. I'm just saying, just have somebody there. Just, or have them talk regular. Agreed. You have this. And the other thing is, you saw the woman there, right? She yeah. looks like a, a fucking giraffe. I don't know what she looks like. She's like, she must be the queen. She's beautiful. <laughs> really? Are you blind, Uncle Man? The fucker hangs out with fish. What do yeah, you want? I guess. There's no beauty there. I don't know. I guess he's open-minded. I, I don't know. And he's like, he reminds me of Mara. I, 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 I've seen Mara. Yeah, that, that seriously, doesn't dude. remind me of Mara. How dare you? And then he's like, he has my trap. I'm going to need that. Here you go. Oh, thank you. <laughs> they like me. Oh, yes. they do know me. I was a dickhead. I don't even know. I look like a conqueror. Hmm. Oh, the, the continents are different. Oh, great. The, you're great, Aquaman. Again, I'd love to be so angry that I scream and yell and fucking rant and rave and, and crack yeah. Reggie up. I, I, I'm done. Colin Bunn, you're right. Quit. Seriously, it's terrible. Right? And you know what? Trevor McCarthy get in his fucking van and drive off with him because nobody's ever said he's leaving. And if he's still on the book, I'm still out because his art for this. I, I like Trevor McCarthy's art. It was good in Clarion the way they did it. It's not Aquaman. This is awful. I hate it. And you don't even get like that those flashbacks where you can at least say, hey, you know what? He does know how to draw Aquaman. You get this garbage. It, it's, I, I actually don't think like the flashbacks it. were the worst part of the last part. They, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Just saying. They're all bad. I, no, I don't I, like I've got to tell you, this is the strongest as Aquaman yeah, I don't, has been. I think it's terrible. It doesn't oh, it's look not good. like Aquaman to me. First it's off, good, it always looks it's, like it's he's, gained about, he's gained about 70 pounds. He ate of somebody. <laughs> yeah, no. He, I don't know what's going on in this book. I, it's just not fun. It's not a fun Aquaman book. If you're going to have, this is the same thing we have with Ben Percy and that goddamn Green Arrow. Seriously. Get, everybody, pack it up. Get the U-Haul. You, all you go. Go back to New York. Get out of Burbank or whatever the hell they are. Because this reminds me so much of that Green Arrow. Me that as well. you have fun characters. You, again, yes, Aquaman has been a joke for years and years and years. Jeff Johns really turned that around. But he turned it around with a very good story. Uh acted and he took the character seriously but also it was lighthearted as well and then jeff parker got on it continued that and people liked it as well and then it became a, even a little more lighthearted i don't know if cullen bunn was like listen i'm not a lighthearted guy i, I think that we got to go back to seriousness and you came up with such an again a convoluted story that i couldn't tell you it's bad when you're that much into a run and somebody would say to you if i worked at a comic shop and somebody came up to me and said hey can you tell me what's been going on in Aquaman a lot. I what am I? A oh, fool. It's a, a bleeding over. And the, yeah, I probably would say that. Techno sapiens and I, there might be Durlins showing up. I don't know. <laughs> and you know what? There's these racists that I, Eric thought were vampires. I'd mix everything up. Just throw Why it all they in. Vampires? And it's somehow John Stewart's on a planet. You don't know where the hell he is. And there's no rings. I, it's all a bunch. They again. This too much. Is, too soon. This goes in with. Everything in June changing too much, and this was one of the other ones. This gets pushed aside. Took too people much, don't man. Mention it. Took too much. Think, yeah, because people don't, uh, people don't care. 
Aquaman no. is, is you had such a resurgence of the character that people are going to bail when it's no good. I think they're bailing. They, I, I oh, don't know. Yes, they are. Yeah. I saw the fucking sales. Yeah, see, I was going to say, I didn't even really pay attention to the sales. But yeah, people people want to have fun. People Damn right. comics are fun. There are comics that are are serious comics and shit like that. Like I couldn't say that The Walking Dead is fun, but people love it. This is not The Walking Dead, Eric. I want not. Aquaman to have some fun adventures. Well, at least in what I'm saying, like that though. This story is not well told though. He has this grand plan for this full story, this mirror universe that's bleeding through. But it took me three issues just to figure out what the hell was going That's on. And saying. then the next issue, we had this whole, oh, it's not really Mara, it's Siren. And then we jumped to an alien world. Yeah, Where the space. fuck is the connection to this? You, you know, know the last time I read an issue and they ended up in space was Animal Man. When Buddy Baker went into yeah. space. And I liked it because yeah. it, it had some sense to it and it was fun. And it was lighthearted. This is yeah. not a lighthearted story that would be jumping to space out of nowhere just to have a fucking romp where Aquaman is jumping to conclusions to tell the story. Yeah, and it does nothing except like he's like, oh, we got to get him by a surprise attack? Oh, really, my God. Really, what, what I had planned was I was going to announce them. I was going to send an envoy out and say, hey, uh, we're going to attack you at noon tomorrow if that's okay with you. And then they send one back and like, no, that's not good for us. How about 1.30? It's on. Let's go. And actually, before we go, we'll have lunch together. And then I'm going to attack you, and I'm going to use this weapon and that. Fucking nonsense, Aquaman. Uh, You're the until, king of Atlantis. You're part of the point, Justice League. Call Batman. He's dead. Up, up until ah. this point, Aquaman's been treating it like the outsiders where they had that big rumble with the socials and the greasers. Yeah, actually, We're going to be here at this time. Yeah. All right, guys? Yeah, actually, he thinks he's at 3 o'clock high. He's yeah. Gonna, <laughs> Like, Buddy Ravel. Yeah, and then all of a sudden it's West Side Story. He's dancing around with Thulians. I'll watch it. I don't know what to call him. Dancing around with the knives. Do, 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 do. And somehow Aquaman showed up to the fight with one of those knives, but it's actually a comb. And he combs his hair. And then goes, hey. And then hits the jukebox. Done, Eric. Done. And then Chuck comes in with a fucking thing, and the goddamn Richie goes off to the army. I don't know what's I'm going done on just like part. I am with this issue. 3.8 out of 10. Yeah, I, I would have given it a 3. I thought it was awful, an an awful issue and an awful run. I put the point eight. I gave it just because I actually like Trevor McCarthy's art more I, here than I had yeah, for the rest of the again, series. Here we go again, though. It's one of those where you're like, I, it's not like you're saying it's great. Nope. You just like it better than the shitty art that came before it. Yeah, I'm not a negative a guy, Eric. I'm not a negative guy. Actually, I am. I'm very negative. Yeah, I know. But, but this isn't why I get mad at these books. I get mad because this is the one thing in my life that I fucking enjoy. <laughs> Besides my family, Eric. Yeah, sure. Besides my you keep family. telling yourself that. Yeah. Losing that goddamn fucking, uh, what's it called? Costume. How do you lose a costume? <laughs> How do you lose a costume? You go to school dressed as in your costume and then come home without it and say, I might have left it on the bus. You traded it for drugs. I don't understand it. I actually, that I'd understand, Eric. <laughs> I think he just left it on the bus. I don't understand. All right. Well, we're going to go uh, move on to... Matt from uh, Calgary, his favorite part of the podcast, Eric. He loves this part of the podcast. He told me it many a time. He tells me on Twitter all the time. He loves the Flash reviews. Nice. All right, and first up is Prez number five, Eric, and that was done by Joel, and he sent uh, his little brief, uh, what do we call him, blur by Flash review. Prez number five is a really great issue that finally started a story. Beth Ross is going around the world to apologize to every country you screwed over, 
calling it the World Apology Tour in hopes to bring peace to the world. While her interactions with other countries were funny, she ended up under attack by insurgents that almost killed her ambassador. I really love this issue now that we are finally moving forward, but it is a little too late moving since forward. this arc is ending, and I doubt we will get the second one. I love Tina, the War Beast Sentry, and wish we would have learned more about her story. I don't even know what he was saying there. It sounds like no. I'm not in the list. No, I'm no. Not, what? I, I just want to come out and say, though, freaking... It, we might be completely wrong, but Weird Science is going out and saying that those other six issues will never see the light I of just, day. I can't see them happening. We're taking a stand on this. No matter what anybody tells us, we don't see it happening. Again, I'm not saying that they haven't paid him for the issues. No, they, I, they probably Alyssa have. Quitney. Yeah, that's, um, that's exactly what I think, that he has written them. Uh, for the most part, most people that we've talked to, creators, never know anything of what's going on with these issues. They get their paycheck, they hand them in, and hopefully they come out. So I can't see that they keep talking to Mark Russell and say, hey, don't worry. That I don't, I don't, I don't see it. It's not yeah. selling. Uh, Joel gave it a 9 out of 10. <laughs> All right. Uh, yes. The next one is All-Star Section 8, number 5. Holy crap, Eric. What can I say about this issue? I'm going to ask you a question. Have you ever wished that you could see Phantom Stranger and Etrigan in a rap battle? Yes. At, yeah, then get this issue. Uh, have you wondered what happened to the original Section 8? Yes. Okay, get this issue. Six-Pack is having a nervous breakdown, and his team is falling apart. However, it looks like Superman is going to try to save the day in next month's finale. I love Phantom Stranger in this book, and I'm now looking forward to the last issue. Uh, I gave it a 7 out of 10, and I'm telling you, rap battle. And Phantom Stranger, he is a rapper. He's not Does like he Cyborg. It? Oh, he brings it. He talks. I, I thought it was Ice Cube the whole the issue. He, Does he have a PhD in murder? He has a PhD in murder. It, actually, it's in Moida. But, yeah, he even talks when he's not rapping, and it's rapping. He talks like a rapper. It's hilarious. Nice. It's so good. Uh, yeah, I gave it a 7 out of 10. Nice. Next, we got Gotham by Midnight, number 10. Now that the Spectres come out and killed two cops, Lisa Drake and Corrigan are on the run and leading the police in a Fast and Furious type chase, or the chase with Charlie Sheen, if you like. Ooh, while Dr. The Tar- chase with Charlie Sheen. Yeah. While Dr. Tar finds out the truth about the Black Flowers. As this fast-paced issue ends, it looks like Drake and Corrigan explode in some wrath fire, Now and now Gotham is left defenseless against the ghosts and ghouls of Gotham. Excellent continuation to last month's cliffhanger that shows that Corrigan is completely out of control with excellent art all the way through. I give this issue an 8 out of 10. Oh, nice. And next we have He-Man, the Eternity War number 11. With a flashback to how Man-at-Arms became War Wraith and his assignment to kill King Adam, this issue is action-packed with twists and turns, and every time I think that Dan Abnett can't surprise me again, the motherfucker ups and does it. This series continues to shock and tickle me as it tells the most epic attorney story ever told, and with Pop Man's excellent art doing it, this is this is a series that is terribly underrated. 8.5 out of 10. Nice. Uh, yeah, we both think that this is done in, like, February, right? Seriously, yeah. Yeah, it's just not selling that well. Uh, Justice League 3001, number 5. The issue starts with one of my favorite characters, Gal Gardner. Gal Gardner, I said, Eric, can piss everyone off, begging Firestorm to get rid of his more feminine side. But the main attraction is Batman or Batman. Batman, Eric. That is plural. Batman. <laughs> I saw the preview. <laughs> Batman and Supergirl finally come face to face with a bloodthirsty Dark Knight, and it ends up being a 15 year old girl. 
it's not that big fat guy who thought he was uh, freaking. I wish. Uh, but he thought he was Blue Beetle, right? Yeah. Earlier. Meanwhile, Lois Lane is off gathering up the Injustice League. And another character I put in my top five characters I want in Justice League 3001 has entered the book, Eric. Remember that list I did? I had five characters. Three, three are now in the book because Harley Quinn is in as well. Harley is pissed off at the end because this uh, robot Batman, uh, they've been kind of, I quote unquote, playing. They, they just go around beating Banging? the shit out of each other. No, and Harley looks pretty hot. I am now three out of five and counting on that. I love the art of Howard Porter and Hi-Fi and had more fun with this issue than the last couple. And I'll give it a 7.8 out of 10. Yeah, I'll have to check that out then. Yeah, it's it's good. Next, we got Robin, son of Batman, number five. Shit is crazy with this one, boys and girls. It seems that Damien's actions in returning the trophies from his year of blood might have just destroyed the Earth because they were all objects keeping an immortal family locked away. But now, but now one has escaped and plans on ending the Al Ghul bloodline. A lot of exposition with long, drawn-out names to make it a, make it seem bigger than it is. And I'm not completely sure I understand exactly everything that's going on. But Talia's back, and now it looks like it's time to kill some immortals. Uh, 6.5 out of 10. I I liked a lot of aspects of this book, but I tell you, I read this one time to get ready for the podcast. I can't tell you I exactly understand anything that's going on. Uh, yeah, I'll have to read it. I actually will read this. Sometimes when we get a book kind of caught in the flash reviews, Either of us kind of fall off it. Yeah. Uh, the one thing, though, did I save my score for All-Star Section 8? Because I don't think I did. I don't know if you did anymore. I gave it a 7 out of 10. I think but you yeah, might I don't. I didn't think I did. But, yeah, um, again, it's funny. I, some people are probably listening like, what the fuck? You, you guys put these books in flash reviews, yet you like them more than the other books. Uh, <laughs> but it, we don't put the books in flash reviews because they're bad. We put them in because they're not popular. We put them in just because they don't fit well with the rest of the books in the podcast, whatnot. And we just have to pick some, correct? Yes. You can't have every book or it would just be forever and ever and a day. Uh, but, yeah, as we were going down, we're naming scores. I'm like, boy, these scores are a lot better <laughs> than a lot of the other books that we have talked about tonight. Well, with this Robin son of Batman, I tell you, I did like some aspects of it. And we do get to find out that that island that Damien put all those retarded fucking mongoloid clones on yeah, was yeah. not inhabited. It's an Al Ghul island. Okay. So, and they make a resurgence in this issue. Okay. And they? it's really fun. Oh, that's cool. Uh, but, yeah, that uh, is what we like to call the Flash Reviews, Eric. All right, and we're back, and we're going to finish up, Eric. We have three more books. Thank God. Uh, like I so said, late. I knew that it was going to, that tonight was uh, Daylight Savings, and we have now fallen back to 1 o'clock, so we could just keep going, right? I keep going die. forever. I, said, I was in a band in college. So I made my uh, money to go through college, and this was that one uh, night where we would have a show, and we'd usually play, I think we'd play 10 to 2, if I remember right. And the guy, like a guy or girl who owned the bar that we were playing at, would go, oh, this is so great tonight because you can play an extra hour. We getting paid for an extra hour? What are you talking about? And See, we ended- I, When I drank a lot, I used to love this because yeah, you could hang out at the bar it. next That's hour. That's what I'm saying. So they would go with that. And, yeah, we'd end up playing an extra hour because we're schmucks. 
Yeah. Freaking, you know, we hit the uh, eight six seven five three zero nine another time, and Jesse's girl, Eric, we'd rip those out. And then your bassist would go into the kitchen and shit in the freaking uh, dishwasher. That was the guitarist. Guitarist, yes. I'm sorry. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, he was a bad guy. All right. <laughs> New Suicide Squad number 13, written by Sean Ryan, art by Felipe Baronis, Blonde, and Dave Sharp. Dave Sharp tonight. I know. I had a lot of Dave Sharp. Sean Ryan continues making this book way, way better than it has any right to be. Amanda Waller's in the field. She can't even stop her first mission from going wrong, and I wouldn't want it any other way. Boomerang's hilarious. Deadshot's still hurting. Harley's still reeling from last issue, and Parasite is just cool being Parasite, Eric. Parasite being Parasite. Craziness of fighting thugs meta-humaned up on new super drug is great, but the backstory of Amanda Waller putting the pieces together against Vic Sage is what's pushing this story forward. This book is the place to go for over-the-top fun and mayhem, and I'm glad DC allowed Ryan to keep this team somewhat intact. Oh, yeah, it ends with Vic Sage possibly killing everyone. <laughs> yeah, I love this. I'll tell you right off the bat. I now proclaim this is the best mo- monster variant. Did you see the monster variant of this? No, issue? I didn't. It's freaking awesome. I love it. This Run. is one of my favorite covers, maybe, from the last bunch of uh, any covers. You see any it? covers? No, yeah. God damn it. I love it. Uh, it's usually the cover after the main cover. Yeah, it's I know not, what it is. It's not too hard. You want me to get Siri for you? I hate you so much. Yeah, uh, Superman's phone. He can oh, tell yeah, you this is okay. Is. I love it. I think that is so cool. It is cool. Uh, I just like Deadshot. I saw a lot that I really liked, though. Yeah, I did, too. But I really... I think Black Man is better all mummied up. Yeah, I just like the whole thing. I think it's not hilarious. I think it's awesome. But you start off this issue speaking of hilarious. They send Boomerang in to do this uh, (laughs) drug deal. What it is, there's a superhuman meta drug that gives you random superpowers, which that kind of threw me off a little. Whatever, man. I don't do drugs anymore, but you I want to get this. I want to get so fucked up on these. It would be pretty cool because it's also it's a narcotic that also gives you a random superpower. So you I get guess high that's and the, you get fucking that's powers. That's the fun of it. So you would have you take it all of a sudden, hey, I can fly. Oh, hey, I have a magnetic colon. Whoa. I don't know, whatever. It's random. Who knows what you're going to get. Uh, Boomerang does not know how to do this deal. He has no idea I, I, I he's didn't going off of movies he's he seen. Is. He's going off of movies where I'm guessing that at some point he thinks he's going to have to try the sample to prove that he's, <laughs> he's a real guy. So he's doing this. He's like, hey, uh, yeah, I want to see this stuff. And he's, I got the money. Yeah. Where, where's your sample? Yeah, where's the sample? What do you mean sample? You know, I got to see Didn't you it. bring the stuff? Why? Uh, you know, because cause I, I want to see what it looks like. And well, it's the- just, it's going wrong it's well, going the best part wrong. of this i didn't realize that was boomerang when the issue started right away yeah and i'm like i'm right with this guy though like why doesn't this guy have a sample of the product we're buying yeah i thought so too that's what actually made me laugh it, but it, it doesn't did make throw sense me off because again though maybe that's what happens maybe sean ryan he's a little he's into a little nasty stuff because everything i go with is from movies and yeah at one point it'd be the opposite they'd have that guy and he'd want boomerang to try it out to prove that he was on the up and up you know what I'm saying? Oh, I do. He's like freaking. Uh, but I'm not about to put my money on for a product that I don't rigs. know exists. He is rigs at the beginning when he's got to put the cocaine on the on the fucking knife. That shit's real, baby. And then they're getting hundred thousand. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it reminded me of. Him and Deadshot. And Deadshot's even funny too. He's just there with the the money. He's like, yeah, that got fucked up. Uh, but yeah, shit goes wrong. Actually, it reminds me a bit of the freaking last episode of Arrow. Oh, they really? tried to set up. They tried to set up this big drug bust by actually having like money and then get buying the drugs to lure people out, and then they lost all the drugs. Oh, nice. 
Yeah, uh, shit goes wrong, and then plan B is just to have Parasite fly through <laughs> and just start absorbing powers and causing just chaos, which I really did like. You Parasite, have... absorb all these bullet impacts, and please. Again, and I love, I love the fact, I love any scene in a movie like this where uh, shit's just going wrong, and you have people yelling at each other like behind the bar while it's getting shot up and things like that. And you have Waller yelling at Boomerang, and Boomerang's just pleading his case. Look, it's like, look. oh my god, this was supposed to be simple. Hey, this is how it always works in the movies. What's going on? Uh, Waller's pissed off. And it's I Waller's said... fault because they, the, the, the thing they discussed in the plan back at headquarters was what he was doing. And then Waller made him change it up yeah. at the last I minute. I know it's her fault. and But I like this. I like the fact that Sean Ryan is not going to give you this whole thing. Like a lot of other people would have been like have that scene where Waller's with, hey, listen, I, I know that I was in, you know, I was in the comm link before and I'm your boss, but man, I'm going to, you didn't have this. She's just in there and you Shit's already, real in the and, field. You, and you get the idea that she has changed up the plan because she thinks she knows everything and she's yeah, fucked she up as well. She wants to Every, fuck over Vic this, Sage. Everything gets fucked up in this book. They've never had a mission that does not get screwed <laughs> up. Uh, then you have a, a really, really cool panel. I love the art in this issue. So and do you I. have a really cool panel where there are the guys with their random powers. There's, again, there's a lightning guy. There's a guy with his fists on fire. There's a guy who turns to guy smoke. turns to smoke. It's awesome. Uh, yeah, these poor people that are in this club, though. Shit's <laughs> going wrong. Uh, but then you get Amanda Waller. Through Amanda Waller, you're also seeing all of the team. And she finds out that the big secret with uh, Deadshot. Deadshot, uh, he's pretty much useless. Yep. He, he's, his shoulder hurts. He cannot aim right. He has to take drugs. And she's like, without your aim, you're nothing. It's true. He's been trying to force himself. I said to you that it does remind me of like that cliched story of a firefighter who can't do it anymore but doesn't want to admit it. It gets addicted to painkillers. It gets addicted to painkillers. They always do. Uh, That's why I gave up being a firefighter. Yeah, because you love painkillers. I do. And my shoulder was (laughs) fucked up after (laughs) that car accident. Your shoulder was fucked up. And that's what happens. You're a cliché. I You're am. a cliche. Well, in the meantime, I was also boy, an Irish drunk. Yeah. Is there any more buffet for Parasite than a bunch of narcotic up random super powered thugs? Uh, he's like having a ball. It's he, like your dad at the buffet. Yeah. Really. Oh, my he God. He busted a gun. No, he, that's not true because oh. when he shows up, they put clothes outside. <laughs> they don't let him in or they yell at him. They that's because he's a zombie. Yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. He's dead. The last time I went to the buffet, they yelled at my son because my nine-year-old, because they said he didn't eat enough food on his plate. I was so angry. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think I even mentioned that last week as well. I get so You angry. always have so many problems when you go out in public. I know. That's why I like to just stay home. But, yeah. Super, Try to. Uh, Parasite, who, if they had an Imaginex of Parasite, I would think that I they would get so a balloon and you could blow up the balloon. And what would happen in this scene, the balloon would explode, Eric, because he's, he gets too much power. And the narcotics. I Good mean, one, he, Jim. If there's ever, <laughs> yes, if there's ever a overdose, it's right here. He overdoses. He blows up. He's in a coma. He's done. He's done for the issue. Um, but that, I'm telling you, that leads to freaking Waller trying to regroup Harley and Boomerang. Yeah, yeah. And, but the thing is, what what is she looking at? Do we have? She has a picture of two pills I in her know, head. I'm saying, she's uh, got one of Deadshot's pills and she's got one of the superpower pills, and she's looking at both of them. And it's like, strange. She's so strange. And the only thing I could think of when uh, that was going on was somehow she thinks I don't know. Is it that she's looking at the color and that reminds her? Because that's that pharmaceutical company. I don't know. 
I actually, when I first read it, I thought she okay, was like, you know what? That makes sense. Yeah, it's then. just weird though, because like, they show you the farm, they show you the side of the freaking pill bottle that uh, Deadshot yes. has, and they're really up close so you see it. Yeah. And then she later says to freaking her a fat assistant, yeah, let's check out this company. Okay, now it makes sense. I wasn't looking close yeah. enough the first it, time. When I first read it, I actually They make the thought, same capsules. Yeah, yeah, it's the same capsules. I, it's kind of a weird one. Uh, but when I first read it, I thought that she was going to keep those because later she's going to need to have a random superpower, which I still think she might. I'll, I'll tell you, at one point I think, is Deadshot taking superpower drugs? I don't yeah, know. I, yeah. I, I had no idea at first. That's uh, why I wanted to talk to you about it. So, yeah, I just think that they're like, they're, I, no, he's just taking those painkillers. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. No, I know. It makes sense. Yeah. Now, this this is what leads her to the yep. finale. Yeah, and uh, then there's a pretty funny thing where the pol- the policia, Eric, they, they've yes. shown up, and a, riot, a riot starts, and it's... Thank bo- God they did. And it's Boomerang, who starts throwing hey, a fucking pigs. It's so, it's so funny. Power to the people. I'm telling you, uh, where we say that, like, Jeff Johns resurrected Aquaman, I'm telling you, Sean Ryan has made me love Boomerang so much. He's so good in this book. So I like that riot I was in. I'm telling yeah. Yeah, he was in that riot. The, I'm telling you, this in this book, Boomerang's so good. I remember way back when... Uh, Deadshot was going into the team like, hey, we got this team, whatever. And he goes in and there's Boomerang said, hey, buddy, hey, Lawton. Oh, I'm, no. I'm saying when the first Suicide Squad series for the New 52, Boomerang was one of my least favorite characters. Yeah. And I was happy when he left the book. Yeah. But I like him a lot in oh, this Yeah, thing. he's hilarious. He's, he's the comedy relief. He really is. And it, actually, to me, how goofy he is in this book allows Sean Ryan to do a little more with Harley. Harley doesn't have to be this, you know, yeah. uh, comedy crazy uh, vixen. foil there. He, and if, if you, do you see? <laughs> I'm looking at it. Do you see where Boomerang, Harley, and uh, Amanda Waller are sitting? Yeah. Do you see what Boomerang's doing? He's looking at her tits. Oh my God! He's staring. He has the craziest look on his face. Uh, but yeah, we were talking about this earlier, where you get. Oh my things. God! I'm boomerang. No. Yeah, yeah. And we talked about this, and I didn't like it. Now I, I actually do agree with you a bit. Where you have uh, Waller, who's like, "Hey, boomerang, Harley, you're make yourself useful. All you are distractions. Go." And you have Harley, where last issue or in the annual it was correct, where. Uh, reverse flash. I don't recall kind of, now. Yeah, it was the annual uh, that ended that story. Okay. That arc. And um, you had Reverse Flash, who all of a sudden became a hero and a great character in one issue. Yep. And it was so good. But he told Harley, listen, you don't have to be this person that you think you have You don't got to be. be the monster. You don't have to be the monster. You know, these kids were upset. She was still upset. And in this, you get it. And I'm telling you, uh, the blah, blah, blah should have cued me in that deal but it didn't to me it was just like she was going crazy murder 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 kill yeah. kill kill yeah but she's like okay here i go murder 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 and then when boomerang's like are you okay she's like yeah this is what i am right I, my hair smells like gunpowder i'm drenched in murder that's who i am i just don't like that she's i love that line drenched in murder yeah, yeah i just don't like that she's killing all these people though I wish that she was. Let's kill or be killed at this moment. I know. I just wish it was a little different. But yeah, she's going. And then uh, Boomerang's like, "Hey, I know you were traumatized by these kids, and we got, you know, they were fucked when they were born and whatever. And it's not just that." And then he does say, "Hey, you are who you are." And then she looks pissed. And I think that's like, no. Reverse Flash did tell me this, and I agree with you. She's like, no, that's not true. I'm not 
this anymore. I don't want to be. So yeah, I think that she's going to go AWOL. Yeah, I'm telling uh, you, you think this is leading to her leaving the yeah, team? Yeah, I think eventually. she's going to go AWOL and just say fuck it, and this is going to end up eventually. I would, I would guess that we're going to get that new team that was supposed to happen already. <laughs> In June. But I, I don't know. I guess we're not going to. And the team was weird, like Black. Very Hand weird didn't team. Make Black Hand, sense. Parasite, freaking um, uh, Poison Ivy. But yeah, Parasite's here, and I'm telling you, however it went down behind the scenes. Boy, Sean Ryan just comes up smelling like roses to me. Because Seriously, like, me too. Hey, you're going to have to shove Parasite in. What? Parasite makes him great. And he and he makes him great by not doing anything special. Nope. He's just Parasite. He like comes said, in, does his Parasite thing, and leaves. He's Parasite being Parasite. You get uh, Boomerang is just a goofball. You have that, that issue where at the beginning of this whole run with the whole injury with uh, Deadshot, I thought that it was a little – I didn't think it was going to play out well. Uh He's made it work. It's yeah. really good because then you really feel sorry for him. You feel sorry for Harley. It's not this uh, team of uh, villains that you're like, oh, it doesn't matter if they die. You care about these people. And they actually, their character, th- to me, a book like Suicide Squad is probably the least uh, book that you're going to get character development. Because they are just thrown out. Oh, we got these crazy villains. Let's so throw them out there. Oh, this guy's gonna die, and that's gonna happen, or whatever. There's big character development in this book. I, it really impresses me. Oh um, yeah, it's really good. This is actually my favorite run. Like um, the past few issues, been my favorite of Suicide Squad since the last series of Suicide Squad, which around this time was my favorite arc of that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, so it's, it's been a while since I've been really, really good it, big in Suicide Squad. This book is supposed to be a guilty pleasure. I don't think that it ever isn't supposed to be that. I'm not guilty. I don't Absolutely feel guilty not. about it. I really like it. Uh, I think that Bonnie. Uh, has has gone to the food a little more. She looks a little heavier this <laughs> issue. Uh, we were really hoping that Amanda Waller was going to get back to beating the wall by eating with her. Uh, she is not doing that. That was so funny, too, because they played that up every issue where she was eating more yeah, and more Waller. Yeah. She had and, stress but, eating going, and we were really... Uh, never, never played it off, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's weird, though, with Bonnie, because... Amanda Waller tells her, hey, I think this, these, <clears throat> these things are coming together. Uh, it's Mars Systems, Clear Pharmaceuticals, and the Pearl Group. Can you tell me if there's a, a connection there? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I think that uh, freaking uh, Vic Sage is, is going bad, or always was bad. Um, I'm going to go dark. We're I'm going out. rogue. I'm out. Bonnie Waller dropped the mic. It's weird that Bonnie seems to know where he is. Because earlier she's like, I don't know yeah. where he is. And then just finally, she does say, I thought I'd Last see Last place her. I checked. I thought that uh, the way she was saying, like, he wasn't even in the facility. I got the idea that he was like, he, it was one of his times where he's off to Washington to talk to people or whatnot. But yeah, she kind of seems to well, know. Tell the way... They're going dark. I don't know why she would tell him this. The way he reacts when she shows up, yeah, he's probably doing some nefarious shit, but he oh, acts yeah. like he just got caught jerking off. Yeah, I think he was. It's a weird, uh, right away, if you're going to jerk off, if you're looking at the panel, never jerk off with your back to the door. Agreed. Uh, you can't do that. That's it's rookie a, rookie mistake. Yeah, it's a rookie mistake, Vic Sage. And, uh, yeah, you can't do that. But uh, And she even goes, Mr. Sage. <laughs> and it's a picture of Bonnie, her. God, you scared. Oh, God, Bonnie. Oh, my exit, God. Exit, exit, exit. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, oh, he's got them pop-up windows. <laughs> and he's like, yeah. And he's such a porn addict. They need that whole server room that yeah. he's in. It looks like there's eight trillion servers to go. He's like, oh, goodness gracious. Oh, my goodness. Get these things. Clear the history. Oh, my God. Where's my incognito fucking browser? I imagine, though, uh, no, he's like, uh, we get to, like, he goes back once he finds out that Waller went rogue. He's like, I'm going to terminate the whole lot. So he's got all the freaking, like, lists of who he can terminate. Yep. And at the bottom, terminate all. And I want to say, I'm going to put, like, 
Bonnie, she sold me jerk off. Burn it all. The IT guy who now has record of his thing. Yeah, burn it all. It's weird though. Like I said, she just goes running down. Why is she telling her this? She is supposed to be uh, Amanda Waller's trusted assistant. She knows how to play the game. Amanda Waller said, "I'm going dark," and she just runs down. Yeah, they've gone rogue. You son of a bitch, Bonnie. Uh, What is he offering you a sandwich? <laughs> That's so awful. Aren't we at the end of the podcast where I can say anything? Eric? Not that know. far yet. I'm an awful man. I like the Terminate all too. Yeah, me too. <laughs> so stupid. Oh yes. Uh, but yeah, at the end he, he hits the button. Next it says Eric. Boom. Yeah. I, something's gone wrong. Boom. Something's not happening. Do you think anybody will die? No. I don't either. Uh, do you think what? that they'll get shocked? Somehow. Like, well, in my imagine like EMP will go off right then, and it'll like you know turn the bombs off. Okay, it turns the bombs off. Though, do they know that they tried to to trigger them? Will no. they know that Vic Sage tried to do that? Because I think that would be the kind of thing that they would you want them to know. Somebody's so got to die for that. To to that. <laughs> you think Amanda Waller has some sort of device that will tell her that he tried to do that? So I don't she, know. At like this a, her smartphone. Smartphone, Eric. Not that one that Superman had. A smartphone. <laughs> eh. But yeah, I, I really like this issue. Um, I love the art. I like where it's going. I like the character development. And I would give it, Eric, an 8.5 out of 10. I would. I like it as well. And I love the art in this book. But I give it a 7.5 out of 10. Okay. You're next. Next, I got Sinestro number 16, written by Colin Bond, with art by Brad Walker, Ethan Van Skyver, Drew Hennessy, Jason Wright, and Dave Sharp. It's time to go after the paling, and to do that, why not talk to someone who's gone up against them before and won? In this case, we're talking about Black Adam, who centuries ago fought off the paling invaders who were looking to subjugate Earth's people, and the information about this battle and the secrets of Kondok is what Sinestro is looking for. Too bad that the emotional energy of his ring brings the pale bishop back to life, and we find out that this thing that the Universal Anti-Emotion Brigade is the wait day. The thing that is behind the Universal Anti-Emotion Brigade is none other than a guardian of the universe. Yes. Reading is hard, especially this late at night. I want to tell you I I have made a mistake, and I want to admit it. Eric, this is the best monster variant cover ever. Yes, this is my favorite. The grumpy cat. It is so goofy, but it makes me laugh every time I look at it. It's very goofy. Uh, This issue isn't goofy. No, it's not at all. some serious shit going on. I don't, serious shit. I don't know if I ever expected to see Sinestro and Black Adam team back up after Forever Evil. Yeah. But I'm so glad it happened. And again, because of Forever Evil, it makes sense. It's not yeah. something that just happens. And no. Like, oh, my God. And it they makes had a sense. kinship at the end of that And shit. it makes sense why he would go to him. It's really good. Um, yeah, I don't have tons to say about it. I, I just, I don't know if I, I, I missed something or if I just, you know, I had to read this once because I haven't reviewed it yet for the podcast. But I just don't remember how Sinestro knows that Black Adam fought the Paling before. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they talked about it. That's a weird thing to talk about. about. I know. But I'm going to go with it. I'm sure there's an explanation. I'm I'm just not remembering at this point because it's fucking late. But um, these characters are so much alike, though. I I love them together. This entire issue is them trying to one-up one another. Yeah. And and they're laughing about it, and it's great. Yeah, I love that the whole thing... With him in the seat, and he's like, hey, so Sinestro's like, hey, Black Adam, you know, you could get another seat. Ha ha, no. He makes a construct of a big seat that's, like, really crazy. Ha ha, well played, Sinestro. <laughs> and I love that. It, it, it really 
gives you the idea of like I'm telling you, I almost I I'm a guy who when I'm reading these comics, I've told you this before, I don't hear voices in my head like you do. Right. Because yeah, I'm not crazy. No, I, when I'm reading these, I don't hear these people. I, I'm reading it. Yeah. Uh, it's something that uh, I wish that I could like you. I wish I was like you, Eric. But this one, oh? Black, a- Black Adam, I can because the character is so goofy. And, and over the just, top. And over the top that I actually could almost hear it. And it's one of you those. You hear that belly laugh going. I would hardly, like I just said with that, ha, oh, well played. I almost want to talk this one out, like out loud, because <laughs> it's so funny to me. And it would be so over the top. Uh, but in fact, like I said, it's a pretty serious issue. Yeah. Uh, it's a lot of setup. It's all about, how, you know, how he's going to deal with the paling and, and whatnot. Um, and Sornak, right? Uh, she wants to fuck. Uh, yeah, Sornak is getting right? wet over Black Adam and oh is telling God, everybody she about wants it. Him so bad. Uh, do you think that that will lead to anything later? Absolutely at any not. Time? I, I would like it to. I would or all of a sudden, like Sinestro, they stayed the freaking night at Conduct. He goes, Excuse me, Black Teth Adam. And I'm like, My daughter in your room. Yeah, I'm telling you. I Hi, would Daddy. Love that. I would love it. It would be great. But yeah, they, they end up going. Uh, and I also like. Uh, where they're going to find these? Uh, are they temples? Are they? Yeah, something like that. I they're think they're ruins. like knowledge tombs. Yeah, they're okay. No, and I love the fact Sinestro's like, oh man, walk. We're not gonna walk there. We can fly. No, no, no. I, actually, I found myself getting a little pissed off about yeah, this. Yeah, you didn't like that. I said we have Black Adam. Out of no, I, I can't say out of nowhere, but we haven't had a lot of Black Adam in the New Fifty Two. Yeah. But, out of this, all you get is he is a stickler for fucking tradition. He is a stickler for tradition, but I also like the fact that he's like basically like nothing matters to him. Uh, he is. Does, how old is he? A black Adam? Centuries old. Yeah, he doesn't care. A walk. If that walk takes three months, what's it to him? He doesn't <laughs> care. And I like that. I think that the, it's him being pompous as well and forcing Sinestro into doing something. What that he says. He yeah. Says. I can And see what that. is his people's tradition? Like, hey. You're on my turf, buddy. You're going to do what I say. We're not hey, flying. Hey, in conduct. It was the conductors. Yeah, and I really like it. I like the art where Sinestro even gets a He looks a little flustered. When <laughs> I get, there's the one panel when he's like, and each one marking some enemy you have bested. He's like, almost like, God damn it. How many houses? Yeah, he says, how many houses are there? Yeah. It, it's so funny to me that Sinestro's just like, ha, ha, ha. Well, I've... I've vanquish many a foe and he's just laughing it even continues though when they get inside the tomb and Sinestro's like you know before I joined the Green Lanterns I was an archaeologist this is making me feel a little nostalgic (laughs) archaeologists fucking bunch of grave robbers (laughs) well I like to think of it as you know like remembering the past we don't like have it like uh, repeat it in the future yeah he goes you're a defiler of secrets (laughs) and he's like he's disgusted by him and it's funny because it's almost like one of those where you you meet a guy and yes, they've met before, but you meet him, like you said, not even just one-upping, but he's like, man, this guy's got all this stuff. I need something. Like, hey, you know what? I was an archaeologist. A defiler of secrets. And then your father comes out of nowhere. Stupid profession. Yeah, really, yeah. You're not going to make money doing that, you stupid Jimmy. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, my God, Dad. This Come book on got now. weird. Go get a freaking cow's tongue. Boil that for two days, you <laughs> fucking loser. Yeah, And then fucking boil a cow's tongue for two days and then eat it and say, this tastes like shit, and then eat the whole goddamn thing. And then go, I can't believe I ate the whole thing, and, and it takes some Alka-Seltzer. 
Ay, ay, ay. Then they get, uh, did you like, I actually, I kind of laughed at reading this thing because I read this for the first time today. It kind of does have like a Halloween theme too. Yeah. There's zombies. You got a lot of crazy shit. And the zombies come to life. And it's funny because uh, Black Adam's kind of like, eh, they, they're just here to protect the dead. Don't, hey, check it out. Don't worry. I'm the king. Watch this. Yeah. Go back to whence you came. I am the king. Hey, uh, they're, not, they're not going back. Yeah, I don't understand what's going on. This should have worked. Yeah, and then I love it too because... He okay. Sinestro's a defiler of secrets, right? <laughs> Black Adam goes. Black to Adam's town. a defiler of daughters. Watch he out. He starts doing zombies, and then the next thing you know, he actually picks up that sarcophagus and nails the zombies away. He's I thought killing, the same thing. He's destroying everything in this tomb. <laughs> he is so pissed off. Uh, I thought that was funny. And then, yeah, you look at the next panel, and he's like, these creatures should have obeyed me. The <laughs> whole thing is just destroyed. Uh, but I did really like it. And I'm then, down. I feel like a big dummy, though, because we've been dealing with this paling on and off since the Sinestro story, like, series began. Yeah. And uh, here we find out that, like, Sinestro is shocked because Black Adam has actually killed the Pale Bishop, the leader of the Paling, yeah. centuries ago, and has it freaking, you know, wrapped up like a mummy in this freaking tomb. Yep, yeah. And it never occurred to me. The, centuries ago, the Guardians like purged emotion from themselves. Yeah. And it makes sense to find out that why wouldn't one of them to say, you know what, you're right. Motion's wrong. Let's yep, get rid of all of it. wrong. Let's get rid of all so the emotion it, because it, it, look at all the trouble it's caused. Yeah. And we're, we're the smartest pe- beings in the universe. We're fucking purging our emotion. Let's purge it throughout the universe. Yeah. It yeah, makes sense. It does and, make sense. And now that they, we see that the fucking pale bishop is a guardian of the universe, I'm like, why didn't you think this before, you goddamn dummy? Yeah, yeah but still, it, that's a cool cliffhanger. It's a really cool cliffhanger, and especially again, since Sinestro's emotion brought it back to life. Yeah, and uh, who writes this book? Colin Bunn does. Yeah, and he's kicking ass. And I, he's been I kicking really ass like nonstop it. on this book. Yeah, I like this. Why can he, like, this is, I maybe it's true. He said in that uh, anti-hero he just doesn't get Aquaman, maybe. He kind of says it like, oh, you son of a bitches that don't get, uh, maybe I don't get Aquaman. Well, uh, but still, maybe he doesn't. Maybe I'm he's saying, very good with these. No, but the thing is, with the exception of Lobo, because he had well, a few couple Lobo issues. Lobo got really good at these. Exactly. Yeah, when um, he actually... He's like, good with anti-heroes. Yeah, he is. And again, there's nothing wrong with the dialogue here. It's really good. Uh, the Black Adam part is really good. Um, in for well, yeah, no, he didn't write that. I was gonna say for some reason I was thinking villains month. I like to imagine though, because I, I was just thinking Aquaman. Now he's considered a traitor by the Atlanteans. Okay, now he's an anti-hero. Yeah, I have to make and, everyone an anti-hero. And then like Lost Army. Well, Guy Gardner doesn't like the way John Stewart's running things because he's yeah. lying. Anti-hero. <laughs> I am in. Yeah, he forces everybody into being an anti-hero. But yeah, it ends up a pretty cool cliffhanger. And again, I really like this issue. I love the art of both Brad Walker yeah, and oh Skyver in this book. I really, really like this this uh, art. Yeah, Sinestro continues to be great nonetheless. So I'm telling you, Colin Bunn, please stop Aquaman, Lost Army. Stay on Sinestro. Keep this yeah, book great. Yeah. I love the artist on it now. This is a fucking powerhouse of a creative team. Yeah, right? it is. It's really good. What, what would you give it? I'd give it a 7.8 out of 10 yeah. uh, just because of the majority of it is just them hanging out with uh, not a lot going on. Yeah, but it is I did set, like the it's set up. And a, but I like the interaction filler. between the characters. Yeah, I do too. I would give it an 8 out of 10. Nice. I like it. And we're going to end the podcast with Deathstroke number 11, Eric. Written by Tony S. Daniel and James Bonney. 
Art by Tyler Kirkham, Araf Peranto, and Dave Sharp. Dave What's Sharp. Peranto. Dave Sharp. I haven't heard Dave Sharp mention all podcasts. I, you know oh. what? I was going to say it before when we were talking about, I think, Suicide Squad. We're getting the note of the letters a little too well in my I mind. I know. What's going on? Uh, it's funny. I I probably had Dave Sharp like five times this week. Each time I spelled it, a bunch of times I spelled it with an E at the end of his name. Well, he sometimes, does have an A. And then sometimes I don't, Eric. I'm saying he does one. have an A. Okay. This time I spelled it right. A couple other, but back, I spelled it wrong. Uh, what also is funny is if you uh, you never go to the very, very end of the books. Uh-huh. This is the creative team that they feature in that Are You Reading This or whatever. Uh, they have the Deathstroke and they have Tony S. Daniel, James Bonney, and Tyler Kirkham. And uh, James Bonney is a crazy-looking fella. Uh, Tony S. Daniel and Tyler Kirkham are younger guys. James Bonney has crazy-ass hair going. Hold on, I'm look. Doesn't seem to fit with the rest of them, is what I'm saying. Uh, I hate the, yeah, I don't know why I'm bad mouthing this guy. Yeah. <laughs> he just doesn't, you know what I'm saying? He just does he's got not the fat fit guys, with those facial guys. hair. Yeah, he just does not fit with them. <laughs> and I think, as far as I could tell, at least in January, he is going to be the all out writer. Tony S. Daniel won't even be on the book in January. Crazy. I don't know if that's a permanent it's thing or book. just a couple, yeah. But James Bonney had jumped on, and I'm telling you, uh, the two of them together it has improved the book. I agree. Uh, at, that first arc was a little off, but uh, this one. After killing a Titan, Deathstroke has one eye back, huh? and he's feeling so nostalgic. It makes it sound like he has a, a new eye. Uh, it's just, I'm just saying he has one he's, of his he's eyes. Back, he's, he's back, back to, to the being one, one eye. eye. I had a question back mark. Back to being a Cyclops. Yeah, yeah, and he's feeling so nostalgic about it. He goes on a road trip to visit his old pals in the Suicide Squad. Actually, Eric, he wants them dead, but only after they tell him where his daughter Rose is. The problem is, looks like both parties are being set up, and instead of working together, they beat the crap out of each other. It's action-packed, Pee-wee. And Tyler Kirkham's art steals the show, but the story doesn't go much further than the setup phase, but I like what we got. This book is one of my guilty pleasures, so why do I like it more than most of the books I've read lately, Eric? I don't know. Um, yeah, again, that, we just talked about Sinestro. This is very similar to Sinestro to me, yes. how this story's set up. It starts off, it, it's pretty badass. He goes in, he's flying in, basically just jumping out of a plane, it looks like, and just kind of bulleting, missling into Bell Rip. He wants to find out because what happened is... He's a badass. He is a badass. Uh, and they even in this, you have that... Uh, crazy you know out of t- sequence out of time deal i didn't mind it i actually liked it because they spell it out completely i'm a moron eric i need people <laughs> to spell things out for me but yeah he just basically he'll just jump out of a plane and fucking go down he's like freaking uh captain, captain america, america. Yeah. that's what he's like and uh but yeah they go back he's a rich man now and i'm no glad. he's not no he's not well he gave all the money to his goddamn ungrateful they, children they, they didn't want it so i'm still <laughs> saying he's rich enough he's well rich. rose took all the gold from he's Hephaestus. rich in heart uh, but I did like that they remembered that uh, Damien was involved as well. Yeah. I actually I actually forgot. I'm like, holy crap. Okay, that's cool. But yeah. Um, actually, that pissed me off more because here the whole time that we see that, like, you know, uh, Damien was recently, yeah. he's talking about his kids and how he was – this is about to murder his ex-partner's fucking, like, you know, 16-year-old daughter yep. or, like, 12-year-old daughter, how old she is. Yep. And I'm like – and he's all being all nostalgic about how much he loves his kids. I'm like, well, he loves this is what kids. this is what bothered me and Damien or yeah, Robin to the Batman. He doesn't like anybody else's kids. He loves his kids, Eric. He likes his blood. Uh, Poor the Maya one thing Dukard. that made me laugh is you have uh, Victor Ruiz, yeah. a.k.a. the Ruiz. Spanish Inquisitor. Uh, I love the fact that uh, Deathstroke is fighting. He's he's training. He's got his one eye. He's like, hey, they took away my eye. But the, the joke's on them because I'm better with only one. 
Do you remember what Victor Ruiz says to him? And I don't even think it meant anything. It just made me laugh. Because he goes, hey, Deathstroke, you wanted 24-7 eyeballs on your daughter's house? Like, what are you, eyeballs? It seemed too soon. You know what seems too soon? What's Fucking uh, Deathstroke just doing shit. Because I want to know, like, why the gods accepted this eyeball. Like, what was the aftermath of that? I want to see the conclusion of freaking, like, here's an eye for your blood. Like, you know, your blood price or whatever yeah. it was. Yep. We just jump like, okay, that ended, and now he's back to training. Yep, I want to see the continuation of that and yeah. how we get to this. Yeah, well, he's training. The one thing about Victor Ruiz is funny because he's like, hey, you wanted to know you wanted surveillance. Uh, by the way, I, I think she's dead. Because <laughs> Pretty much. He, he's so late with this. You're supposed to have this 24-7 eyeball. Somebody fell asleep at the controls because her house is on fire. And he gets there, and he's like, oh, I got to go. He goes in. Thinks his daughter's dead in a badass deal. They have killed somebody and put a wig on to make it look like Rose. Now, that's badass. <laughs> and then I, I laughed as well because then it says, we had a deal, Waller. We had a deal, Waller, ring a bell. And it kind of made me laugh that he's like, oh, that's Harley. I'm like, who the, what the, oh, okay, I, I kind of get it. But, yeah. I guess. Uh, I didn't yeah. read that bit of Suicide Squad, so I'm like, all right. Yeah, yeah. Jump like I said, I'm like, much? huh. So, yeah. Hanging and, out with Aquaman? Uh, yeah. So they go. He goes to Bell Rev. They go. He's he's going in like a badass, like yeah. we said. He does an EMP so he can get in. It's really good. I like the way they set it up. So it I. makes sense. And uh, then you see you see our men parasite again, and Harley gets out. All it is is to get Harley out to so he can grab her and see what the hell's up. And Harley looks awesome in this. The she whole, does. She, the whole she's issue. not pale enough in my mind. I, I just like the way she looks. So I, do I. I really do. And Tyler Kirkham's art's awesome. Uh, and she's one of my like, favorite yeah. artists. And it's so funny because you have that just a little thing where, yeah, you get Rose, you did this, and she gets an idea like, oh my God, you know what? I can do use this. I can get Amanda Waller killed. Yeah, I'll go with it. And I love that it's the just the the schoolyard. Yeah, I promise. And she's got her freaking fingers crossed. And that it's so good because then you're like, yeah, that it's such a a funny way to realize that she's not on the up and up. Yeah. Uh, but then the best part of the issue is they run in the dead shot. And Deadshot's Deadshot, standing like a badass. Deadshot is standing exactly like a badass. And <laughs> Deadshot and Deathstroke hate each other. And when that first bit of Suicide Squad started, Vic Sage had set it up. So there was Harley against Joker's daughter and Deadshot against Deathstroke. So it goes back to that. And he's like, I've been dying to run into you since Russia. And I'm telling you, I'm not saying that the fight's the best part. I love Harley. Just is so yeah. happy that I mean she. It's like freaking Christmas morning. She's fun, fun, fun. She just <laughs> is so happy. And then things are confusing though, because who is this S. Pruitt? No idea. I have I, no idea. I'm either. like, I thought I was a big dummy. I'm like, no, I'm looking this shit up. I actually was hoping you knew. No. Because I looked Tentacles it up. come out of nowhere. Couldn't find anything. Eyeballs blow up. Killing people. Uh, and then has Amanda Waller. Pretty much, he could, he or she could kill him. It actually. From the um, the profile, I actually thought it was the anchoress at first from that Batman annual. Right. Uh, it wouldn't make any sense, but then it, things get weird, and it, it doesn't even look like it would be anybody that we know, but they really spell it out like you should. Yeah. Uh, S. Yeah. Pruitt. Yeah. It's very odd. And then I have one, and that's not I, that's not an issue. Just because I don't know who that is doesn't mean I, I'm Absolutely mad. Absolutely not. I do have a problem, though, with the end. Uh, with the end with uh, uh, Mana. Why, why is Mana hanging out in water? He really doesn't. He's never done this. 
He's never any time. This is he's his been, recreational time. I know, but it just seems like he's there. It yeah. seems like that's his deal. The way they have that set up, and also it's also to make. I you, like. I like to think though that shit fucking Bell Rev went like uh, powerless. All the cells opened up, and he's like, "I'm gonna hide in here because I'm fucking yeah, it's scared." Like, hey, I got this helmet on. I'm gonna go take a. <laughs> I'm gonna take a swim. I'm gonna it hide in seems, here until shit blows and over. And also, it's it's funny too because you're saying it's a recreational area. And it says the aquatic block instead yeah. of a pool. They just have big barrels full of water. It just seems weird. Uh, yeah, that that kind of bothered me, but it's not a, a huge bother. It's just weird, but it's a kick-ass last panel. I do like that during the Deadshot and Deathstroke's fight, they stop and figure things out. They're like, hey, something we're talking about yeah. is on the up and up. You're yeah. here to kill Waller, but Harley did this, but Harley was here 36 yeah. hours ago. And then and Harley then, gets, remember Harley then? <laughs> hey, She's you like, two hate hey, each other, right? Yeah. Remember? You hate each other. Don't you want to fight some more? <laughs> she said, it's funny because the, this her story just falls apart. Uh, so then you have, man, I, again, you get the idea. What what do you think will happen? I, I It's a setup. They're going to have to team up to get this S. Pruitt. Yeah. And then Deathstroke will be like, hey, I don't want to talk to you ever again. We'll call this even. Get the fuck out of my face. I'm off to go fight another god. Because, yeah, I, I got to go find where my daughter really is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I like this little diversion. I'm not sure. I want to think that Rose myself. set her own father up. She might. Actually, that would be pretty cool. Uh, that actually might happen because boy, she hates him. Oh yeah. Uh, but yeah, I love the art. There's really not a lot more to talk about in this issue. I no. love the art. Uh, and this I like is the total book. guilty pleasure though, for, even for the story. It it's just it fight, fight, fight. Yep. Awesome. You know, scene after awesome scene, but the art sells it's, the book. Completely. It's so good. Uh, I would give it a seven, five out of 10. Uh, I would have to say uh, seven, five as well. It's that art. God damn it. Yeah, this is really the best good. art all week. Yeah. I loved it. And, uh, yeah, it's always good. Uh, and, again, at the beginning, it was Tony S. Daniel doing both the art and the story. And it was awesome then. I uh, think Tyler K- Kirkham has a little bit more on him. Yeah, I think it's better. And I people go gaga. I love Tony Daniel. So do I. But, boy, this, this, he, some people just hit the right book, and this is the book. And I'm guessing, you know, before I even thought, oh, Tony Daniel get back on it. But to have that at the end where they have that creative team and, and Tyler Kirkham spelled out as the artist, I think he's he's on for, you know, the long haul. Yeah. And hopefully I like Tony I like Tony Daniel and James Bonney writing. I think they're doing a good job. I don't know if it's one of those where uh, James Bonney came on to help script wise because Tony Daniel had or opposite. I don't know. I don't know the behind the scenes of what's going on. Yeah, that won't did, mean we won't jump to conclusions. He did though. jump on, but I'm telling you, I think it's been better since both of them have been on it. Oh, yeah, I agree. Really Except for better. that shitty ending to that Lapidus story. Yeah, that and yeah, even that. But yeah. Besides that, was that bad. though, I dug that story. Yeah, I, I like. I we said it each time. I really like the story. We just want it more. Yeah. And then yeah, it it even seemed to me if you asked me. Uh, they got told that they had to throw Superman in that, and it just that seemed off, and I think that kind of threw things off uh, a bit. I would have even liked that story. I like uh, Deathstroke teaming up with Wonder Woman in that, but even if it was just Deathstroke by himself, it would have been good. But uh, yeah, uh, that's the books, Eric. That is the books. What would you give your pick of the week? That's what I'm looking at right now. That's why I got quiet. I'm like, oh yep. shit, fucking pick of the week's coming up. Oh, yeah. Look. The thing is, I think I'd have to give it to We Are Robin, but I believe I gave He-Man a higher score. I just thought it'd be uh, yeah, weird if uh, yeah. a Flash review was yeah, my I pick of the week. Yeah, I said that's weird. And He-Man's a weird book. It's very just, weird. Uh, book. It's published by DC is the only reason that we. I'm actually it. surprised we do it. Yeah, uh, we do it because you review it and you love yeah, it. Yeah, I do enjoy He-Man. He-Man yeah, but I'm telling well, you, while you think, uh, I 
I actually um, I'm giving it the new Suicide Squad. I really enjoyed that. I love that book. It's weird. It's really creeping up as one of my favorite books each month. <laughs> Every month, I, I when it shows up, I don't even know what's coming. I'm like, oh my god, that comes out. All oh, right, it comes out this week, and I it's again, I it's always fun for me to read that book. I still have to review it on the site, but I really liked it. We are Robin's my pick of You're the week, but you Robin. know what? Coming up. Right close behind is Deathstroke number yeah, 11. Yeah, see, it's weird. Those Usually at the end we throw those books that are kind of, eh, we're going to throw them, they're almost flash reviews or whatever. Yeah. And yet those were my three, probably three strongest books this week to me. Yeah. I really enjoyed them. Uh, next week we have a light week, thank God. We won't be doing this crap. Uh, Batmite number six, Eric, ends that whole thing, that six-issue miniseries. I and might I'm do sure. it, Reggie, might do it, I'm not sure yet. Yeah, Reggie did the last one. You have uh, Batman and Robin Eternal number five. I will be doing that, Eric. I love this series, so I, I can't have. Wait. Yeah, I just I I'm telling you, it's Steve Orlando again. I just, oh, is it? Yeah, I I, I think after that, uh, James Tynion will get back on to doing a couple issues himself, and I guarantee you it'll, it'll pick up from there. And I don't even know. I don't know how these people work. That you have these stories and they, they like hold shit for them to really kick ass because uh, James Tynion's first issue was incredible. And then he, he'll get back on a, whatever the issue is coming up. I don't know if he's on 6 or Steve Orlando. And uh, Genevieve Valentine might even be before that. Oh, that'd be I know cool. I was looking at uh, solicit, uh Detective Comics number 46 with uh, Tomasi continues. I'm trying to remember run. how that – oh, yeah, it's freaking uh, Gordon on the Justice League. Yep, yeah, so we'll see more of that. They seem to be in uh, like the Antarctic or whatever uh, with that huge skeleton. Oh, right, yeah. Green Arrow number 46, Eric. That move along, out. move along. Uh, ben Percy. We got Green Lantern 46, which we're hoping actually picks up some. We want See, some yeah. story. Well, it uh, looked like uh, Hal was going to kill Black at- Hand at the end. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, he's finally going to go fight him, which you thought never would happen. You kept telling me that's not good. Well, we happen. fought him in the last issue. It looks like yeah. he's going to fucking kill him. Yeah, he's going to, yep. Uh, Harley Quinn and Power Girl number five. I believe, Reggie, you'll do that. I am done with that book. <laughs> Uh, and that might be, is that number five or number six? Five that's on the weird. list. You I have five me. on the list, but it might be six. I, but I did uh, copy and paste. So that's weird. Uh, Justice League Dark Side Wars Superman number one. I'm interested in seeing what's going on with that. Yeah. I, I, I was actually, I didn't give it a great review, that Batman, uh, but I was pleasantly surprised. So was uh, I. What it was. I, I, we weren't even going to talk about it on the podcast, but I, when I said it, Stan, I'm glad we did. Uh, Just League Dark Side War of the Flash, number one, which I actually am very interested in. Uh, Lobo, number 12. Yes. We'll see how that goes. Uh, and Midnighter, number six. So I Jesus will be Christ. lucky enough to have two Steve Orlando scripted books next week. I don't, I don't want to be a hater, Eric. But boy, his dialogue is, it, I think he tries to get a little too fancy. I think he tries too hard with these phrases. He makes up catchphrases. Freaking nonsense. Press the flesh, man. Yeah, press the flesh. Yeah, you. What Ask did you fist hear? Questions. Didn't you hear? Press the flesh was in Gotham. Yeah, it was in Gotham yeah. last week. Yeah, you thought that was very odd, but it's weird. Maybe it's one of these things that people have said more, but you've never paid attention to. Now that we have talked about it, it's, you know, one of those things. Now it's, it's ingrained in, in my mind. Yeah, now it's in your mind. And you hear it. Uh, but yeah, this was a long podcast, Eric. Uh, I'm gonna allow you <laughs> now, everybody. I'm allowing Eric to end the podcast. He has a catchphrase he uses. I don't know if you're aware of this. I do not have much more to say. I am exhausted. And Eric, go with it. Everybody. Oh, and everybody. Oh, okay. If you want to interrupt me, Eric, just go. I was going to start talking. Never mind. 
Never mind, Eric. Just go. Just do it. <laughs> now people fucking bash me. All right. Let's end it. You did a day. Oh, no. I, I knew you were cream. doing something. I'm just going to keep trying to give you some. You did a day ice cream. That's all you have. You're the sound effect <laughs> man. You're not a sound effect. I love Forrest man. Gump so much. You are the sound effect man. Now I'm trying to get a, a thing. Here we go. Everybody have a great week. <laughs> Price. Aww. Price is wrong, bitch. Ooh. Ooh yeah. All right, go with it. Everybody have a great week. Keep it weird. We'll see you in seven. And Eric, we'll see you in seven. That's the please. Oh, there we go. Oh,